we were at this temple. Uh, it was like a, well, I don't really want to say which religion, but it was, it was an Eastern religion, basically, an Eastern monastic religion. And they had this crazy freaking recipe, basically, hidden under a freaking statue. Smashed. Go, go for it. Tell them. You know me. I'm just, I, I, if there's no rope, I'll touch it. And the yeah, thing, yeah, no, for sure. a statue kind of just like I leaned on it to take a picture with it and it kind of slid over. Right. And Dude, I we thought were, they were balancing the statue with a piece of paper, but it wasn't. It was like, what was it? Um, so we picked it up. It was really brittle. It was like really brittle type paper. And we started to take it apart. And it, it seems to be a recipe for a beer with mm. hops infused with terpenes. Really? That's all I can distinguish and from it. Really? It's because. Did you get it to the translator like we we like we spoke about? You couldn't understand all the words. All? Yeah, some of it, dude. Some of it was in English, but some of it was in totally it was backwards. Some so of it was so in, what did, what Chinese was it? characters. And was there anything distinguishable on it? Like what? Like what was it saying? Some. I mean, like you're, you're gonna laugh. Like barley, shit like that was there. Water. Water was in English, but everything else, basically, like I don't know, some kind of herbs and spices. There were some pictures for stuff. There were some like botanical herbs. We could recognize a little bit of is, it, like echinacea and stuff, but is, some is of it I've never old, seen uh, before. Is that the uh, mythical Shaolin, uh, Shaolin terpenes that yeah, uh, when combined cool. with, uh, with when the beers combined with the wheat, it uh, makes you hundreds of times higher than you're supposed to be? I mean, that's what I thought it was, but Smash didn't think so, man. He was like, no, this oh, is, is going to be some beer is? recipe. I'm thinking beer recipe. I'm thinking it's something... I'm saying hey, yo, we're, yo, yo, we're live. We're live. I uh, I don't know I'm what you guys are talking about. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm 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 lost. I'm uh, I'm about to. No, I don't know. We're we're talking about we're talking about Indiana Jones, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Indiana Jones and the next crusade. I don't know how many crusades there've been. That's what we were discussing. We're trying to figure out how many crusades Indiana Jones has had. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, lots of crusades. Uh, he's a crusader. You know what I mean? He's a real crusader. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. Welcome. Uh, let's see here. Move the chat too far over to the left. Here we go. Now that I move it to the right. Welcome TTC. Welcome Elite. Welcome. I think Elite might be first in the chat. Let me uh, switch to live chat like a civilized person. Elite was first in the chat. What do you know? BT growers, screws and scarce grows, Ziggy's in the house. Welcome. Uh, new girls already already in the house. Welcome, dude. Uh, what's going on? Cheers, everybody. Uh, if you guys are over the age of 21, you're welcome to stick around, hang out. Uh, you know, go check the fridge. Uh, perhaps you forgot your ice situation, or I don't know, maybe you need to maybe you need to check your beverages. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if your beverages weren't checked before, now's a good time to check your beverages. I feel like there's a better way to say that in an even funnier way, but. Uh, we're going to figure it out later. We're going to we're going to check our beverages, ladies and gentlemen. If you are under the age of twenty one, on, on the other hand, it's it's a little bit of a yeah, man. Bad news. It's Look it's uh, dude. It's uh, I don't know what to tell them, man. I I, I never I know what to tell them. the band off, but Wes yeah, will take it away, man. Yeah, I look a story for them. We got our own. Look at look at pick me as left. Go Wes, read okay. you a story. Okay. Yeah, man, okay. is it yeah. once upon a time? Get your ass out of here, man. Oh, oh man, man, that's a true story. Out. Just get off. Dude. Can't stop your mind. Get off. True story. Dude, I've heard about short stories. I think that was a short story. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are kids, learn. Learn from the best. Uh, I think that my camera is foggy. Okay. Must have. 
something, something to it. Anyway, we'll figure that out in a second. Ladies and I probably just made it worse. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, now that the kids are gone, uh, Westington, there's always one straggler, man. There's always yeah, one. I think it's get your ass off here. You can't stop your mind. You go for a business, man. Go watch it. Go do something else. Go on. Go That's on. it. Something else, man. Uh, usually Don't it's a dude hanging out. It's like, oh, no one's going to notice me. But I think this time it's a chick. She's like, oh, man. I'll just hide behind somebody. Uh, but no, man, it, it doesn't work. If you are under the age of 21, it's not the show for you. Uh, folks, now that it's just uh, us adults and uh, probably cats and dogs and, I don't know, probably uh, geckos, parrots, uh, assorted fish. Uh, West Indian usually has fish in the neighborhood. Uh, let's see here. What... Uh, Cockroaches? I mean, it's safe to say probably a few cockroaches are listening in. Uh, vermin of assorted kinds. I'd be willing to Hopefully not at my list. Probably not, Milo's. man. Yeah, probably not. I, well, I hope not. I hope there's no vermin. Uh, but just in case there's uh, some vermin listening in, uh, hello, vermin. Unless they're 21 in vermin, yes, they can get out. Well, that's right. Yeah. What if they are, dude, I don't even know. Like in. I don't know. Vermin, yes. I've heard rats don't live that long, so I don't know. Like, would a rat have to be like, dude? I don't even know. I don't like three years, maybe. Maybe, but maybe that's like 120 for a rat, and that would be unfair. That's true. That's dude, we'll, yeah, because we'll, a lot of them get catched by trap and so. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it would it would feel weird if it was like a four month old rat and was drinking with us. Like, that seems strange. Uh, well, you know, as long as it's, I'm sure that's of age in the rat community. You guys, you'll have to figure it out yourself. You know, no fucking rat. rats allowed. Look at that. Maybe, no maybe fucking Poten. rats allowed. That's it. No <laughs> rats allowed. Uh, maybe Poten will know uh, how old a rat has to be to... Dude, that's a terrible introduction. We're going to back that up completely. <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, Poten Products. This fucking show. Your introduction. What's you. going on, Poten? Richard D. Freaking swinging the D. Cheers, Richard D. Thank you, my friend. Uh, happy 420. Oh, happy yeah. 710, everybody. Happy 710, Poten. What's going on, man? Oh, we are here. 710 celebration. Bubba's Brew House, oh, Oklahoma. We got like awesome. a couple hundred people here smoking, getting high. We got a booth Ooh. shit out here. Awesome. What we did, it, this, there's a That's storm good. coming soon, so we broke our booth down just so we didn't have to break it down in the rain. Man. There's live music inside, which is why we came out here to make sure there wasn't like awesome. copyright strikes on your YouTube. So, <laughs> cheers, Potent. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoy it, dude. How's it going? How's it so far? How was the party so far? I'm actually with one of the dudes from the Irie Army over here. Say what's up. You know. hey, how's it going? Welcome, dude. Cheers, dude. What's going on, man? Welcome. Uh, next to six on the Discord. <clears throat> so, yeah. New road. Yeah. So it's fun to hang out with some of the different circles. You got uh, Puma Show and my show and Ross and Jeff's show. So I like to hang out on Ross and Jeff's Discord. Right. And he came up to hang out. So nice, man. A lot of fun. Nice we Good got dabs here. We got, there's all kinds of drinks and food trucks and all kinds of stuff. Most of the people are inside because the bands are going right now. So right. The, cool. the biggest venue, you guys aren't familiar. This is the normal stage. Yeah. It's the biggest cannabis-friendly venue, I think, currently in the U.S. They can have over 2,000 wow. people legally. You can smoke weed. You can buy a beer. You can do shots. There are not many places you can legally do that in the United States. And this is uh, by far one of the biggest. So, one of our lying, uh, hop, skip, and a jump from where I live. So we try to support our local community as much as we can. Dude, you're not lying. A friend of mine was just asking, when is our like groups coming back? Like, There's nothing like that for us here in Portland, at least not yet. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's kind of like uh, some of the little smoking places in Portland on steroids. Right? That's it, dude. Do you guys have anything like that in Canada? Like D and the West Engine? Have you heard anything about that? That's crazy, eh? Uh, no, not really yet. Hmm. Not really yet, no. That's awesome. Dude, potent. That's freaking cool. Yeah, happy 710. We thought we'd just come in and say hi. I probably don't oh, talk very long, but. Welcome, dude. Welcome. Uh, have we even done our freaking introductions? We haven't. Uh, West Engine, everybody, what's going on? West Engine, what's new? Hello, big up to you, you know, big up uh, Smash D, fucking potent. Everybody out in chat, I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody's ready for another interactive show here. Fucking, yeah, let's get down. Hope everybody's got something good to smoke on, good to drink good. on. I'm drinking some Laughing Buddha beer and some... <laughs> No boats on Sunday cider, and I am smoking some uh, lilac diesel uh, watermelon skittles for me. Those genetics. Nice one. Uh, how would you smash? What's up? You. I'm just chilling. I got a weird beer. It's like I, I don't even know. M U E is the name. Hold on, I actually pulled it up so we can look at it real quick. Um, this one. Yeah, it's a milkshake IPA. Um. It's from New Jersey. I'm really excited because they have a bunch of like cool flavors. I'm hoping it's actually a nice milkshake IPA. Um, I'm probably gonna dab on some greasy runts live resin. Yeah, I'll grab that. And then I got my GG Cookie Rack for flower right now. I smoked a little bit of the White Wedding today. It's really good. Um, it's just chilling until I'm out of, you know what I mean? So everything's looking good in the flower tent. Um, yeah, cheers. What's up, D? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brains. Happy Brains. seven, happy seven ten, buddy. Get out the traits. Let's dab it up. I'm actually out right now, which sucks, but I've been smoking concentrate all afternoon, so... Now I'm smoking a bit of flour. Um, shout outs to everybody listening in the uh, or the, the other thing. The, oh my god, Apple iPod, the podcast. <laughs> Can't think right now. Uh, shout out to everybody in Russia, Germany, wherever you're at. Thanks for listening and tuning in to us. As Wes says, most interactive show, cannabis show. Um, but yeah, so I'm just hanging out. Uh, but cheers, everybody. Uh, Beardy, uh, same rules apply as uh, normal. Uh, West Engine, I think last week or the week before, basically came up with the best rule uh, don't be a dick, don't show your dick. Uh, pretty much that's what it comes down to. If you okay. guys want to come on, we like, want to see your dank, not your dick. <laughs> we want to see the dank. You can show the dank, but you can't show your dick. Even if your yeah. dick is dank, you'll be like, dude, I have the best dick in the world. <laughs> whatever. Like, Whoa, we don't no. care, man. No, Save that shit for Kimbers. Save it the for. Dankest, dankest here, the dankest That's it. Yeah. yeah. Save yeah, it for know. somebody who cares. Save it for. Yeah. Uh, I guess I probably should say your mama, but uh, uh, she's probably seen better. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. But otherwise, you're welcome to come on. Show your garden. Uh, so literally, we, we'd love to see oh. you guys. You guys uh, garden. See how you grow. Uh, I don't know, maybe you would like to show off a nug, for example, you know, rarely does someone come on here and just literally show off a nug or a joint or whatever else to tell us about their strains. Come on, come and uh, show your strains, show your stuff. Uh, don't show your stuff, though. Don't show your fucking dick. 
Uh, that's basically the one hard freaking uh, fast rule. Uh, thanks, Potent, for coming on. I think we just lost him, basically. I was like, oh, my God, what did we talked to Potent about? Uh, I should have asked him more questions in retrospect. But, uh, dude, that's so freaking cool. Like, I've heard about, I guess I heard, hadn't heard that it was that big. Holy freaking crap. Um, outdoor venues where you can drink and smoke weed and nobody gives a shit. Like, that's fucking awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. I guarantee you there's spots around here that are outdoor that wouldn't care. Um, you know what yeah, I mean? That's, you that's different. Them. Like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's nudge, different. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you can different than there. being allowed. Yeah. It's well, I mean, different. technically, if they're smoking, I don't see why they would care. You know, if it's like outdoor smoking, like I don't see what they care why you're smoking. Everyone's an adult. Dude, that annoyed me. Uh, I was at. Um, I didn't even know that you could smoke legally at uh, Portland bars anymore. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the rules are anymore because I thought you you had to be like outdoor, like literally physically yeah, off outdoor. Now. Right. But uh, now I guess you can be in the patio or something because a couple of different places I was in the patio, people were just openly smoking and ashtrays and shit. And I was like, all right, so you have cigarettes here, but if I whipped out a joint, I guarantee. Oh yeah. <gasps> But I mean, <laughs> you can nerve of me with a fucking joint. Oh my god! How dare you? So you offend my nostrils with that wonderful right. smell. Okay. If it's state by state, but I know in Mass it's illegal to smoke in a restaurant unless it's like a private club. So you pay like a ten dollar, like the Eagles Club or the Knights of Columbus. I don't know what people have the Elks or whatever. Technically, those clubs are allowed to smoke because they're private clubs. You know what I mean? So they own, like, the building and they charge a membership fee normally. But they, they are going the ways of separating it, too. Smoking bar on this side, non-smoking bar on this side type situations. But whatever. I mean, hopefully, like, someday we will get more places to chill and smoke weed with, for like, people like-minded. That's it, you know, and I even love tobacco, but when I smell cigarettes right now, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's kind of smelly. You know, like, yeah. and I always know when I've been somewhere where there have been cigarettes, even if I didn't quite notice them, actually, I have to be honest, I kind of always notice them, but even if I didn't somehow notice them, like, my clothes smell different. You know, like, the next morning, if I've been smoking, if I've been smoking just fucking epic amounts of weed, I have to be honest, the, the clothes still do kind of smell like weed. I have, I've, big, I've resigned myself a little bit to kind of smelling like weed everywhere I go, but in a kind of a soft way, you know what I mean? Like people just basically know I smoke weed. But my point is like the clothes smell faintly of weed, but they don't smell at all of stale smoke. Whereas like if any smoke touched your fucking clothes, like any, yeah. like even somebody across yeah. the room, you can smell stale cigarette smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even a cloud of fucking weed people, like a hundred people, like where potent is basically all of them cheapen. Like the next day, if you were basically like take one of the t-shirts that were in the middle of that and wring it out, like it would barely smell like weed, basically. Well, actually, yeah. that's well, it smell it smell like weed, but it wouldn't be it's not, it doesn't, it's not as clingy. It is it, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's different. It's different, it's not as offensive. I'm just, like, memory of of that green rock that, that uh uh Rick is always looking for, often looking for in Rick and Morty. Now I'm a Rick and Morty like a fish now. You guys oh, it's a, it's, you start it's, watching it. So I was just great. thinking to myself like a like a t-shirt of like concentrated weed pot smoke like essences. I don't know. It was more fleshed out of my head. It was funny in my head. It's probably not that funny. Um 
that show is ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Like, yeah, the planet, where the, the planet where the sun is screaming. <laughs> but I, I, I love that it like shows the layperson like fucking the idea of uh, interdimensions and uh, multiple dimensions and all that stuff. I, I yeah. really like it for that. Like, Dude, you don't does kind of, the planet does where kind of bring... all, all day long the sun screams. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I gotta go back and watch it again. All day. How long is the day? Forty hours. <laughs> um, yo, I smell like a douche flute and weed all the time. So it's probably like a mix yeah. of like right now I've been puffed like chima or blueberry, um, custard, like e juice or whatever you want to call it. And then like I just I usually smoke weed all the like. I'll take a bong rip or well, normally a bowl rip before I go in somewhere and take a couple of hits of the douche flute. So it's probably a weird smell people are getting. <laughs> Here comes the kush. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, little people call it the douche flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's offensive to douches. It is a little bit. What's up, Kush Cloud? Cheers, in. Hey, how you doing, brother? Making fun of, uh, we're making fun of douche flutes. <laughs> the freaking vapes man um dude i don't know I, I i i rag on vapes all the time i'm not like anti-vape per se i just didn't you know what it was uh fake like the the, the chemicals and stuff were fake but I, i'm actually quite grateful for the fact that they existed because uh dude otherwise i probably just flat out wouldn't have quit uh, tobacco are, aren't just, they still like better for you than smoking like they say, but I mean, you know, like beating yourself in the face with a, a brick is probably well, I, uh, I, uh, I agree, into agree. a brick. But if you if you had cigarettes, are only a quarter is bad. They're still a quarter is bad. Right. Something. Fish Cloud, welcome, dude. What's going on? I think it might be first time on the show. What's new? Nothing, nothing much, man. Sitting back, uh, watching you guys and watching some USC. That's about it. Well, man. I have to be honest, I'm not that much into the UFC. Like everybody else that watches these shows is. So it's like most of the time we overlap on a lot of interests, but it's like, I, I couldn't even kind of care less. I don't know. Like, uh, but... Just lack of, it's more of a, I'm bored, you know, and I got a good, uh, a good stream for it. So might as well pop it on the PC while I'm sitting here by the garden, you no know. Disrespect. No disrespect. Some people freaking are super into it. Like uh, Tanasi Gardens is super freaking into it. I think he watches basically every single fight. Like he streams the the fights from I don't know whatever rare countries at three o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know. I just I, I guess I, I don't know. I've never really been into that. It's not to say I'm not into fights, but uh, I don't know. The UFC just kind of. I, I think I was into it a little bit, but then it just rubbed me the wrong way somehow. I don't know. You guys, what do you think? Are, are you guys super into it? Like I say, probably ninety five percent of the people you guys aren't into it. I'm not, not into it. I I don't know. It's kind of the watch dominator it. for me. Like, if there's a big fight, I'll watch it. But, like, I'm not up to date on who has a title or anything like that. I don't even care about football. I don't care about sports, really. What I like is fantasy sports. You know what I mean? So I cheer for every fucking team. Whoever's, whoever, whoever is on my fantasy team is what team I'm cheering for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, just, guys uh, I was into it for a while and got out of it. I, I just, I, it's kind of the, I don't know, there's, I, mean, I saw too many meatheads when I was, when I'd go to watch events at bars and stuff. It was like, fuck. 
There's like a beer, is it? beer knuckle boxing ring coming up. I think they were in Florida, but it's one of the only places that legally can do it or something like that. Right. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn Florida. Freaking Florida, man. Hey, I live down there. Um, it gets really hot, man. I, I couldn't do it. Like the summer, like the winter time is beautiful, but the summertime was, ugh, I was dying. Right. You, I couldn't go out. Like, yeah, you would have to go out right when the sun was going down to be comfortable. Well, there's no way to segue into this. So I'm just going to freaking go for it. Uh, I got one of, I went to Fred Meyer and got one of their like, uh, mixed six packs or whatever they end up costing like the price of two six packs but whatever that's life these days with beer uh got six different See, that's cool i things. wish i felt right? like, like i that felt show? that I, I i go and i see four four different things from the same brewer and i'm like okay i don't really want to take the risk on any one of these one mm-hmm. but in the combination if you put one of each of those cans together i'd buy this in a heartbeat because i'm gonna so like something do. in there right i'm gonna like two of so- those that's the only way I like kind of I go to the store and there like Fumi bought six. I could, I go to like the singles aisle and I can buy a couple. It was a ten dollar beer I was looking at today. It was a single can. So what are you drinking on you? I'm trying to decide right here. There's uh, I think five different bre- uh, different breweries. Uh, Pelican Brewing. Uh, I doubled up with two different things. I think I might actually start up with this one. Uh, Terminal Gravity Brewing. By the way, Trader Joe's. I'm always talking about Trader Joe's. Like they're pretty chill about. Uh, you can buy one beer at a time. You can get like a six pack and get like you know five different things. Uh, they don't have the biggest selection, Trader Joe's, honestly, but they have some selection. You know what I mean? So like if you don't know a lot about beers, if you only tried like I don't know Bud or something, Budweiser or something. Like that's a great place to start out. Um, so this is really cool. I guess I'll go through all six of them to show you what I have. I'm probably not going to honestly drink all six. Uh, this is Terminal Gravity, Terminal Gravity Brewing. I'm freaking mumbling today. They're calling it Forget About It Hazy Pale Ale. Uh, these guys are from uh, dude, Eastern Oregon, Enterprise Oregon. It's been a while since I've had their beer. Terminal Gravity Brewing. Brewing all the way in Enterprise, Oregon, way freaking back. You see that star there? Right there. That doesn't mean anything to you. Basically, I am kind of in the elbow right there. See that little nub there? Basically, like the elbow, basically right above the A, kind of right above the A there. And this beer is way the fuck over there. Anyway, you guys don't give a shit, but I do. Uh, next one is uh, an old favorite of mine from just like honestly years and years and years ago. Pyramid's been around for ages. They're up in Seattle and the Bay Area, I want to say, and Apricot Ale. I just loved it since I was a kid. Uh, really refreshing in the summertime. Uh, this is uh, Pelican Brewing. They do this great pre-prohibition cream ale, which I'm a really big fan of. Uh, let's see here. Elysian had this one before. The Salt and Seed Watermelon Goes. Interesting different style. We might get to that one. This one is delicious as fuck. Again, from Pelican. They're over on the coast. Really like these guys. Uh, plus, when you go out there to the coast and, and have some... Uh, uh, fish and chips or whatever you can get a six pack of these and and uh, go back to the hotel or whatever dude just uh, love this freaking place uh ale with raspberries and then uh i'm gonna try to get to this one because i'm both a big fan of these guys and a big fan of just belgian styles Mil- uh, new belgium 1554 they're saying that it is a surprisingly bright taste and a dr- dry chocolatey finish one evocative of dark brews enjoyed in belgian taverns 500 years ago so i'm definitely gonna try to get to that one Anyway, folks, I uh, hope you guys are 
drinking something good. Hope you guys are cuffing something good as well. If you're not, hopefully you will soon. Hopefully it'll be legal where you guys are soon. Uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy us at least uh, puffing with you in spirit. But if you guys are puffing something good uh, and drinking something good, feel free to let us know what it is. I think I'm going to start with this forget about it hazy pale ale just because, uh, I don't know, why not? Forget about it. Uh, what do you guys have in uh, West Indian? What do you got left? I got the, uh, I'm drinking the uh, Lucky Buddha beer. Uh, basically, a Sapiro in a, uh, in a uh, bottle with Buddha on it. And uh, I'm having uh, no boats on Sunday uh, apple cider. I've been liking nice. the apple cider since I tried them, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, and, they don't uh, with my, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, dude. Oh, I was just saying, they don't, uh, beers kind of fuck with my knees because I got a little high arthritis in my knees. Uh, but, um, I've noticed the apple cider is going through it. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Don't I have no idea. I have a fan going, so maybe the, the air is blown away. It's not super, super smelly, but it is like noticeably fruity. So, Looks like lemonade. Looks like lemonade. It does kind of. Yeah, it does. My beer is really smooth, but I got a milkshake IPA. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. I like this dab. That's really nice. Um, Re runs. Right and fruity, but not too much. Like, it's not a little pineapple-y. It's not, like, explosively, like, crazy. But it's definitely, like, um, oh, it's really nice. Uh, a little bit of like a milkshake kind of mouthfeel. Really nice. Really pleasant. Um, uh, yeah. Really Mine, refreshing. Mine's like that. Nice creamy head on it. Looks like. Mm. Yeah, really. I, I, I'm really into the hazies and the milkshake IPAs. I actually have a blueberry pale ale too, but I probably won't get to it. Probably save it for next week. But I like pale ales. Like I like kind of smoother like beers. The the bitter bitter IPAs are hard for a lot of people to kind of get around. I, I like remember the, why I switched to Heineken. I, I remember exactly why I started drinking Heineken. It's because I read an article about aluminum sulfates uh, in beers being linked to Alzheimer's. And well, I like a lot of beer. So I was like, well, this could be a problem for myself in the future here. So I started looking for beers that uh, didn't have them. And one of the ones that doesn't have them that's uh, uh, available worldwide is Heineken. Uh, and the reason that, and that's the reason it has a bitter taste is the aluminum sulfate smooths, uh, smooths off the flavor of the beers. And probably gives it that nice uh, skunky aroma. Dude, Heineken is hilarious. It's uh, no, it takes it away, it takes it away, takes it away. I'm just thinking to myself, like yeah. I actually kind of like Heineken, and it's just like it's this like deliberately, sh deliberately shitty beer. But yeah, I don't know, it's an you just get used to it beer. or what? It's, it's, it's like it. a deliberately skunked. Yeah, it's an already it. skunked beer for real. Like, but they taste better the warmer they get. I've noticed. Interesting. They taste like for me, best ice cold. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, but if I'm like, like a lot of the time, the only time I'll have a Heineken is at a party. 
and it takes me a while to drink even one beer. Like you guys see me, I probably won't even finish this fucking beer tonight. <laughs> uh, especially with the Heineken, because you're like, oh my god, it's terrible. What was I gonna say? Um, I can't remember. This is one of those days I'm forgetting everything. Oh, I even forgot my joint. Yeah. So I'm not kidding, folks. Uh, hop on, hop on, talk to us about uh, I don't know whatever the fuck. Uh, it's easier easier for us to bullshit. Like you know, Kush Cloud is on here. He's like, dude, uh, I want to talk to these people. It's easier for Kush Cloud to come up with stuff. It's easier for us to c- come up with stuff if uh, more fuckers come on. You know, so if you guys want to come on and you all want to look at my garden, us and, uh, yeah, what up, man? Show us the garden. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. This is my autoflower one. So. Uh, all right. <sighs> happy, happy 710, folks. There we go. Here, let me spotlight it for you. Oh, nice. Nice, right on. What do you got, man? Uh, it's all gas reaper genetics. I don't think I, I know them. Let me get my. Never heard of them. Yeah, he was on um, he was on Bro show recently. Super impressed okay. with his genetics, though, man. Some of the best autoflowers I've grown. Better than Mephesto, and I've grown a lot of Mephesto. They look nice. Like, what uh, do you like about them so far? Like, uh, like this one here is, like, closest thing I ever had, like, to, like, a, the original chem. Like, it's identical almost, but it's an autoflower. It's just super, like, these things are super dense. This thing's only 55 days old, and it's almost ready to be pulled. These autoflowers he has, I don't know what he did to them, but they, but they're, they, 60 to 70 days, they're done. And it's crazy. Uh, you know, you get three ounces in 60 days. That's kind of, I mean, it's nice. It's, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, what's the fastest outer autoflower you ever had? Probably from Gas Reaper. Um, the one I took down probably about two weeks ago. I, it was finished in like 62 days, but I mean, it was just all top notch, you know, top notch, but no larf. It's just like kind of impressive. How's the, how's the smoke on those auto flowers? Uh, been getting like, uh, I mean, you probably do get high, but like, do you enjoy the, the pops? That's a lot of, a lot of folks come like, who was it complaining? On the West. Everyone. Or saying it. <laughs> we have a few people Everyone. complaining actually like, I guess. Uh, no, I, I was feel about one of them, man. I was it's usually me uh, on the dick. I was like, fuck those things. Because I've grown too many of the shitty ones. I've grown some shitty ones. I've grown that's my problem. I, I ones aren't that good. grew a lot of ones from Europe. A lot of European seeds uh, are just crap, man. Every time I got an autoflower from overseas, never good, man. You got to get something that's bred in Michigan. It's like autoflowers. Something about the breeders up there, they're killing it right now. Mandalorian is another one you hear for auto flowers. Um, some of the Night Michigan Owl, Bros runs his shit. Night Owls um, crew with like Mephesto. They're like the yeah. same people. Like they're yeah, it's not one of them. It's like one his of them, work. not the group. Yeah. Uh, Mephesto, they're all right, but they're none of their stuff. They don't got too much gas. Like I'm a big fan of gas. All their stuff is like fruity and sour. Like I don't know. I like the the chem, the heavy. You know. Uh, just diesel gas. And that's pretty much everything that Gas Reaper has so far has been like that. My dog. That I've grown. I've grown four of strings. So 
What's that one in the middle? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a different. Is it a different strain? This one right here. This is a. It's a. It's a Bessie cake. It's a South Bay Bessie frost with uh, wedding cake. That's that's what uh that's what it is. And I got um downstairs. I I I only I want photos too, but these are just my kitchen autos. Dude, I kind of like. Is the go ahead, go ahead. He he was just like he has kitchen autos. That's awesome. Mm. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. I hear my kitchen, you know. This shit. Do you? Why not, man? I mean, that's probably why they they, they grow so quick because you know it's such it's perfect up here. You know, it's always about 70, 72 degrees, and the humidity is at fifty percent always in the house. So, you know. Yeah. They Even love a ten dialed in is super easy. Autos are easy. Like I, t- I tell people they are, but they're finicky. Also, when you first learn how to like oh, play man. with autos, you can overwater one, and then it will flower on you, and you'll be pissed. Less is more with these things, you know. Um, and I, you know, I top them all, and uh, I go hard in the feed too. I mean, um, a lot of that stuff is going with the old genetics, man. Like, like the older stuff, you know, that stuff is like two generations from ditchweed, you know what I mean? This uh, this one in the middle, he said, this is like an F-15. He said, he's bred this thing so many times that each generation gets better and better and better and better. So, uh, yeah, his stuff's pretty good. What size pots? Makes sense, yeah, go ahead. This is a five gallon, this one's organic. Um, and then these are three gallons. That's what I like. They I normally like to run in fives and threes autos. They 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 do really good in them. Um, he says running the three gallons. That that's what he said to put him in. Um, he actually if he one. going on uh, Instagram, he I asked him what's the questions. He responded to me too. So I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's always um, cool when a breeder will talk back. Mike yeah, is asking, when, you know, not the breeder again? Is this gas gas reaper um, again? Yeah, gas reaper. Um, it's on C tier now. If you go on there, I mean, he's completely sold out now. But uh, but yeah, probably the best quality autos I've came across so far. And I've been looking. You know, I've spent a lot of money on crap. And it sucks. <laughs> Too bad. That's always yeah. That's but there's one thing about these autos. But like, and it, it just autos that you get something that's real good, and it's like you can't keep it. <laughs> that's the one thing I hate. Yeah, I, I got, I, I got. You can never grow the same exact plant like that. Right. Dirt. I mean, you get close, but it's never the same. You get that killer chemo. You're like, oh my god, this is one in a million, and this one in a million, you're never gonna see it again. <laughs> yeah, but someone dumb like me has two papaya rum cakes and i already know i'm gonna love one i can smell it already and i didn't take any clones <laughs> oh, yeah you can see like, like this one right here this is the organic one the organic camo and uh i started this one and then the the one i run on salt for the same day and it liked organic a lot more i don't know if it's just because maybe the size of the pot is different or maybe because it's only eating what it wants instead of me force feeding it but the uh, it responded so much better. Like this thing is so much more stickier. It just smells so much more better. It's so much more dense. So much more sticky. It's just way better. 
Well, well, that's okay. He smells like a seat. Better. How many watts do you have that under? Uh, 450. And then I got the um, I got the UVB bar from HLG or whatever. That thing's amazing, man. Um, night and day difference. You can see the difference when you you know plug it in. It's just like the trifles were crazy. I don't so, know if it's just you know, actually THC or if it's just making the trifles pop up, but man, it makes a difference. So do you keep that UVB on all day or do you shut it off? Uh, I run it like, um, I, you know, I keep my shit on 19 hours. For, for 12 of them, I keep it on for uh, 12 hours in the middle of it. Uh, I'm not sure because the manufacturer says don't run it more for 12 hours. So I don't know if they're saying it because it's for, you know, photo period plants or is that because that's how long they want you to run it for. So I just, I've been trying to get in contact with somebody at HLG to ask them and I keep going on death that's years. Message Mandy from HLG um, on Instagram. She's really good at responding back. I wonder hey, if that's, for the whole time. I wonder if that's because like you maybe don't get as much UV in the dawn and dusk and it should only be for a certain period of time during the day where maybe it's on high. Um, I'm about to add um I'm about to add I'm coming right now the initiator and then I got the the red booster coming from uh, Rapid LED. Can't wait to throw those in here. Have it you know 15 minutes before it comes on they pop on 15 minutes after the lights go off they kick on you know or they stay on for 15 minutes after Hopefully, you know, I heard it makes the plants respond better to photosynthesis, so we'll see. Shit, um, did you tell us, how, are you running 18 hours or 24 hours? I'm doing 19. 19? 19. 19 hours, yeah. Then, uh, I don't know oh, yeah. why I did it like that, those but... Uh, don't look like but... Whatever. And hey, dude, I, I swear, man. And uh, like I said, they're coming towards the end. I'm going to pull them about a week. Nice work, man. Can't wait. There's people nice, that nice. pull off some amazing harvest with autos. And I'm like, damn, that's, huh. I was like, I wonder how. And yeah, like, you got to just what those guys room. can do with photos. Hold on, my... <laughs> uh, here, check on my tent in the basement. Oh, right on. Um, Spotlight you when you get down there. I like to hear the the multiple grows. You know, like uh, how many people that grow tomatoes have like you know tomatoes in the kitchen, tomatoes in the outdoor, you know, the front yard, the backyard, the side yard. I mean, someone dedicated like to like fruits and vegetables would be like us, I would think. Right. That's it. Yeah, like I don't know how many people I've I've known that had like ten fruit trees in their yard. Like that's normal, you know. I, I want almonds back so bad or pistachios. It, it won't grow in your area, Stash. You have to move. Are you guys going to yell at him for not having enough room? Oh, we can see the floor. We can see the floor. They're a bunch of dickheads. They yell at him. This is R&D right here. This is our R&D tank. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. My goal, if I had a scrog night in here and I was trying to do that. No, no, no. I'm fucking with you. This is my R&D tank. They fuck with me all the time. Like... Like they yell this at me. This is my watermelon like, runs that I went to. I went to the <laughs> but yeah, this is my watermelon runs I got from Michigan, which I'm not going to run again. I'm not happy. 
I drove like 70 miles to get this plant and it comes, it's not no good. I paid like 50 you know bucks for the cut too, which ain't bad, but still. No, that's, that's not that bad, but I mean, it, wow. Well, then you got to think about the 70 miles time wise. That's like an hour. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, you know, the effort, I, I got back seeds that grow better and do better than that. You know what I mean? That's why I don't bother with clones unless it's bedded. If it's like coming from Fumi or Spartan or Sequence, one of the homies, I'm not going to get something from anybody. Are you going to spotlight me now? Before I get myself in trouble with my plant count. Clone everything just in case. You never know when you're going to find it. Yeah, I got my, my little homemade clone dome. or I got my homemade little cloner over here I made. This little thing right here. The bubble, bubble cloner, you know? That's cool. Yeah, that works. And I got my little locker right here. Called domes. Little fucking but little I chrome cabinet, old, but... I feel like my new grows the way he's doing it with all the seeds, and I'm like, I got so many seeds, I let a bunch of clones go, to be honest with you, just recently. I just decided I wasn't going to do them anymore. And that's going to pop a bunch more seeds. One of the only ways to learn what better wheat is, you know, you, yeah. you'll, you'll get something you think is fantastic and hold on to it. It's really, really common for people to do that. Every once in a while, you'll actually find something that's also common. Oh, I've, I've, found some some reason. I've found some great stuff, but I'm kind of bored of it. At, at the same token, like I've had it long enough. It's, it's, I've had it, I've grown it. I mean, there's like the mac and cream. I, I, I don't know. I grew that 15, 20 times. How much, how much more times do I have to grow it? What's the difference? I was just thinking when you were saying yeah. that, what's the difference, the difference between like that and train wreck? You know what I mean? Because like how, where I was going was like, you'll, you'll never be able to know what train wreck is. Like if you came across train wreck or if you came across. I've only had train wreck across, so I, I, that's all I can compare it to. I've never had the real, the, the real Akarta uh, uh, cut or whatever it is of train wreck. I've never had the real. But I mean, if you cut. had like an elite cut, like if you came across like an elite oh, I mean, well, cut, how would elite you know cut, that I'm, that was, go ahead. It would be night and day above uh, everything else. It would just be. It would just you can be tell so different. Clear. You can tell. It'd just be so clear. It'd be so clear because everybody you brought to the room, they would just gravitate to that one plant. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know because I've been in a couple of gardens. I was actually just in a garden a couple of days. Uh, well, yeah, a couple of days ago that uh, the guy only really grows elite cuts, mm -hmm. and honestly, I don't know. I mean, they're lovely, lovely plants, but. Uh, they don't they don't stand out to me so much more than let's say a lot of the stuff that my I'm not even saying my stuff like some of the friends of mine Stevie a few other people like I would definitely lemon grow hoco plants or, from that yeah, lemon hoco for sure like a couple of those plants I would totally grow but in aggregate the, the garden is like less I mean the, the garden's lovely don't get me wrong uh, especially the outdoor garden was lovely but uh, in aggregate it's less impressive somehow than you know, oh, there's some new Jack the Ripper or whatever, you know, like, it's a little bit, dude, I don't know, it's a little, I don't know how to describe it, maybe it's I don't just know, for in me. In some ways, it's but like, things. don't you get excited yeah. about every new bean you pop, like, mm -hmm. don't you just like, friggin' just like, oh, yeah. over it, like, right. just feel like a new bean, that's gonna be the one, one every time. So. Man, like, I, I love that feeling, and like, so like, I, like, literally with my, with the, with the one that's behind me right here, this Mac and Cream, every bud looked the same exactly the same they were fabulous they were wonderful they were absolutely beautiful and great smoke uh but like it really felt like i was growing the plant same plant every time because it was essentially growing the same plant every time 
and there's so much more to see out there. I, I want to experience a bunch more. I mean, it's nice to grow. I, I, th I still think I need to grow everything multiple times, two, three times before I let it go. But uh, I think that's more, more what I'm going to be doing from now here on out. Just keep it and I just had that same problem. I grew something twice. The third time it turned on me. <laughs> same cut. Never had a problem know, with it. Same conditions and all that. Well, I know a few people that only grow like the elite, like Apple Fritter, Mac One, GMO, fucking, you know what I mean? That's all they'll have in their garden and they get cuts from people. I get it. It's fine, you know, like uh, the dude I'm talking about, like uh, all you can think of GMO, Donnie Burger, all the different burgers, like three different burger crosses, Gooby Snacks, or Gooby, whatever the fuck I don't even remember, really a couple different chem crosses. Yeah, uh, this one cut that he's really proud of. Actually, I have a little bit, maybe I'll smoke that next. Uh, raspberry Kush, uh, what else? A couple other fucking things. And no disrespect, like especially the outdoor garden. Like I was, I was, you know, fucking around today. Basically, I was looking through through my photo catalog. I think I took like four thousand pictures at his garden last year. Like four or five thousand. I mean, it was it was it was stunning. There was a lot of really nice stuff. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm not saying that they were trashy plants or something, but somehow when you're standing there, you're like, well, where's the interest in the variety? Like a lot of the stuff really has the same kind of profiles, the same kind of everything. How the fuck when you shoot like four thousand pictures, do you keep it straight? What's what? Like, how do you remember any of that? Like, you must be taking notes the whole time you're doing your pictures. I was taking notes, but you know they do look different. You know, wedding cake looks different than GMO. GMO looks different than raspberry Kush. Raspberry Kush looks different than uh, Stevie's uh, uh, lemon. Uh, uh, 100 day haze crossed with uh, uh, no actually that was his 100 day haze that was in the back of the, the, the garden so like all those different things uh, look different some of the Scoobies and the Donny Burgers those kind of get confusing if you don't take a note or whatever you're going to get fucked but uh, I've like, noticed the GMO like... looks palpably different than the Mac for example you know what I mean like yeah. recognizably different so how I've always kept track of pictures is like I remember which way I walked in and then I take the series. You know what I mean? The first plant was this. The second was this. Normally you do it on a series. You don't just kind of like jump around and say, oh, this one's pretty. Let's take pictures. See, I do jump around because when I've changed the camera setting or something, I want to uh, get down. Then I, then I, yeah, no, I need to go back and get, get everything different. You know, maybe there's something else that come, will come out better with, uh, with a different aperture or something. I don't know. These are my only autos, guys. They're little babies. Only under 100, though. So. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, um, under, it's only under 100 watts in a one gallon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't make sense when I say that I take like, you know, 4,000. First of all, I came back like two or three times. So it wasn't all in well, one day. Okay. But second of all, like. Still be a I, um, okay, say 1,000 pictures. Day. But at the end of the day, like, well, I think I took like two thousand pictures in one day. I think it was a pretty fucking long day. But um, <laughs> like, I kind of, I kind of milk the theme, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I find different perspectives, and I'll, I'll you know, work my way through wh wherever it is. It doesn't really matter where it is. But if, if, if I was in that garden, for example, or even in my own garden, I basically look around for something that looks good, and then I basically take a few versions of that. Because until you actually have it on the computer, you don't know, oh, was it really in focus? Was the perspective good? I don't know how many times I've taken a photo that I was sure on the back of the screen, even zooming in and stuff like, oh, it's fucking ace. Oh, that's the one. Uh, 
Dude, I took like 40 pictures. I, I was scrolling through today. I was like, oh, are you fucking serious? Because I, I thought I nailed it with this beautiful purple Morgana bracts, like really, really up close, basically. Just right up close. I thought like, oh, this is like a Nobel Prize photograph. You're Somehow like I managed describing to fuck every up photo every single one. Like out of 40 of them that are almost identical, every single one is just wrong. Like the 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 the, the the depth of field is so shallow at that really high macro that unless you do like a stack and I wasn't doing a stack and I wasn't yeah. planning on a stack, then almost everything's out of focus. And somehow I managed to get everything that I wanted to out of focus on every single fucking photo on 40 photos. You know what I mean? Like that happens every once in a while. So if you yeah. don't milk a scene, you basically won't know that. Or for example, you won't know, oh, it would have been nice if that flower right there were a little bit more front in the say in the scene or a little bit more to the side or a little bit there, whatever the fuck it is so like i would i would kind of milk the scene basically so i would go through it's probably a better way to describe it than that and i work a scene instead of milking it <laughs> you like milking things to me <laughs> can you milk a cat <laughs> the cat has nipples can you milk it uh so I basically work the scene i guess is what i was trying to say uh and i'm always trying to tell people like especially with digital photography it's so different from from film photography like work the scene honestly not to like you can delete yeah. i don't yeah, i mean like i just I, I keep the photos the... but you could delete them afterwards you know yeah it's, it's not it's not like film where where every everyone had a dollar value to it then you had to get it developed and blah 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 so yeah no you, and that's just it i that's the way i shoot i just go and take a billion freaking photos and i'm moving around and while i'm moving i'm snap 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 and then a lot of time i'll just go I'll, I'll just end up with one of those it'll be one of the ones i didn't even think was good will be that one that uh ends up being good and the one that i thought was perfect just ends up being slightly blurry or garbage mm. yeah. Or you don't like it. I mean, that's happened to me too. Like, I'll take a photo and then just later on when I'm editing it, I'm like, no, nah, I don't really feel uh, it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have the worst eye. Like, I have to take a bunch of photos to like find a good one, like Aussie. So I take, I take like, if I'm taking a picture of one thing, I, I've started to take, I make sure I take 20 pictures now. What? huh that's the way man you're not gonna be sorry right? i mean like they don't cost nothing to take editing's i mean i don't want to say editing's easy because i just use the simple slider bullshit on my phone right now but i mean it's helping me learn like what i'm looking for i mean editing really that's all it is i mean how do i think it's, this yeah uh, it's, it's no photoshop complete... but it is <laughs> that's the thing most people don't even use photoshop for photography like photoshop is more for photo composites and stuff i mean you can definitely a lot of photographers use photoshop but i never use photoshop i literally never use it i have it on my computer and i don't i've never liked it and so i always try to avoid it like i don't really know how to use it very well it's like i try to avoid it as much as physically possible i haven't opened it in probably two years i had a friend who made All a I career do. with photoshop really? she uh, got really good at taking away bad chicks uh extra necks and gins and yeah and man does okay. that sell oh yeah wow. does that sell yeah <laughs> they line that. up for that like they'll pay whatever <laughs> to fucking you can shave 20 pounds off right on i guess uh I got removal you. service hey is if there's a marker for it see <clears throat> what's that dude check out the cacti i got today right dude Nice. Are you fucking with the cactus? 
Are those the uh, just decorative cactus or the special cactus, D? Uh, yo, I wish there was special cactus. I don't. <laughs> so, just the ornamental regular cacti. Right on. I think I just <laughs> poked a hole in the joint and I'm too lazy to redo it. So we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> it's just going to be a marijuana light. Dude, it might be. There might be like a squeak. We'll see. We'll see how it works. You guys can see right there. Like It, it may this. have flopped through. It may not. Time will tell. Uh, there's something else I was going to say. I can't remember. Those look like roots that it want. These are like roots that tried to come out. Hmm. Oh, yeah, roots. This thing's pretty big. It's, it's catching up to the bigger Oh, ones. nice. And this is the um, papaya rum cake. I had I popped three regular seeds and I got two females. Nice. Um, and then this behemoth in the back is leaves are starting to die off and stuff. Um, shit, man, I can't. I really have to go back and see when I flipped it. I think I'm on week seven, week six, week seven. I did it on the stream, so I would know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I got that going. I'm just waiting for this. This one smells. It still has the tire smell, but it's like a new tire smell. This is um a papaya crossed with a Skittles Mai Tai cake. And it's giving me some funky odors. I can't wait. That's dope. Plant poured. More. I want more. I want more. <laughs> I, I wish I could. Yeah, that's a nice stock on there. Check, but you are right, Smash. You're wasting a lot of freaking energy like on that floor. Let's look at yeah, that, that is nice there. and clean. That's a beautiful spot. Man, I, I admire how clean you grow It is very clean, though. Uh, I, I yeah, came in here. I just spilled shit. Fuck. I came in here yesterday. <laughs> <and> I slept <laughs> and stopped. You could have just taken the glory there and not shown the floor. and <laughs> kept rolling with it. I mean, that's, a big, that's a big boy stem right there in that in this 10-gallon. It's not. This is stopped taking up as much water as, like, Wow. Like it, it, it's really slowing down drinking wise and stuff. These two are seven gallons are really just starting to pick up drinking. Between these two, we're drinking almost a five gallon bucket every two days. Wow. And uh, I got barley growing out of it everywhere. I don't know if you can I see that. Cool. I just had to get. Kind of funny. Some of the barley didn't uh, didn't like germ or whatever. It just grow. Uh, I guess it always does. Like I always get a little bit of barley too. Yeah, I get a couple strands, and I'm like, whatever. And normally I'll just chop it down and leave it there. Right. Like I leave a leaves and stuff on my like surfaces. Like I don't like cover completely, but when I trim they get some of the leaves on the surface and I watch them break down to see how exactly they're breaking down. And 
it seems that like everything actually goes back into the system. So it makes me pretty happy. And these, it, this isn't my final design for this tent. This is just temporary to have weed to make my final design. Because I have a whole nother five by five tent. I kind of want to cut like this wall out and just kind of put them together and have a 10 by 10 or actually, I don't know how that would be. You guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> Why do you want them together? Uh, just to combine the light or what? Yeah, more fire. Yeah, I want to. I kind of want to do. I really might not even do the tents. I might just build the room. That's really what I want. I might sell the tents and pick up some wood and shit just to build a room because I want to have an eight. Like, actually, this dehumidifier kicks ass. So if anyone needs one, my basement is like, I, I've been in 100% humidity. Um, but between 80 and 100%. I got this for $200. It's a 50 pint with a hose that I can overflow into a bucket so it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't really shut off. It's got a continuous mode on it and a low and high. Works pretty good at TCL. Yeah. But I mean, I don't you know. Told if it'd be better that old one you had, yeah. Yeah, it, it. The only thing I wish I had is something that blew cold air. Now I'm thinking of just for drying purposes, I want an AC, but in the winter purposes, I'm going to need heat. That's the thing. The, the dehumidifiers are basically reverse air conditioners. So there's really none of them that just kind of blow cold air. Yeah. You know, like even yeah. glass, they don't really blow cold air. No, no, no. Notice you have to get the ace, portable ACs that actually like have a hose out the back to get the cold air dehumidifier. Actually, you can look up cold, cold and warm. I think some of them have cold and warm too. I just price range and stuff. I have a lot of like life stuff going on. So that fit in the price range and it works. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. it's one of those things like uh, mini splits, air conditioners and stuff. They'll, they'll de dehumidify too, but they usually just kind of toss the humidity out the, out the exhaust, I think. I'm actually like my, I want to go, uh, I need to, I want to have like a mini split. Just I want to take this window out and just put the mini split there and then have the condenser on the other side and then mm. just build a room from where this wall brace is that there's no wall all the way around because it will be bigger than the five by five and I can do a little, little dual section situation where I can have a little cloning like that and then have a flower room. And I might do it two doors. You know what I mean? Like I come down here and there's one veg door and they, they open like this veg room, flower room. Like I have this all set up. I drew it all out and everything. Like it's my end goal to have a room sealed, controlled, um, I'm going to probably have two of these. Maybe I might go with a Scorpion Diablo. 
And then in the bedroom, I want to get a B-Spec 300. And then I have 200s. My question is, where do you go from the name Scorpion Diablo? <laughs> I just like the light. Alligator, I, just, I, um, I like the light. Crocodile, Beelzebub. Um, Where's it there's a lot of fire. I'm sure it was muted. There's a lot of companies I fuck with. Like I find maybe a lunat, uh, a photo tech, a, like Luma, uh, the bar style LED. I don't. I like those. That was the original like thing I was gonna buy. Is one of the bar style LEDs that would have like multiple bars. But I won this board, so I can't complain. You know what I mean? It's a six hundred. Um, R spec from HLG. The thousand R spec is going to be the uh, Dragon Hades. <laughs> they don't know what to say. You know, I feel like they maxed out on that one. You know who I, I, I actually kind of like? Um, chill LED. Hmm. Those are nice, really expensive, but they look really cool. I like them. They look pretty dope, and they they look like. I've heard a couple reviews on them, and they're saying they're pushing a good amount of light. Uh, I think they are really good light. They're really uh, high quality light. Um, I just like I said, they're they're really expensive. Mm. I can't complain about this like, fucking. You get what you pay for. Those those lights, like you can do fucking full like uh, like a, a, a sunrise and sunset. So you don't wake your plants up all crazy. Like man, no, I, I'm. I'm about them. They, they, you can spray water on those lights. They're, they're really good as far as I can tell. Um, but that'd be dope to have like, like an actual kind of like step up to full power every day. You get what I'm saying? Like a, like an actual sunrise or some shit. Like an actual yeah, 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 yeah. I like. Yeah. I definitely like. And even um, then, like, the, like the sun doesn't work like that. In nature, right? You don't get full power fucking 12 hours or, or 10 hours you get clouds coming over and you get yeah, it you gets can, high and it yeah. gets low and they get like low rest periods in there and like so that like the, i mean cycling up and down that's why i think light movers actually were a good idea but they just functionally were bad because they fucking move wires when you have more wires moving wires break yeah there's new things that you can program now that you can program into cloudy days or it's it's crazy what they're coming out with, and I I, I like it. it. I like the whole idea of like ramping up power and like I, I, I do. I, I think it's kind of like at some point it's gonna be. At some point, are you actually gaining anything? Like, what are you gaining? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, is, have you just gone too far? But I, I mean, I'm I'm about all the ideas. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like at what point is too much, too much, and it doesn't actually equate to any extra terpene, gain, terpene gain, any any weight gain, any 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 gain whatsoever. You know, we're just doing all this stuff just to just to appease ourselves. We feel it's cool. Yes and no. I mean, I if I were to do something, I would do it on like a natural schedule with the outdoors, like try to have it like mimic the sun for but, sure. I think that's the best way to do it. That's why I like it. That's why that's why the idea is appealing to me, one hundred percent. That's why I like their lights. 
I, I could see it being a benefit to some like I don't know, but also I, I had but, but, but I wonder does it really like if we give the exactly. same person the same lights under uh give them the regular Scorpion V Diablo and the chill LED full system and we give them equal wattage. That's I think that's very important. We yeah. give them equal wattage. And we give the same grower with the same method, the same medium on both plants, and then see what they see what they turn out. I mean, that's probably the best thing. And then, like, terpene test them and all that. That's the only way side by sides. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, side by sides with control variable. It's the only way we'll ever figure it out. Shit. Um. It seems logical that there would be spectrum differences, right? But then every time it comes up, it's like, yeah, maybe not. But like your, your brain tells you that seems logical because if you're a photographer like I am, uh, photographers know the morning, uh, evening are the best times, the golden hour, they're the best times, the blue hour before and after that, yeah. the best times for photography. The spectrum of light is literally different then. That's why it looks better for photographers. Uh, you would assume that for plants, there's some difference there too because they're getting red light in the morning and the evening yeah, anything yeah. they more in the fall and you'd assume that there's some morphological or other difference you know maybe not i don't know i mean many times when people have done side to sides there hasn't been a huge difference but you again it seems logical there would be, have to be something I, yeah i i, I agree i'm the other oh wow celebrities in the house right i do i do feel like it is um Different spectrum, like we visually see di different spectrums. You know what I mean. So I don't understand like where where the argument would come in that there isn't a change in spectrum going from sunrise to sunset, especially like with cloud coverage and stuff. Not that there isn't a change in spectrum, but that it's uh, maybe not. What's up, dude? Maybe it is or isn't significant for plants. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And like, as far as I know, no one's proved it one way or the other yet. But it seems like there would be. What's up, dudes? Dude, we've forgotten to say hello to a couple people. What's yeah, good? Scrooge uh, and Scarecrow. Uh, I think you were here first. What's good, man? Uh, welcome. Uh, digging the mask. Uh, by the way, folks are welcome to come on here. If you guys uh, don't want to be seen, you're welcome to wear a mask. Just as we say, or don't wear you. a mask. Keep your camera off. Do whatever it takes. Man, whatever you feel. Whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah, this yeah, is, uh, is coming in handy. And we got Zoso J in the house, man. Right? Yeah. Up, you guys. What's going? Here's dude. Welcome. Welcome, man. Been wanting to jump on for a while, so it's kind of cool. Right on, dude. Dude, uh, Zoso and Noob probably have grown the most of my strains. So, like, <laughs> I'm happy to have them on this, the, the show because, like, they're basically freaking experts now. Uh, what's good, Zoso? Like, how's the garden growing? You guys are, like, in the middle of a freaking heat wave, aren't you? Like, the entire Southwest is just boiling now. Like, we were talking yeah, about the Northwest crazy. a couple weeks ago. Is it? Yeah, I grow in a basement, so I don't really have uh, many issues, though. So, it makes right. it nice. Don't have to worry about it too much, but definitely uh, changes outdoor area. And um, if you don't have a basement, it, it'd be pretty tough. Right. But yeah, I got a bunch of your uh, weed out here and all thanks to you. So it's pretty awesome to have a bunch of dank and different weed too. That's what's nice about it. Mm -hmm. where it's all different flavors. Some of the stuff I've never smelt before. And that's probably the funnest cool. part is where you're trying to figure out what you're smelling and making sure that it's accurate. Right. Right, dude. Let me just show this. Coot sent me this article. It was so 
sad to hear about this stuff. I, I don't know, like uh, extreme heat cooked muscles. Oh, well, we're on the wrong story now. Youth <laughs> baseball coach. No, extreme heat cooked muscles, clams, and other shellfish alive on beaches in Western Canada. Whoa. Apparently people were smelling it before they could even like, uh, like the scientists that were checking it, like uh, they could smell the beaches oh, from a distance. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, freaking. Like this stuff is going to lead to so many consequences. I mean, obviously they're not going to kill mussels in I don't know Nevada, but uh, you know they're talking like about like millions of birds. Yeah, like, in my house today. yeah, but that's a bunch of water filtration, right? Mussels fucking yeah. suck in the water, take a bunch of shit out of it, and then push out clean water, right? So, right. and it's not they do their stuff. part. It's not only them, but it's also the stuff that eats them. So probably yeah. all the starfish and everything else probably died. And now the stuff that they ate, that probably also died too. So the plant yeah. and all that well, stuff. I, well, and then the stuff that they control will now get out of control. Right. Crazy. So, so uh, changing the subject back to awesome things like... Uh, Fucking weed, awesome uh, strains like yours. Yeah, for sure. Straight up awesome strains. Actually, I was thinking like uh, today's kind of the, I, I wasn't kind of planning it very well. I don't know. Life has been hectic and I've been trying to plan it better, but whatever. Finally, I got my, uh, uh, the packaging is like, what's kind of crappy packaging I have to be honest. There was supposed to be like super interesting packaging, but it didn't work out very well. It's kind of wah wah a little bit, but uh, so now it's going to be like back to basic simple, but I, you know, I finally put the order in whatever, but uh, this is like the soft launch of Fumidoro Seed Co. So it's actually kind of a fitting that it's seven ten. I was like, all right, fuck it, let's let's just go with it. The soft launch. I don't know. Okay, we'll I don't do know why it's soft, but <laughs> dude, I don't know. Okay, I knew we'll it. Do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. It's one of those freaking kind of things. Yeah, I can uh, uh, post also... some pics on what I'm smoking tonight, but I have a lot of choices from you. So we got the super fun. the Morgana that's been uh, curing for a while now, almost a month and a half about, and so a nice cure on that. And she definitely has a nice cherry flavor where. Um, I could I could smell it in flower and it smelled like maraschinos to me and I can still smell that but I could see her like getting that flavor a little bit stronger with a better cure and right now my dry room's not perfect with the temperatures and so uh, getting that dialed in I think I could really bring her flavor out a lot more and so I kept a clone of her and so I got her ready for the next round almost as she's uh, topped this time and so get a little bit better yield off of her and then um i got the lime river rose that's been cured pretty good too about a month and so um those two have the most uh time in the jar at this point and then trimmed up the dread persephone and then the 1001 nights number two just got done trimming and it was a little moist still but i was able to press some rosin today and Mm -hmm. the rosin definitely brought over that same smell that it had and the flavor came through with it also so that was pretty cool which the 1001 nights number two has kind of a uh what i was saying like a jolly rancher it's kind of like a sour fruity smell um not completely funky but the sour is definitely hard to kind of figure out what it is exactly so and that's right off the plant um just dried and so it'll be nice to see how the cure comes out on that one Dude, it sounds awesome. How's the Lime River Rose, by the way? Is it, uh, Wes's were more sour, kind of limey. What about yours? Yeah, I would say um, it's got a little bit of the lime. It definitely, uh, it, if I was to pick from like what I like, I like the fruity stuff a little bit more um, and more maybe gassy. And so the Lime River Rose kind of reminds me of the Jack Herrera. And so it kind of has that uh, little bit of pine. It's got a like a little bit of lime but it's almost uh, got some kind of 
that like floral where I probably where you probably got that rose name part from is there's definitely a little bit of floral to it. And so lime and uh, floral is probably the best way to describe that one right now. Really? And it definitely is a more of a racy high also where I can smoke that first thing in the morning and uh, feel a little bit of energy out of it, actually. Hmm. In the last week of like one of mine, it just came in rows so hard in the back. It was really? like just a regular one of the lines in the, in the mix, a line kind of poppy kind of deal. And then right in the back, it just came in with this like potpourri scent. And like, it's like, so it's such a weird scent because it's like, it's like something you would, it's like no one would ever make a lime potpourri like this, but it smells fun. <laughs> yeah, potpourri right would be a good description, actually. That it, that's a good way to describe it is that potpourri kind of um, sharp, like really strong uh, floral smell that's not really like a flower, but more uh, concentrated. Cool. Exciting. Um, Exciting. I'm waiting to see. Right? I, I, I haven't pulled mine. I haven't taken mine out of the drawing room yet, but I saw the drawing room. I just have to buy, kind of clip clip it up and model it up and then put it over here. Excited. It is a trip, honestly. I guess it, <laughs> I've been working on these plants. I've been working with the parents of the plants for a while now and then uh, sending out testers. It was a fucking nightmare to get people to have the testers like, some people didn't even get the seeds until like just a few weeks ago, and I sent them in like February. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah. So it's, it's been a trip to see it. Um, it's been a trip to see all the different lions too, because some of the people got like for some reason uh, a lot of people actually got a couple of the strains first, just for no logical reason. Some people got like the thousand one nights, a couple other things first, and then nobody else had like Lime River Rose, even though it was in the mail life worked that way for a while so like i was getting this information from a couple of those strains for a while and then suddenly from other ones and other ones it's been an absolute freaking circus but and i wish i could have actually done better with the reporting on like from start to finish i kind of i got in a little bit with too you many did really strains yeah that was the only reason i felt better not sending as many emails where i wanted to send more information about like from Holy C fuck, to actually, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just did like <laughs> I just did so, a reporting here. I just did a let them know here. That's about it. Yeah, so I put a couple pictures and let them know here. That's about it. All right, I'm to get bigger, <laughs> like time lapses and shit. Like I see you make like cool time lapses and stuff. So what are you using for that? Yeah, um, I just use my uh, old, uh, like my oldest phone at this point as I use a Galaxy S7 and then I got a clip-on macro lens and I went, I have like a four clip-on macro lenses where I uh, decided to like try buying all the cheap ones to kind of see if they were any different anyway. And you can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah, there definitely were. Um, and I have them all, so I could definitely look up the names of what they were if anybody, and I could probably post pictures of all the different ones where you could see what the differences are. But some of them you have to do close-up shots, like they're made more for trying to get a trichome shot and yeah. they get kind of blurry around the edges. And then I found one that I really like for the seed time lapses where it can actually just clip on and it gets it really like uh, kind of a close shot but not too close and then you can still zoom in with the phone when you're taking pictures to actually get trichome shots so recently a lot of my close-up shots and the time lapses are all of the same macro lens that was like 20 bucks and it came with like four other lenses also so it was like just a cheap set that i didn't oh, expect wow, much cool. out of that's nice. 
And so it definitely is a little tough with the phone because uh, on Samsung's you get a hyperlapse setting and that's what I'm using. And so it doesn't let you zoom. And so when you're doing the hyperlapse, uh, that's why I use the clip on macro. Otherwise I'd probably just do video, zoom in, but having that hyperlapse setting uh, saves space and uh, gets you closer to a time-lapse already before having to edit it. I always seen them um, clip on macro lenses and I thought they were, you know, just, uh, I don't know, uh, snake oil. It's good they got a really good, good picture. Uh, some of them work, but depending on your camera and your model of the camera too, the sensor might not, like, might try to do like a field of depth and it won't Any actually clip on for it. phones, for like the phones. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Um, I did notice though, like when I got these different clip-ons, the the first like week I couldn't get any good pictures out of any of them. Like I couldn't figure out how to use them properly. Mm -hmm. And then when you start getting the distance from what you're trying to shoot, like if you're going to try to do a trichome or just even the tip of the bud, um, figuring out the distance combined with a small amount of zoom and then kind of getting the angle on the light in your room if you uh, don't like put it actually under any type of other lighting. Like I just kind of do it in my room where it's growing. So sometimes I have to like get in the middle of the light and like shoot from the middle of the light outward. And sometimes the light seems to work perfect from like the corner of the room. And so it's kind of like figuring out what the lens does best with the way that your light is set up in your room too. The thing well, is, right. I was just going to say, I would love to use, like I was thinking, so there's this app called like Alfred cam where you can turn your old phone into like a, a webcam pretty much. And you can put it in your grow tent and just check it whenever you want. And I was trying to do it, but it, my, I have to have the phone plugged in and this, this certain phone is like, like an old school Android where it doesn't want to stay in the hole anymore. So it like always slips out. So it's like I would have to like tape it in there or completely just glue a charger in there. So it just never needs it again. Is it uh, new enough to do like the wireless charging? Or you could maybe use like the back of the phone or if it's set up for wireless charging somehow of no. charging it that way? That one's definitely not my new one. Yeah, you could remote control your phone. Um, that's another thing that you can do is you can set up a remote controlling app on your phone and then you can go into your video and check it out. So, yeah, so that shot right there is actually just with that macro lens is the shot of the nug of the bud is actually with the macro lens without it being zoomed in in any way. And then I zoom in to get the trichome shot and I just use a little collage um, app on my phone to put the two pictures together. And I try to do it where I'm taking a picture where that circle is going to be because I know where the collage app is going to put the circle. And so I try to line it up where I get the picture actually um, in the same area. Now, one trichome is so yellow that like, I don't know whether I want to harvest that yet or, or not. Yeah, the, the Dread Persephone was uh, tough to, I'll, I'll probably let it go a little bit longer next time, but um, I ended up cutting it around uh, day 64. And at about day 57, it already had enough amber trichomes from what I could tell, um, but it still had a bunch of new pistols coming out. It was like wow, still pretty. wanting to grow. I like that. So yeah, that's like day Ooh, 62. Yeah, nice drive for Saffany, eh? Okay, cool. That's yeah, going to be a beautiful. It, super early finishing, yeah. Beautiful squisher. Yeah. And like half, I have half is finishing finish. super early too. Go ahead, Smash. Oh. 
that's going to be a beautiful hash maker, yeah. but more surface area. That looks just like you always. Mom. Yeah, you always hear like people like you're in front of like, a background there, Zoso, or is that just like a piece of paper? Uh, no, yeah, that's just the the panda film in my room, and uh, oh, I, and then I run a uh, I do have a UV uh, like a UV light in there where it's a mix of uh, oh, cool. um, far reds uh, and UV, and so it kind of sometimes gives my photos a little purple uh, or blue coloring. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, that looks pretty dope. Yeah, cool. yeah, so these ones are just of my cell phone with no macro lens or anything, just a. Just using my uh, S21, but the S21 has like 108 megapixel. And so if you can get it to focus really nice, then you can get really good pictures from it. Yeah, you can get really good uh, uh, pictures from it. So what's your, like your so what's your grow stuff? Yeah, so I grow in uh, living soil. And so all the stuff we're seeing right here, um, right. most of the stuff I ran for uh, Fumi was in only five gallons of living soil. Uh, the 1001 Nights, number two, was in uh, seven gallons of living soil. Um, but I normally grow in like 15 gallons of living soil. I do have a, a grassroots fabric four by four bed, and then I have like a 50 gallon pot, uh, fabric pot. And so I kind of uh, uh, keep my 15 gallon pots um, always with the same soil and I've had it for about, uh, three years in those 15 nice. gallon pots now. And then the rest of the small pots, I like transplant into the 50 gallon. Um, so I'll put like five gallons into a 50 gallon and then let that just kind of transplant after I crop the plant. So I cut it down and then put it into a 50 gallon pot of living soil to let the worms, uh, just break down the roots. And then I reamend it with some like craft blend. And then that's what I'll put back into five gallon and seven gallon pots. And I've even flowered with three gallon pots. And so um, all living soil and then uh, a full spectrum LED, which is um, 3,500K, uh, 6,000K, and then 660 nanometer all in the like main light fixture, which is an eight bar um, light. And it's like one that I got off of Alibaba. And so it's like the... Um, the older Samsung diodes at this point. Um, uh, and so, yeah, so it works great. And then, yeah. And then I have the, the UV light added, um, where it's like a mix of uh, far red and UV. Um, and then I have, uh, some of like the rapid led flower initiators. And so I have all those on like pretty much a smart, um, like a smart, uh, um, surge protector pretty much where I can control them all on separate timers. Cool. Nice. Oh, now we can see your light. Yeah. So there's like the mix, there's the 3,500 K, the 6,000, and then the purple that that's actually 660 nanometer. Mm -hmm. And it came out purple for some reason in that picture. No, I, I really did like my cobs that had the nanometers around it, like the 660s, 420s. And I it had a, like four different ones and, I liked it. I really did. Everything I've kind of uh, learned is where the 660, if you really, you can have it mixed in with your full spectrum and it'll definitely help. But if you could have that separate and have your plants wake up to that, like uh, West Engine was kind of talking about is where if you can wake your plants with 660 nanometer, then have your full spectrums come on like 15, 20 minutes later, and then still have the 660 nanometer on and then have like 730 nanometer come on with it. Uh, then you get close to that Emerson effect. 
and then you can put the sleeps uh, or put the plants to sleep with 730 nanometer or now you just run 730 nanometer at the end of the day and you kind of uh, wake them up knock them out yeah. yeah and then knock them out at the end of the day which putting them to sleep is the more important part they'll like wake up to any light pretty much so we all know that from how plants will harm from a simple light leak and so the the morning is important because they're delicate but it's also any light will really wake them up yeah you know and pictures definitely like look different but when like you're trying to look at them on your phone and shit and you put them on a computer screen it's different ball game <laughs> you know like fucking when they're trying to fuck with shit on your phone and like edit on your phone i mean like that's yeah, possible some of the new phones are pretty fucking big mine's kind of still small so like when i transfer like pictures to like my laptop and i really get like in depth with them it, i can like really get close in like zoom wise and stuff it looks good yeah it's like definitely cool seeing the time lapses uh that i made on an actual like full 4k screen is it it's a big difference than watching it on a phone i want to do one dude sorry to bounce around subjects but like i really did like that's a good idea like west like we were just talking about like how waking up the plants and stuff he like has it like down he's like yeah you would do this and this and then i would do this i, well, like, I, I had my plan kind of... what i would do my room is definitely not quite set up that way yeah well eventually we're gonna get there but yeah yeah, like my light is uh, the eight bar light. It has a dial where I can change each uh, spectrum on it. Um, wow. And so they, so each diode goes to its own uh, driver. And so the real setup that I want to finally finish is where I can just have all those drivers separate and have those outlets separate instead control, of having right? it all. Yeah, and then you can control each, uh, each of them separately with a different timer. That's cool. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. That's definitely like a. I've seen those clip on um, for HPSs and stuff, and they do such a crazy difference. Yeah, I bought that specifically because I was testing the Jack the Ripper F2 number four for iRegenetics, and um, I set up a second flower room in winter with a HPS light. And I forgot that I'm going to be taking all these pictures and showing it off. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's under my, my old HPS. And so I had to buy a little clip-on lens to try to get better pictures. Yeah. And I started carrying the plant into my full-spectrum room to take pictures and let them put it back into the HPS room because they were growing in three-gallon pots, so they were kind of small. Did we say hi to everyone? I don't know. I was, I was downstairs. Maybe. I missed we everyone. Somebody, but I don't remember who. Who the fuck did we lose? It's hard to see things when you go on Zoom on a phone. You can only it can only have four people on a screen or one or two. We, I don't think we got the scarecrow. Scarecrow, we barely introduced him. I think we basically uh, talked all over him as he was about to talk. Uh, what's good, dude? Welcome. Hey, what's up? What's what's uh, what's screwing, man? What's going on? But you smoke uh, nothing, nothing much. I just got uh, I got my new bed uh, started and planted my seeds yesterday. Nice. What did you plant? Did you plant right into the bed? Uh, no. So what I did, hold on, let me try and flip it. So I pretty much dug out when you're going sideways. So we, it will stretch out, like, it will give us a long, yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of dug out a little spot 
and I did I like this that. square foot planting style, uh, like you know you do with regular vegetables and whatnot. Uh, mostly to keep it kind of separated from the cover crop that that's in here. I didn't want to. Yeah, it's like you know, kind of little raised bed suffocated to get the roots down. Yeah, and then I'm going to transplant it straight into it. Uh, these are the feminized mountaintop mint from Humboldt Seed Company. I uh, got the bottom cut out on those. No, no, I'm going to transplant whenever they get a little, you know, a little bit bigger. Oh shit! I would have um, just cut the bottoms out. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> well, it's yeah. I kind of like what he's doing there. You're like, because it like keeps everything the same way. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you guys. Okay, I, this is how anal I am with my plants outside. I will put a piece of tape on one side of my plants that that side is going to be the north side or the south side or whatever. Usually it's my north side. Uh, but that will always be the north side so that the sun comes over them in the same fashion every day. So they're looking in the same place in the morning for the sun and the same place in the evening. Not that I take them out and twist them around and have them a different way and then, then they're looking over they're looking over to the west when they should be looking to the east because I haven't put them the same way that they're accustomed to waking up every morning. I've, I've always been uh, a little bit anal about that because I've always thought it made a difference. I like that style. Yeah. I, w- I would do it like that. And like like you said, it keeps the cover crop a little bit away from like the baby roots going in. I would just literally keep – I personally would do something like that and just kind of keep them separate and just leave it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I have a friend uh, I that I helped set up his grow like a year and a half ago. And uh, he essentially did that, but with fabric pots, so it would just grow through. Yep. And um, I don't know, the, when he took them out, his last two grows in a, uh, did much better being in the actual bed. I, don't, I mean, obviously the roots still grew through, but... Uh, I don't know if them kind of being slowed down to, to actually. Yeah, they're gonna penetrate it. it. Yeah, I just didn't want. Uh, I didn't want my my. Uh, no, I feel you know, my cash so, crop to be swamped out by the the uh, cover crop as it germinates. Oh, hell yeah, man! So, what'd you do for a cover crop? We should ask. Oh, just. Uh, uh, the build the soil 12 12 seed blend wow man i gotta get some of that i want to do it indoors yeah I've, I've heard some mixed reviews on it um i, I just don't I, fuck with build the soil what were the mixed reviews uh just uh, about using uh, i guess it gets a little bit uh a little bit wild if you don't uh keep it trimmed back um, and pos- the possibility that uh, it's kind of like a thrip magnet, the uh, clover is. Uh, I've seen a lot of people switching over to to using dichondra and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Vitamite is so minor, I killed that shit real quick. I had a bunch of clover and they just hopped over on the clover and went, uh, goodbye. Right. I like clover. I think it's, I like how it looks. And I think it's a, I kind of think the white, if you get a white clover with the little flowers, it's kind of pretty. 
Okay, well, I noticed that the spider mites like clover a little bit more than my fucking cannabis. So they kept the fucking spider mites around for my cannabis. Once they're done with the cannabis, with the clover, they moved on with the cannabis. So fuck those fucking clovers. They're coming the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> my outdoor, the only bug I'm dealing with is I only had a couple scale bugs on the plants. That's paint the walls. I could get them off and then. Next day, I go out there. The other day, I just wasn't dealing with it. I just hit him with some sulfur. <laughs> well, it's still early enough, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's there's, cool. there's still babies. Uh, sulfur is actually, how do I put this? Like, indoors, it's not a great idea. I've, I've had to use it before, and dude, it wasn't a great idea. Because it's so hard to wash off, and everything ends up stinking like, stinking like sulfur. It's really bad. But uh, outdoors, dude, I'd go so far as to say, like, you should almost use it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not it's in flour, raining. not anywhere close to flour, but like, no. Uh, no, yeah. Pro tip with sulfur: don't use it anywhere near LED lights. It, uh, it oh, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, those degrades up. LED lights right. big time. Right. Yeah, another reason. Even the yeah, overgrown like, uh, squash. I like it in veg. I like it in veg for just to like overdose it, over overdose it with sulfur, and it has all sulfur once it's all growth period. Right. And a lot of people it say works. it makes it more turpy. I think when you're outdoors, you're dealing with more, like, it's been raining a lot here, so I'm not worried about things like being being on the plant lawn. Like, they've been getting hit with torrential downpours once a day. So I get out there, I spray the, I actually went in and got the stems and, like, um, misted like actually like streamed off the bugs and then misted the whole stem up and down um i was actually gonna ask you guys has anyone like would like green cleaner or azimat or like any of those good for ipm like what what, what what's another one i can add to my arsenal uh what was the first one that you were using again I use neem and I use the attack with overgrown that has the little bit of sulfur in it and some copper and some other stuff. Oh, I know the attack. It doesn't have much sulfur in it. It has barely anything Just a little in bit, it. Um, yeah. I would say it has an inadequate amount. You know, when something has like just okay. a little bit, it's like an inadequate amount, you know, like a homeopathic amount, basically. Um, yeah, it's almost like a micronutrient just to keep the plant a little. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of. Well, what I, I, I go so far I, as to say, like, it, it stimulates the natural resistance of the bugs. The bugs were like, well, fuck, that tasted good. Like, what, what else you got? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I try to, like, strengthen it up a little bit. Like, I, I don't do a full gallon. I'll do, like, a little bit of water. And I, I'll kind of, like, put a lot of attack in it. But I want another one. But I use the neem. Um, I was thinking, like, there's, like, a natural oil. This one that looks well, really I was good. I going to say, like, um, you got to be careful not to kind of switch types. And this is the thing I think uh, when you start, you, you want to use a couple different IPM sprays or at least IPM methods, basically. Yeah. Ideally, probably three different methods, uh, especially since you already have something, you're definitely going to want to use multiple different methods. So mm -hmm. not relying on like I'm always talking about self-oil or whatever, like you're probably not going to want to rely on just one thing. Uh, yeah. You'd probably want to have like, I don't know, maybe two different sprays, two different like mechanical ways to remove it. And then maybe like an IPM, like bugs after that. Or maybe you'd have even, I don't know, three different sprays. I guess I've never really had that. Honestly, I've never grown weed outdoors. I've been meaning to, but I've never gotten around to it. So we should talk to like Potent would know. 
But how do I put this? I guess where I was getting to with that is I don't think you should mix types. So if you are using neem, I stand by it. I think neem is a preventative. I don't think it's really going to help you when you when you already have a problem. But whatever, if you want to still use it, then now you already have oil on your plants. You're not going to want to use something that interferes with oils. So for example, sulfur and oil actually don't mix. Like you're actually supposed to wait a couple of weeks after you use sulfur to put any oil on. So ATAC and all that kind of stuff, you want to cut that out. Even if it does have a little tiny bit of sulfur, you probably want to stop using it. So it's like, uh, how do I put this? I don't know. You, you'd probably want to stick with uh, uh, ben like um, essential oil sprays, horticultural oil sprays, and then, I don't know, maybe like, uh, like fatty low. acids. Maybe those would be fine. Together, one of those. You know? What about the soaps? Like I, I normally say, use those to go together. Yeah, like I normally use the neem as an IPM and it works pretty well, but I never had scale bugs before outdoors, even like gorilla growing. I've never really seen them. Or Dude, like shit, shit fucking happens. Like, I, I don't know how to express this to everyone in the chat. Like, nobody is going to be free from bugs. I mean, like, I don't know if oh, you yeah. live in a... Dude, if you're a multimillionaire, like if someone listens to the show, you first of all, like, uh, uh, I'll be happy to send your email for a sponsorship opportunity. If you have but, an uh, Antarctica, bro, you'll get no bugs. Antarctica. So, well, I was thinking it'd be more fun if it was like a Swiss chalet. It was like basically like uh, bonds. So the super fuckers will bring a cut and then they'll get vitamins. You go in a it's tube and it just this freaking delusion, like a Swiss mountain, like grow in a mountain. Like they, this is not that implausible. They have like air bases in mountains in Switzerland. So this dude, I don't know why this one, it's a dude, it's actually a chick. It's not a dude, it's a chick in this case. Uh, She's ballsy. Super ballsy, yeah. Uh, she's also really, really uh, uh, hot. Really good looking. Very funny. She has to be good looking, obviously. She knows how to fly. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna, she, she, she knows still works pretty well, too. Back and forth. She still works I could pass on that, but uh, uh, really good at photography. Really loves photography. Anyway, so uh, she grows indoors. Nah, I don't know. Uh, we were talking about? We, we got she's lost. Yeah, crazy. we got lost. Uh, she's pretty crazy <laughs> with the photography. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was I trying to say? I was trying to say, dude, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in love already. I don't remember anymore. Uh, we were talking about, uh, fuck, what were anyways, this photographer that was growing in the crazy grows. I uh, just IPM yeah, so and where the bugs are. Yeah, we were doing the IPM talk and we were, uh, that sulfur. Maybe this in mountain. the middle of a mountain. Thank you. Zo. So in the middle of the mountain, maybe there's not going to be any spider mites or whatever the fuck, because, uh, I don't know. Her great grandfather was a, uh, soil scientist and he's been building soils for a hundred years basically he won the nobel prize for soil building in like 1912 or some shit um no bugs there's literally no fucking bugs that's the one unicorn on this earth that basically has no bugs in their fucking grow everybody else is going to have bugs like i basically accidentally walked elbow deep into a but i mean like basically i don't know hell on earth let's just put it that way like a couple days ago i was like Wait a second. What the fuck is this shit? And I Wait, was, you're I home already? What are you doing? I was, no, no, fortunately not that. But I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I was at someone's garden. And I was basically, I was at someone's garden where I had been before and I didn't see those kinds of problems. And so the person was like, oh, come on over and take some pictures. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. I brought all of my gear, like as one be does, mad. I brought basically <laughs> all of it. I yeah, didn't fucking skip any of it. I mean, I brought it all in. I mean, just all of it. And I brought it, I set it all up first, you know, like it was all, it was all right there. And then basically as I'm literally elbow deep in it, I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's, that's and wait a second. Is that, oh, that's a thrip. That's a thrip. Oh, wait a second. Captain 420. It got better. It got better. There were aphids too. Oh. So yeah, 
I spent uh, I spent a good amount of time after that. We're not going to say how long, but a good amount of time sterilizing all my shit. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a prayer bubble. next. I'm going to I'm going to start yeah, I'm going to start taking a prayer. Uh, I'm probably going to pray to a few gods. We're going to we're going to spread it around. <laughs> I've been pretty lucky. That's what I'm saying. Like you'll you'll just have been lucky if you haven't gotten bugs before. It was really just dumb luck, and that's all it is. It's just dumb luck because you're gonna get it. Like no matter no, what, you're gonna get it. Gonna I've dealt it. with like a couple times, but it hasn't hit me hard enough where it's taken something out. Yeah, but Smash, you could definitely add the essential oils. Um, that's what I do. Is so pretty much if you I can need a spray brand flower. Yeah, the brand, um, if you go through even like Build-A-Soil, they'll have the mix already. But if you can buy the the oils yourself where you get um, like they have the the actual ingredients. And so you can go like lavender, thyme, clove. Um, there's like a few other ones, but you do this mixture of these oils, which they'll, they'll, you'll easily be able to find a recipe online. And then you can just get your own oil so you can always mix it up. And then you just make your own uh, mix. It'll be a lot cheaper. But if you do essential oils and spray before flour and you do it like for four days straight that'll make a big difference and then you could even do like a uh, a lab like a em1 uh, to help fight against like mold okay um that's something that would probably work with the the oil sprays like em1 labs any of those kinds of ferments those probably wouldn't get in the way i was gonna just i was looking at this stuff where are you guys there you are um chew this one chew i think lemongrass is a good one to spray i'm trying to remember all the ingredients it's got um pretty much everything you said thyme clover garlic peppermint corn a little bit of citric acid with granola granola um rosemary and then yeah vinegar as the base uh, geraniol, so I'm not 100% sure I'm guessing right now, but I think the geraniol might come from geraniums, um, or at least is found in geraniums. Uh, so I've been told that, honestly, my favorite Morgana, uh, it used to be a different Morgana, that was my favorite, it's funny how even that changes, but my favorite, favorite profile, I think it comes up fairly often, it has like, not just roses, but also maybe geraniums. So I don't know, keep, keep an eye out for that, anybody that has that, like, I'd be very curious to hear more from that, because that's become one of my absolute favorites, it's got like a spiced cinnamon geranium something or other it's really interesting yeah, yeah that, that trifecta is pretty serious i would say right? uh, the trifecta i would say if you had an infection that's what you'd probably want to use um but if you just did a that basic oil mix at the top without they have like vinegar and stuff in there and so you could use something like that but you probably wouldn't have to use it as much an essential oil mix you can kind of use like once a month even and just kind of spray down for three days uh do it the same day for three days straight or maybe even four days and you just do that right before flower too when you know that they're starting to go into flower outdoors just spray them down for four days straight okay and do it in yeah. the morning probably like early in the morning would probably be best like because you're going to be getting towards uh the hottest part of the season at that point okay all right yeah so i know yeah I'm just going to add, I'm going to take the Aztec out of my overgrowth situation and then I'm going to add this in because I've the, the neem has been pretty effective um, outdoors here. Like last year, I got rid of spider mites with um, the neem oil and then my hose and 
some beneficial oil, like some essential oils. And they didn't come back. And I was pretty happy. But this year, these little fuckers, I thought it was powdery mildew like on the stems because we've been in crazy high humidity. And I was like, fumey, what like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I want to know what that is. And I went in there and I fucking kind of like put a stick to it and rubbed it and started to move. And I was like, that's a motherfucking bug. Identifying is important in that, too. So, you know, to you can get the right stuff, because after you're done spraying, then you're going to want to release predators. And for outdoors, it would be kind of tough to make sure that they're staying in that area. So you would want to probably get like a bunch of sachets and do like a um, green lace wing larvae and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Ladybug larvae and uh, try to just do as many uh, predators that you can, a mix of them or identify the pest and then get the exact uh, predator that would handle that pest. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Um, I get them off like every day I go out there. Um, it seems to less and less like I use like a high stream water jet to get them off the plant. And then I spray the plant down with like today I did the Aztec, like souped up Aztec. It's not like so because I know it's a small concentration. So I kind of like put a little bit of water in a lot of that. <laughs> um, Aztec again. Hold on, I'll go grab it. Um, I'm skeptical of some of these sprays, but every once in a while I hear something uh, good about some of these, like trifecta. I've actually heard some decent things about. So, you know, um, a lot of the 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 essential oil sprays, I haven't had a lot of luck with. Like the Method One PPS, it was a good like preventative spray, but it was more like. Dude, it was more of a placebo, honestly, than anything. Like it had a little bit of horticultural oil effects, and then the the kind of nice smells from the cloves and stuff was more for me. You know what I mean? It just smelled nice afterwards. But you know, it worked well. But I mean, I I don't think it really prevented anything serious. Like it it definitely didn't keep away my russet mites. I think. And now let me see where did I get the russet mites? I guess I got the russet mites from a clone. And at the time, I was like religiously spraying with that essential oil, the, the method one PPS. That's why I like mixing the like buying the oils all separate and making sure you actually get good oils. Because what I learned from making topicals is you'll buy these essential oils to go into the topicals and it'll say that it's like a lavender oil. But it's really an actual like just like one percent of the actual oil is lavender and they're ripping you off. And so a lot of those sprays could be doing the same thing where they're saying eight percent on an oil. But in that oil isn't probably pure um essential oil like a where if you can get a pure lavender oil close um and then use that in there a pure lemongrass oil and then use it in there and making sure they're high quality oils and organic i think it makes a big difference but that's where i haven't done side by side tests with those products so i'm not sure what's the problem it's expensive to do the side by sides man it's expensive to get those products too. Captain 420, this whole time I've been trying to say like, oh, hello, hello, hello. I guess now that I'm saying it, hello. What's good, man? We're talking about freaking IPM and we can't even say hello. What's new? <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Happy uh, 710. It's still 710 someplace, right? <laughs> still 710 here? Damn right. Cool. How's everyone out there doing tonight? All right, Captain 420. I'm doing kind of a soft launch for my new uh, seed business or seed company. Uh, it's so 
like newish that basically yeah i can't even like a fish like the like, packaging's not even here and stuff the paper's not here but i'm just like oh it was 710 might as well say hello um i keep saying um every single show i have a word that i just overly what was i saying earlier i milk so that was, that was that milk of the sea um. i milk the word <laughs> I was watching a podcast the other day because they had burger on it. Supposedly, uh, I watched like 45 minutes of this podcast and all this one guy kept on saying was yo and homie. And <laughs> I actually had to turn it off. I couldn't sit there and listen to it. And I actually had to post it on my Facebook page and say, Damn, you know, I'm glad none of my friends are like this because we joke on people like this. <laughs> but I mean, every two to three words, it was like, yo, and homie. And it's like, he's trying to fit this persona that he's putting out there. And it was just like, man, I can't even wait for the main guy to come on the show. I've got to turn it off. Is it the Cypress Hill guys? Captain 420? That's what it sounds like. No. Uh, it was uh, uh, Super Joint or something like that. Mm. The guy's out of, like, I think Florida. Yo, God. But, uh, I, I will defend you, bro. I will defend Florida because I just had to turn it off. I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> like so most of Florida, like South Florida, where I was, like there's nice parts, but it's pretty much all ghetto. <laughs> you better watch that, Smash. <laughs> what? By the way, I'm drinking. Yeah, a I live in Michigan. <laughs> it was ghettos. They know it was ghettos. What do you mean? The fucking they used to tell me there was dog fights at that house. This house, there's a witch in. Like it was that type of situation. Um, so, sulfur, copper, water soluble copper. Um, Solvable, hot ash, uh, nitrate, nitrogen. <laughs> That's what's You're in running through thing. my micronutrient list, huh? Yeah, I've been using it as like this in a little heavier concentration along with the neem oil. And since it's been raining enough where it doesn't affect it, it seemed it was working real well. But I have these fucking scale bugs coming on. Like, what I got, I get them off. Like, they're not showing up as much because I'm pissing them off every day and I'm going out there and spraying them with some oil or something or getting them off the plant. But like, I needed something a little bit stronger. So I think I'm just going to go with the, uh, the one I showed you guys, the, like with all the essential oils just to have and then i'll hit them with that and i'll buy some lace wings and I, i'm i know cool and everyone said fucking ladybugs are pointless but i like ladybugs and i want them <laughs> yeah they're somewhat ladybugs pointless but cool. they're definitely uh they'll, they'll eat a couple and <laughs> so you might get a couple right. and then you'll uh they're you'll kill a couple when something lands on your neck and you forget that it's a ladybug and you smack it yeah. and then you feel bad 
Yeah, Fumador. I was kind of curious if uh, you can kind of go into what actual uh, crosses are going to be the first up and uh, why you chose those ones. Uh, for you, it's going to be give a round of applause be all the stuff that you. <laughs> Let's give him a round of applause, man. For sure. Congratulations, <laughs> bro. Oh, thanks. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Zos is going to be kind of like, uh, oh, man, I've already seen these things. It's going to be basically all the stuff that he's pretty much seen. Uh, Morgana, Lime River Rose, Dread Persephone, probably. Uh, I think I'm going to release the Thousand One Nights in very limited kind of supply. Um, let me see here. I think that's about it, actually, for now. There might be one or two other ones, but that's for basically it for right now. Are you going to white so, label? Are you just going to do label? yours? Yeah. For now, just me. I haven't even, I don't know. I'm so new at it. I guess I haven't really considered white labeling for somebody else. Um, yeah, no, but certainly no one's asked. So, I mean, it's going to be me, basically. I don't know. I, I kind of don't really want to work for other people. So I guess it'd be my idea to do it for myself. I don't know. I hadn't really put much thought into that. Thanks for asking, though. You're welcome. I'm just thinking, are you gonna you gotta make you gotta get a website up and stuff. And I was just wondering <laughs> if you're gonna pay for a website and domain, you should get some merch or something. Uh, I do technically have a website, but I haven't put it together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it's, it's been a dude, it's been I don't know. We're not gonna go to details, but it's been one of those fucking years and it's just it keeps getting better. So it, it has been a little bit of bad timing to start all this stuff, but you know, I mean what what, what can you do? Am I gonna put it off or something? So no, I, I have to put. To, I don't. I don't want to make excuses, but it's just. It's one of those things. Like, fuck, there's only enough time of the day. But yeah, I made there's, my, there's my first cross. <laughs> I made my first cross, and I was like uh, holding back from buying the hats, like with the logo and everything like that. Uh, where I didn't even have anything yet, and so it's just funny how how hard it is when I wasn't even thinking of selling any. It's more just the crossing of them and thinking of all that, and so it just it's it's yeah. something that's kind of fun though, where you'll get to think that through now actually and figure out what you want to really do. Dude, you do, and you have to kind of. How do I put this? You only get one chance to make a right first. You kind of got to do it. You kind of just got to do you it. Gotta do it. You got to do it. You do. If people that just sit there and go, um, 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 I wonder if I should do something. I wonder if I should do something. Never do anything and never go anywhere. That's it. That's Successful people have a goal. They fucking put their mind to it. They say, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to get there. And then, boom, then they have another goal that they put right after that. That is what successful people do. Well said, dude. We um, keep interrupting you, so yeah, just tell us about it, man. No, I mean, it's the whole conversation. This, this whole show is like basically, that's actually, I realize that's part of the problem where I never really like talk about my strains because we start talking about them and then the whole conversation just goes somewhere else because that's like the point of the show. Like, we just kind of have this pub conversation, but. At the same time, it, it does meander basically Battle. every single like where did we start on this? Like we were the other day we were talking about like space alien. Someone even said like and no fucking meandered. Holy fucking crap. Like we started talking about, I don't even remember, like airplanes or some shit, and then airplanes but, got into protocol people that were doing. Right. Drones. We probably talked about like animorphs or some shit. Whatever. Yeah, no, we definitely um, talked about. I still don't really know. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not alone out there. I know I'm not alone out there. Uh, shout out to anybody who doesn't know what animal is in chat still. 
An anamorphic lens is, uh, it's completely different than a cylindrical lens. So most, um, spherical lens, sorry, a spherical lens, uh, almost every lens you've ever seen in your life was basically designed as if it was cut out of a sphere of glass. Okay, yeah, yeah. You imagine no one actually built a sphere, like a, a whole big ass ball of, of, of just perfect optical glass. And then some scientists went out there and chiseled out just your lens. That didn't happen, but like the formula for it is what it is. Like that lens is spherical. And so like this, just this is like the busted out piece of lens from like an old telescope, basically. Uh, ignore that one. That's not perfectly spherical. But basically that was a cross-section of a sphere. Anytime you have any lens, I guess that's the only thing I can yeah, say, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's the, side, it's the side right? of a ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other different kind of uh, lens designs. There's aspherical lenses that actually have like weird curvatures and they correct things. But then, for example, there were lenses that were designed to literally squeeze and de-squeeze images. And so where I'm getting with this is that like the anamorphic lenses were designed to do something. <laughs> and then because they have a cool, right? Now that they have a cool effect, people use it because of the effect more than anything. Uh, they used to want to, uh, they wanted to project a wide image on a wide screen, but still save money and shoot on regular film, basically. And so they would basically squeeze the image in the camera and then de-squeeze it by using the opposite with the projector lens. And the way they did that is using cylindrical lens elements. So instead of spherical, they're actually cylindrical. Like in other words, like a, like a, they have a fucking sphere. This is a cylinder. If you ignore the top of the bottle, that's cylindrical. So if you can imagine a cross section yeah, yeah. of this, that's the, that's one element of the freaking uh, uh, anamorphic lens. And behind that will be another one at 90 degrees to that, basically. And what will happen is they'll create these weird oval effects that look, I'm jumping around a little bit here. They create, the reason why we still use them is they create these cool effects, these streaks and weird, here, I'm going to fucking show you. It's easier just to show you. Because I don't understand the well. When you don't understand something well enough to explain it simply, you have not properly understood it well enough. So maybe I would just show you anamorphic lenses better. Um, I need to know what the fuck they are. And this, by the way, is still like, Zozo was like, could you please tell us what the strains? And like, now we're talking about anamorphic lenses. <laughs> so, wait, we should give your email out too, so people can start messaging you if they want to get more Ghana. And Dread Persephone. Fumidor at Chronic Table. Uh, just email me over at Fumidor at Chronic Table.com. Perhaps we can make it happen. So uh, this is shooting without an anamorphic lens in widescreen picture format on so-called four perf film. In other words, it, it was a, this was a strip of film, right? Like if you guys don't remember, like yeah, yeah. film would go through a motion camera and these little, those sprockets basically were literally holes that would basically get like uh, geared. Like the film would literally be geared through the, the camera and over here is the audio track and that's basically the one frame of the image so this is four perf because it literally had four perforations and then there were sometimes three perf or five perf or whatever sometimes they'd flip the camera image around and then they would do a wide image screen by like a horizontal five perf whatever there's all this different shit that they did uh, and now this is a squeezed image on there. See how it looks distorted? But basically oh, it's yeah. been shot. It says here, I don't know how much of the screen you guys can see, so I'll just read the bottom. Shooting oh. with an anamorphic lens stretches the image vertically to cover the entire film frame, resulting in a higher quality but distorted image. When projecting yeah. the film, a reverse complementary lens, blah, 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 shrinks the image, probably it says here, uh, and then you know makes the, the image uh, normal. 
uh, it's developed, see that's the streaking that comes out of it. Those streaks are actually circles, but because the, the cylindrical elements are in there, they end up coming out as super stretched out like uh, ovals, basically. Well, I um, think anyway. I kind of understand it a bit more, but I still really don't understand it. But yeah, I, I, I kind of get it, okay. I'll show you it, it, maybe it a better... It it, it, yeah, okay, I get it. Makes it look taller and makes this it is, look... Um, makes it, as a result, still it still probably doesn't clear. show you. Okay, yeah. No, you know what? I'm explaining it terribly here. Let me think about it for a second. The anamorphic ones. I've been watching cool stuff about like hiding like codes and pixels and stuff like audio tracks and shit and pictures and like I like to, I want to make it yeah you can what, take a picture oh I don't know spy shit I'm a nerd dude <laughs> spy shit I want to do dude. spy shit with my friends man uh, there's imprinted there's imprinted message of Pokemon cards dude. Let me and my friends do our hood rat shit, all right? <laughs> you got to look into that cicada stuff with all that. Where, did you ever see any of that on YouTube? No, no. Yeah, there's like, I forgot exactly the number, but there was a, um, like these uh, pretty much uh, kind of uh, forms in um, uh, 4chan and like where they're posting uh, pictures like that where there's code hidden inside of it or some type of thing that you have to decipher and then once you get the answer to that piece it takes you to something else and then it takes you to another piece and they kept thinking okay. that it was like stuff from like the CIA recruiting people and uh, they weren't sure who's putting these out because they were across the, the whole globe where you'd have to scan even like a barcode on like a poster in a location and so it was like pretty crazy where it just pretty much taught these people how to um, hide information and be able to send these type of uh, like encrypted messages where people yeah, had to figure out how to actually crack the code. It's for spy shit. It really is. It's like um, easy to send a picture. You know what I mean? Like it was cool. It, it's really, it, they do a lot of like I watch with the rogue nation. I think it is rogue. Modern Rogue. Modern Rogue is the name of the channel. And they do all that, like, cool stuff. They have, like, the walking lawyer on all the time. And they show you how to, like, like they do medieval sword fighting and, and stuff. But it's just a, two dudes, like, living out their childhood fantasies. You know what I mean? They think of a fucking idea uh -oh. that's going to... They put it on YouTube. <laughs> two dudes sword fighting? That sounds like something you do when you're <laughs> camping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> Can't get a ton of hey, boner. Explain anamorphic lenses. Uh, I guess I don't even know if you guys give a shit, but uh, West Engine was asking. It's like the opposite of a wide angle lens. It's like a uh, tall angle Spicy. lens kind of deal. No, you can have any focal length in anamorphic. It's a different design, a different lens design. Unfortunately, it's the most expensive lens design. So, very <laughs> so I can never experience it. Cheers, everybody. No, you, you can. I mean, Cheers. I have like the, 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 we were talking about clip on lenses. I don't know where the fuck it is right now. Um, I, have, I still have my, like, all my, all my fabric cases are still getting heat sterilized. Whatever. Fuck. Holy fucking fuck. <laughs> so the lens, I think, is behind me, but the case for it is somewhere else. Jesus, they fucking, I mean, I was elbow deep in that shit. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> so the, the 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 anamorphic lens for moment is actually really nice, by the way. Uh, the with uh, anamorphic lenses, what I was uh, I probably should show this. It's not fucking talking about it. You can get a couple like they're probably going to get cheaper over time because the the effect is so cool. Oh, everything does. Well, everything does. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, if there's demand, people will, re will release it. You know, they used to just be available for like cinema lenses. Cinema lenses are always like super famous, like super expensive. Well, we whatever the patent the, um, expires on it. No, not so much that. It's it's more that the lens elements and stuff are really kind of complicated to to put together and do it well. Uh, there's this just thing comes that. up if you do it wrong. It, it's kind of nerdy. Like this thing comes up called anamorphic mumps, where if you don't if you don't have two crosswise focusing uh, uh, cylinders, basically like people will start to look a little bit weird. But whatever. So the, this is basically the moment anamorphic. They sell it for not too much money. You can clip it on your fucking phone. It's, it's kind of awesome. It's only got a 1.33 squeeze. Uh, so we'll get into maybe squeeze in a second, which is not a lot of squeeze, uh, but it's a anamorphic lens for, you know, freaking 150 bucks, whatever it was. Uh, this is basically without their anamorphic and this is with. Uh, for them, you get the black bars. Can I see you? Uh, wait, can, can you go back, please? Uh, with or without, sorry. So it's a normal frame, 16 by 9. And then with, one of the big differences, remember, it, it was designed oh, wow. for widescreen, really? uh, 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 like a video, like a widescreen cinema. It's so almost the whole thing screen, is it actually yeah. squeezes out. Now, important to remember that you actually have to do in like a program, <laughs> right? Uh, so for example, yeah. you use like their Moment app. I just use the Moment uh, photo app on, on my phone. They have it for Android and stuff too. It automatically de-squeezes it for you. Uh, so basically, the the lens squeezes it, and then the phone would have to de-squeeze it. And so, for example, you could do that if you wanted to in Lightroom or fucking Photoshop or whatever, or you just do it in the Moment app, and it just does it for you. Um, so again, you get like that the black bars in the top of the bottom, and they're like, oh my god, it's so cinematic, and you know, it's widescreen. But one big thing is that um, even though the software or a, a, another anamorphic lens will squeeze and then de-squeeze the image. The lens artifacts don't get de-squeezed in the same way. So you get these really cool and noticeable flares. I mean, not everybody likes these flares, but a lot of people like these flares. Uh, the flares, I don't, someone in the chat knows math far better than we do, but basically it has to do with a formula of the square root of something or other. And the, the, the uh, oval bokeh basically of like reflected light uh, doesn't de-squeeze it the same way as let's say, for example, those because we're talking about cylinders, those, whatever those fucking metal cylinders are. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, those flares. Basically, those flares are basically ovals that didn't get de-squeezed properly. But it, it's, it's basically a lens aberration, but people are used to it and like that look. And another, another thing you guys probably notice, or maybe you don't notice until I bring it out, like notice how the river curves. Like since when does a river curve, right? Like usually rivers are dead ass flat. The anamorphic lens with that de-squeeze, it gives you it gives you this kind of curved effect that draws your eye into the middle of the frame. And wouldn't you know it, a lot of times with movies and stuff, the the action is right in the middle of the frame. And so, like we're we're tuned to this look basically. And so, like a lot of times when people see literally, like they see this anamorphic look, they're like, "Oh my god, it looks so good! I can't explain it." I'm at the start of the rivers, and they're they're windy as fuck up here. They're straight at the end where you are. Um, where was I? I was looking for the oh to show the front of the image. So this is that's what it looks like. See the cylindrical elements, they're not even like a round element, right? Like a round cylindrical element. It's oval. It's 
it's like a piece of a cylinder. It's basically like a cut off piece of a cylinder, basically. And then right behind it is another cylinder at 90 degrees. Mm. Uh, and then the entrance pupil at the back looks, I mean, that's what a normal entrance pupil looks like. It looks round. But then when you look at it through like a, an anamorphic lens, it looks oval. And it's not actually oval. It just looks oval like that. It looks oval. But if you turn the lens around and look from the back, it looks oval, but at, from 90 degrees again. And it's again those freaking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see. Uh, so here was Panavision, by the way, makes probably the best uh, uh, and also most expensive. Like you can't even buy them; you can only rent them. Uh, anamorphic <laughs> lenses, they say, uh, contain. Yeah, Panavision is famous. Like you can only rent their shit; it's so expensive. Anamorphic lenses contain a cylindrical optical element that compresses or squeezes the image horizontally, which allows a widescreen image to be photographed onto a standard thirty-five millimeter fr film frame. Uh, these days, a 35 millimeter digital sensor, right? During projection, a similar type of lens unsqueezes the image, thereby creating a widescreen image, or you can use software. Uh, what do they say here? I guess that was the most important thing there. And this uh, story was cool here. This is on uh, Studio, I just looked it up, but you know, I just ducked and goaded. StudioBinder.com. They're saying, um, they tell you what anamorphic lenses are, but then they show you some of the effects of them. They basically go through some of the, you know, beginning of um, like cinema wide scope and stuff. There was this really killer video. I, like YouTube could be so fucking amazing when you don't rot your brain with it. Yeah. Uh, the dude's channel is um, uh, Media Division. It's a German guy. He's like a cinematographer in German, Germany. And he doesn't release too many videos, but when he does, fuck me, are they good? Uh, and he did a whole one on... Uh, we're waiting on the second one, like any day now, basically there's gonna be part two of anamorphic lenses. They did a whole deep dive into anamorphic lenses. It was fucking killer. Um, let's see here, see, there, there you can see the entrance pupil and it looks oval, but it isn't. But, uh, and that's again, because you have these two cylindrical elements basically at 90 degrees to each other. And then behind it is probably a couple of round cylindrical or uh, spherical elements. Uh, they get distorted basically in that uh, perspective. Here we go. That's the one right there. That's the video I was talking about. Um, so this is an example of the kind of effect that people get where like everything gets kind of drawn in. And even though it isn't a tremendously wide angle lens, it looks like a crazy like distorted wide angle lens. See like that? Like the world kind of curves in and then those flares are super popular. You don't really notice it until you notice it. Like Christopher Nolan, or what's his, yeah, Christopher Nolan, I guess, really the anamorphic, uh, what's his fuck, um, J.J. Uh, Abrams, the dude that rebooted the the Star Wars and Star Trek uh, series. He's super into the, like, lens flares and anamorphic lens flares and shit. Like, to a distracting degree, some people say, like, there's lens flares all over everywhere. But, yeah, my dad always complains like, about him when we go to the movies, and he points them out all the time because he has uh, short-term memory loss. Uh, from an accident when I was a kid. And so we will just point it out every time. So it's like trying to pick movies out that aren't going to have those. <laughs> Hilarious. You know, I like, I, I don't know. It's, it's the, the nerdy stuff of like uh, artistry, you know, like art is never perfect. Like, uh, how do I say this? Only, um, I don't know. What am I trying to say? Oh, real art transcends the, the perfect. You know what I mean? Like real art is usually quite imperfect and there's usually like intentional mistakes and stuff. So that's kind of what why people use anamorphic lenses. Like these days, digital sensors are so sharp that people actually are starting to use lenses that are less sharp. Like they use old lenses. And so for example, you'll hear people like that media division guy, he's always talking about lenses that are sharp, but not clinical. 
because like you don't want to show someone's face that it's like clinically sharp because that, that looks terrible it looks like you're in a doctor's office but you want it to be sharp enough that you can actually see their facial features and you know their eyelashes and shit and so stuff like um old 50s lenses you know old like cook lenses from england and stuff from the 1950s they kind of soften the image a little bit and make it look human you know what i mean and people will literally now they'll go out and they'll look up like uh, old soviet lenses like i've said this before like my, one of my favorite lenses is like dude, it's not even worth 35 40 dollars it's just this old soviet lens called a helios and it's it's almost everything about it is terrible like it actually it has kind of this a little bit similar effects to that anamorphic lens where everything becomes swirly and draws you in it's got chromatic aberration and everything else but it has character you know what i mean like it softens up the the images and has character so like that's the whole point with the anamorphics i don't know why we're talking about this for so long fucking wes asked about it and we're just nerdy uh so you were asking about my strains that's probably a more useful talk let's see here uh i apologize anything about the anamorphic lenses no yeah i, I, apologize. Apologize for I, I really don't we're... i really still don't understand it but like i feel like i you've tried Really hard to make me understand it. It's a cool, different lens design. It's going to require more research on my part. Is what it's going to require. Probably just like one of length. many tools, like of like all the different lenses that these uh, directors are going to choose from, or the person actually doing the filming or whatever. Um, they probably have so many different lenses they're going to choose from. So you could probably start with that lens, and then you go to the next one, and it'd be hard to explain and <laughs> try to figure out how to explain the next one, and just get complicated and complicated. Right. Oh, they get so nerdy with lens choices for real. They'll, they'll they'll go through like lens tests through entire like lines of lenses. Like they'll be like, oh no, now we're doing the 1950s cooks. And they'll do like uh, lens tests with like 10 different lenses. Oh, Scarlett Johansson laughing with the 80 millimeter cook and the 100 millimeter cook. And they'll go, oh, that was garbage. Now we're going to try with the fucking such and such. People can be really nerdy about stuff. But you know what I mean? Like when you're, I don't know, it's, it's just like with weed, dude. Like when, when we're nuts oh, about we weed, we're oh, like, we dude, it's, we're not. Really. Not that one, this one. Yeah, I bought different clip-on lenses because of I was just taking pictures of weed and I'm like trying to get different lenses without them giving any data on the lenses was the problem is when I was looking into buying a camera because I was like, I don't even know what lens to buy. And so I haven't even bought a camera or any equipment yet because I'm still confused on what exactly to buy. And then the same thing was for the cell phone lens where uh, it's even harder because they're just like, this one's a 25 times macro. And then when you look up like actual normal camera lenses, it's like they seem to be like 1.5 macros to like uh, 2.5, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it just was kind of uh, completely opposite numbers where I'm like, why are these phone ones saying they're 20 times, but they can't even get that close. And so I was like trying to find one that was actually a 20 times. And so it definitely got me uh, buying lenses without even knowing what I'm buying. I'm trying to find my... I've been on that same thing, bro. Ask them. I, I ask Jimmy all the time, but I figured out what I want now. Um, I need a couple different things for different stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to do the action camera stuff, and I want. I'm gonna end up with a Sony, um, probably an A66, 660, so I can have the option of getting lenses and shit. It's a good mirrorless camera. Everyone likes them and takes nice crisp photos. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, so I've talked about it before. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of this little fucker. Um, I didn't even know I was going to buy the, the anamorphic lens. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I just kind of bought this on a whim. Like, I don't even remember when I bought this, but I, just, I bought this like a month ago or something. I was like, fuck it, you know, I've, I've been wanting it and I bought it and I've actually really enjoyed it. But I, did, I wasn't planning on it. So when I bought this new phone, I was like, well, it didn't even occur to me. I bought the new Moment Pace. I don't work for Moment or get anything from them. I'm just a fan. Uh, I literally bought their case because I wanted to use the macro lens that I already had. Uh, I'd buy it again. Like if I dropped it, I would totally buy it again. Uh, I honestly probably don't use this for my main photography. Like I did send Potent some pictures and he was like, oh, dude, cool pics. Uh, and I was just looking at those pics. I could probably show them to you. But like I, I honestly, even now, I was like, oh, I had better pics for my regular camera. But the point is, like, if I didn't have my regular camera, those other pics were good enough that Potent Ponix himself, who's taken a bunch of pictures in all kinds of different places, was like, oh, dude, good pics. Because I basically sent him some pics of some uh, aphids. And I was like, dude, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like, I pretty much have to burn everything with fire, right? And he, he emailed me back. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but basically, like, the, the pics were close enough that he was also like yeah nice pics and that was literally just with a fucking phone lens you know what i mean so you don't have to spend like thousands of dollars on this macro and that macro and the other macro the other thing is for example this uh, moment macro they say it's a 10 times it's more like a five times i don't know if that shows up i think it shows up in a second here i was curious about those ones and, millimeter and that was the problem i had was when they say what it is i they don't really explain anything like real lenses do when you start looking into them uh, where you can kind of get an idea of how close they can get and what what their limits are where the phone ones like that they don't really give you their limits as much I feel like the phone ones are kind of even more flippy flashy they uh like the cheaper ones you know what i mean oh this one's 10 and it's really just a, like or a 20 and it's really a 10 like a cheap 10 or something you know what i mean but they work like I, I need to get a new one. I have a couple different clips. I have a fisheye that I use for certain situations, but I need another macro. I fucking broke my point. And shoot. This had a macro setting that actually worked pretty well, but it broke. So I have to buy a new camera now. Yeah, I like taped my one of my phone macros to my GoPro and uh, did the first couple time lapses of seeds with like a GoPro with a taped on macro lens. And it actually worked where it just you can just put it right over the lens and it'll actually uh, get a clear shot and get yes. you a lot closer. Cool. I have like a Hero 4, I think, is why I had to do that. Right on. Here, let me show you this. Uh, so these are not the sharpest pictures of the world. I wouldn't put these in an art That's gallery or some shit. I mean, it shows what it wants. Come on, why won't it go to the right? For some reason, it's not letting me go to the right. Oh, no. Here, there we go. Uh, clear enough to see what it is. You know, it's a freaking cannabis aphid. Uh, not super duper sharp. And, you know, there's a lot of chromatic aberration and stuff. Uh, th the fact of the matter is my lens may have been dirty. Like the taking lens on my camera might have been. So I, how do I put this? Like with anamorphic lenses, there's always a taking lens. Well, ironically, with the moment lenses, they're taking lenses, your iPhone camera. Uh, the taking lens might have literally been like smudgy and I wasn't paying attention and just took a picture. Uh, that's possible. But that yeah, is definitely kind of got used downside. to doing that. Uh, where I clean before I go into my room and take pictures as I clean my phone uh, because I'll even uh, just picking my phone out of my pocket. Sometimes I'll touch the lens after I thought it was clean. And so just clean it right before you put the macro lens on. And then I don't use a case too to, because I have to do the clip-ons. Um, but uh, yeah, and then cleaning the macro lens is really important too, because it'll make a huge difference. On that picture, Fumi, was that zoomed in? Do you remember in any way, or is it uh, just that uh, straight with in. a macro? That's the regular picture. Yep. Nice. So that's that's basically a five 
that's about a five to one because here I can show you in a picture. Well, I can show you my Instagram. I basically took with an actual camera with an actual, you know, oh my God, a fucking fancy camera. Uh, let's see if I can finally. Yeah, because I always get good uh, trichome shots because you should be able to zoom into like a two time zoom before you lose much quality on the phones. Well, here I can show you this. Uh, it's actually in focus. This right here. Okay, there's I can find the fucking windows where I need them. This is shot with, you know, like an actual uh, mirrorless camera with an actual macro lens. And that's, as you can see, it's roughly the same magnification. This was at five times macro. So this is basically a, a dedicated macro lens. It only does macro. It's a, a Canon MPE. So like you, it literally only focuses macro, basically. This is fully extended. So you can see like the, the bug eyes and shit. You know, that probably could have taken a better picture. It's a little bit not that sharp. But... Uh, how do I put this? You see a lot less of the weird fuzziness and blah, blah, blah. The image itself is sharper. There's more details. Again, this is probably not like maybe be a sharper image for all I know. But honestly, there's not a huge difference. You know, like there's not, for most people, for 99% of people, they don't even know the difference. They're like, Fumador, well, I, don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what's the difference? You can definitely so see like, it in the perspective of it where that one's a lot closer up and the um, perspective where the macro on the phone uh, seem further away for sure with uh, good quality um, and definition of even the trichomes more where this one's getting the actual bug more on, on like the first picture you showed. Yeah. I guess I can show that first picture again. So actually now that I think about it, the, the five to one is a little bit closer. So when they say 10 to one, eh, that's being kind of optimistic. But where else are you going to get anything this close? Like I said, the Canon MPE is a dedicated lens. It does nothing but up-close macro. It literally, like, it focuses from one to five macro. You can't even you can't even take a picture of your dog or something. You can't unless you were to take a picture of their hair. Their eyeballs. Like, you can put this in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Like, this you can put, and I literally do. I walk around with this in my pocket all the time. <laughs> Whatever. So this, uh, this is how weird this lens is, by the way, speaking of the Canon MPE, this is kind of the same thing. This lens also does not focus to infinity. So this is a dedicated macro lens, the, the macro from moment. Uh, it only focuses macro and basically it focuses, basically this is going to sound stupid to a lot of you. It focuses at the distance of this plastic thing to the lens. So basically, like, you take a picture like that, and it's super close up. And so, for example, if I took a picture of, like, the A on the Pelican, the A, the a would be gigantic. It would be, like, the whole frame, because this is a dedicated macro lens. And so when I did that, like, when I took the pictures of the, well, the one I just showed you with the freaking uh, uh, the, the bugs, I basically had this right, like I said, elbow deep, basically, the bugs. I basically had this right on the bud uh, at that distance, essentially. You know what I mean? So how do I put this... Uh, I guess that's a full thought. That's the, it's just, it's kind of a weird one. It's a weird Yeah, but that's kind of nice. It kind of right? gives you a, a good uh, way to judge what your distance is supposed to be from the start. Sure. Well, that's where I have a problem I mean, every time is figuring it out is what the distance should be. And each macro lens I have is a little bit different on the distance. Right. Dude, I'm, I'm a big fan of this little fucker. And again, it's not like, um, holy shit, it's not the sharpest, best lens in the entire universe or something, but it's way better than anything else that I've found. And a couple of other friends... A friend of mine told me there's another company from like New Zealand or something that makes a, a macro lens, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to 
to try it. Everything else that I've tried was a little bit less uh, good than this. I'm a big fucking fan. Yeah, from looking into it, those were those were the best ones I could find. Without, I haven't tried them, but from what I I assumed would be the best, that's what I was going to go with. Is like yours? For, that's where I don't even know. Really I would nice... have to look. I would have to look it up. Is it's this the cheap ones that I found on Amazon? Where uh, the one that I'm using right now, specifically, like on my time lapses, is a. It says it's oh, a 25 good. times. Uh, but I do have like my uh, shopping mm-hmm. history, obviously, where I can look it up, and then I have the like little box that it came in where it has the name, but mm-hmm. it's one of those names I can't remember. And since I have like four of them, they all have the weird name kind of to them. Right. They probably all made the same place and try to exactly. like the employees all say hello to each other. Hey, what's up? Yeah, they're definitely different though. Where that's what's nice is when I I I was afraid I was going to get them and they just had a different label on them, like twenty ten times, twenty five times. They were all the same macro lens, but you can tell they're different. Where one of them allows you to stack like a hundred and twenty degree lens on top of the macro, and it says it's a a fifteen times macro, so you can go fifteen times with a hundred and twenty degree angle or whatever uh, lens on top of it. And so you can screw the lenses on top of each other and they sell like the fisheye lens I can screw on also. And so you can kind of get up close and have the different uh, fisheye in the macro, which is kind of unique on that one. Look at these disgusting fuckers. <laughs> they're all stuck basically. And they're all trying to get off. They're like, what the fuck is going on, man? See that you can even see their tailpipes. Yep. That's how you know they're not uh, fungus gnats. Like if you see these, first of all, their wings are way longer than their body. That's a dead giveaway. And then also the tailpipes. People are like, what are you talking about tailpipes? I'm literally talking about those. Bastards. Yes, is really why I bought a macro lens in the first place was one to be able to check the trichomes and then to be able to check the pests, which with the phone, it definitely makes it a little bit harder. Like uh, you can you can identify the pest, but you can't get up that close and see the tailpipes really um, unless you get the right angle of the pest at the moment when you take the picture. Here's some spider mites. So, yeah, pretty much after the show tonight, I'm going to be spraying again. And uh, yeah, this was not my garden, by the way. If anybody's just tuning in, they're like, oh my God, this garden is disgusting. No, 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 no. That was not. I was I was surprised by walking into a garden. I didn't realize it was going to have this many bugs. And, uh, but the, the thing with growing is like now that I walked into a garden that had bugs, chances are I'm going to have bugs too. So you have to basically accept it like. Well, this is why I like taking pictures, actually, like, because uh, if I don't get that close to my plants and take these pictures, sometimes you won't notice the the bugs as you can kind of stare at them for a while. But when you get up with a macro lens, uh, you're going to know for sure that you have some pests. And so um, just paying attention like that from taking pictures daily or every other day, even uh, you'll definitely catch the pests right away. It's hard, man. Growing is, uh, I don't know, man. You you work with and fight nature at the same time, you know? Here's some, yeah, here's some pictures of beautiful buds that have fucking bugs, you know, bugs on them. You know, like, it's kind of heartbreaking. Uh, right here. You know, like, Jesus, nice fucking plant. And it's, it's, it happens, man. And it could happen fast. Like, it could happen in a couple of weeks. It could happen in a week. Like, I don't know. Anybody that hasn't had that yet, like, they're going to have it. 
That's why indoor with how I grow, I, I just will never put a plant in a flower anymore that has any signs of any pests or any type of issues. Um, you just kind of have to wait because it's going to pay off if you can fix that first, take a clone, wait for that clone to get better and then put it into flower because you're not going to want to take any pictures or you're not going to even want to show off the weed or even uh, tell people about it in a way where you might not want to smoke it with anybody because you're worried. And so it just kind of ruins the whole experience having a bunch of pests. So just wait, make sure that your plants before they go into flower are just hundred percent healthy and check them. West engine, by the way, this is shot. I'm pretty sure with hundred millimeter. So I can double check in a second. Pretty sure this is shot with a hundred millimeter macro. We were just talking about it. And uh, if you have a, good sensor let's say a sony sensor something 45 megapixels whatever uh the new nikons you can just zoom in and get a, a pretty good shot still so like uh, you don't always have to have like a dedicated macro you can well i mean the 100 mil is a, a macro but it's not only macro you can use it for all kinds of it'll focus the infinity it does everything um the i think nikon has a dedicated macro canon does and fuji does uh the, the canon's pretty unusual but um i don't know why i'm saying that Somebody else is going to buy it if it's not that. And a lot of programs, you can kind of zoom in on some pictures too, I feel like. I mean, see, like if the sensor, like if you have enough megapixels, you can still zoom in pretty good. It depends on what your goal is. You know what I mean? Like if you were just trying to see what it is, like that's plenty sharp. Honestly, I could still uh, look how much I zoomed in. I basically zoomed in like almost 100%. I could still put, uh, post that to Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have like, 15 different lenses that 100 mil like dead ass nobody ever thinks it's going to be a simple lens like that they're like oh my god i'm gonna buy a the big bucket the 500 millimeter such and such first because it's awesome and i'm gonna take pictures of the tony montana or some shit you know the hard thing is getting the bug i mean when you're not really infested yet and there's one or two or three flying around you're like oh, okay. gotcha. and you're trying to like get the picture you're like, fuck, and they can't get them to sit still. <laughs> You're like, damn it. That's where you That's use the, you the, uh, the sticky cards. paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you take the pictures on those. Yeah, how are you going to take a picture? You're going <laughs> to like a sports photographer. <laughs> you just sit there in the middle of the room and just. I'm going to put some up. <laughs> I just, I just keep taking photographs until one of them has a bug in it. And from what I, from what I learned, uh, last show and this show, Smash has plenty of room to sit in the middle of his room and look up. Lots of floor, man. You have lots of shiny floor, dude. We're making yeah. fun of you. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever. Oh, shit. I, a, I forgot to turn the light back up. Stoner moments. Dude, you guys, oh, I, that I can understand. I turn the light down all the time. I was going to say, some of you guys, um, who was it the other day that was talking about it? Somebody that was on the show that was like, oh, yeah, I manually turn on, on off the, the timers. Uh, I, I, yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't do was, that. Uh, I don't know. I'll send you a timer if you want. I have one right here. They can stay anonymous, but yeah, like, Jesus, H. Christ, don't do that. I'll send you one right Like now. hand watering, but doing the timers instead? Like, you want to be connected to the to the grow that much I, uh, I guess yeah dude i don't know and i mean you dude you could do it i guess if you were at home all the time you could always do it but you're, you're gonna fuck it up man you're muted wes sure. 
I was pulling Same. tarp though, really. Like I pulled tarp over, over my uh over my uh yeah, I watched it, uh that my flat. my uh light my light dab garden oh, I mean, the same thing i'm running out the same oh, every me. time same time every day like uh, well not same time every day but different time every day but close to yeah maybe they're training to do light dab they're getting ready well, well, I mean, you know like you didn't have a choice you know what i mean like if you had a yeah choice, well yeah no exactly if i if i had if i had the rollers and the timer that right. actually would have been set up because that's like right? twenty thousand dollars yeah that's there's there's yeah, a significant yeah. Up, you know, like uh, what is it? Upsell. I've seen them for I've seen them for nine hundred. Nine hundred for the two I sets mean. of rollers. Yeah, yeah, that's on cool. Amazon, but that's without timers and stuff. But the rest of the stuff we got pretty cool. Yeah, but something yeah. like a timer, if it's like not money related, and someone literally doesn't know that they could do that, then that's where I think it's a problem. <laughs> but if they're like, no, yeah, I know, so and I just don't want to. But if they're like, what? You can get timers. <laughs> like <laughs> that's <laughs> that'd be scary. <laughs> I get it. Like, get a fire extinguisher also when you get that timer. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you have to do a it, fire extinguishers is just it. great to have. Even better yeah, to sure. have the room yep. fire extinguishers, <laughs> the automatic ones that go off when you have a fire. No other time. Yeah, that were good. Do you know, actually, they make like a fire extinguisher ball situation. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The ball they hang from the ceiling you put in the garage and like or whatever. And yep. when the fucking when the fire's going, it it burns, it just ignites, it it, it, it unloads its whole uh, its whole weight and then friggin' uh puts out your fire. Yeah, no, it's pretty, I, it's I, pretty effective too. Everybody should have them. Everybody should have them. It's gonna ruin your crop when it goes off, but I mean like better yeah, than that, your house burning your house. So I've literally misplaced my trim scissors. I mean, I've been here the entire show, sitting in front of you guys, but my trim scissors are gone. Like this is I gotta get some more traps. Dude, it's the alien maybe, man. Maybe you dropped them. Well, I kind of did. Like I dropped my obviously covered in proto molecule. That's what it is, man. Hold them. I can't wait for the new season. I How fun like, would it be if there was a Rick and Morty and uh, Expanse crossover? Oh, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Shoot it. I'm going to need to try to grow this again. I feel like somebody's just going to shoot uh, Rick and Holdem and then everyone else is going to have a great time. Didn't one of the uh, Rick and Morty uh, writers do uh, one of the Loki uh, shows, I think, recently? Probably. Probably I want to watch there. that on Disney Plus, the new Loki. Yep. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. I like it so far. And I've literally vanished my Christmas tree gone. I like when you can just kind what of. What kind of scissors do you use? Chikomasas, uh, probably. Chikomasas, yeah. So, like, if I can't <laughs> find them, I'd be pissed. I don't know what the fuck those are. You get expensive ass scissors. They're not that expensive. Dude, they're not expensive at all when you use them for like I've been using the same pair for like eight months. Dude, they're the best. $26. Holy shit. Like compared to garbage, they're expensive. Like the really cheap, um, like no names are like 15 bucks. It's okay, they're like twice the price almost, but I've been using them. Like they still they still have the fluorine coating. Everything's good, except they're now missing. But uh other than that, everything's good about them. You I know, have the, know, everyone uses oh, I have oh, the Fiskers with the lifetime guarantee on it. Oh, I hate the Fiskers. I hate them, hate them, hate them. 
I I would love I would more love a curved blade. I, I would love a curved uh, curved blade, but I'm not one. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of baffled. I don't know what the fuck is going on? Where is it? It'll only be a couple different places that we've got here. I'm gonna have to rip the weed apart like with my hands, like a savage. It grew legs and walked away. It did, dude. I think it did. It's probably hiding under. You're gonna move and it's gonna back. stab you in the leg or something. It's gonna fall oh, sake, it was behind me on the right. There we go. It only look on one side. Stabs you in the jugular. Literally on the other side of me. If I had just turned in any way, I would have seen it. Here's my friends. We're back to normal. Everything's fine. Itchy bum sticker fingers. Wants to know what was the name of that uh, those scissors again? Fuck this. Says. These are covered in uh, oh and the brand is almost gone. You know, I think chicken mosses are way better. Uh, the Fiskers, they used to be really nice. They used to be made in the US and now the the newer Fiskers, like they get dull really fast. Like I actually have some of the old Fiskers and they were okay. The springs constantly fall off. So that's kind of annoying. Mm. I guess that's- I usually cut my Fisker springs. I usually cut them so they're mm. softer. I, I might chew them right there. Yeah. So they're a little bit softer. They still, they still bounce, but I, I just cut them to break. And the old ones were okay. I mean, I guess when I say that, I still prefer the, well, I guess these are just my smoking scissors. So like, these are just for joint smoking. Where am I? Um, I had the curved ones. Those are so helpful for trimming. I'll figure mm. Actually, those like a good place. A curved, a curved scissor is like, is untouchable in trimming. Yeah. Okay, I guess unless you're left-handed, it's got a right-handed curve, so. Dude, I have beaten these like a rented mule. I guess I wouldn't beat a rented mule, but even still, like I've used these pretty extensively, and I've had these for a good couple of years. I've had to sharpen them a couple of times. I accidentally killed my keyboard a few times too. Uh, I had to sharpen them a little bit a couple of times. Uh, you know, they're a little bit on the rustier side right now. These were not actually these were fluorine coated, I think, but they've worn out. The fluorine's worn out. But these are my like actual scissors. Like these, these I probably should have like. I don't know, one of these days I'm gonna go buy a couple more pairs instead of just one more pair, because I always just buy like another pair. I should have like a pair of trim scissors and then also a pair of like pruning scissors. Because I notice they get dull every time or they get nicked every time I try to cut like branches and stuff. And then I'll go and I'll trim. I'm like, oh fuck, it's not as smooth as, smooth as it was like literally yesterday. So honestly, I'd, I wish I'd rather have like two pairs. I'd have a pair, it wouldn't even have to be fluorine coated. I would just have like a regular, uh, maybe not even curved, just regular chicken mosses for just pruning shit, pruning branches and stuff. And then the curved scissor, it's so nice. It's not that curved as you can see, but it's just enough that you can get into a bud and you it's can just perfect. right underneath a fan leaf. Perfect, honestly. As perfect. well as it, I like it because it has that curve. You can get it right in at the angle and then just clip the leaf behind and then the whole fan leaf comes out. And you don't need the extra pieces. I like it. It's a I have like a... Seat. Two, uh, two sets of scissors where I use one for cutting down stalks and branches uh, that Ooh. I got that I found that's like used for cutting carbon fiber. So I knew they were like super strong and they're expensive, but they cut through anything pretty much. And then I have the just simple trimming scissors, but I do it kind of where I always trim upside down, kind of where I'm always trim. I'm trying to get the, the actual stem or I mean the little uh, pedial and trying to just take out all the pedials if I can. And that's really the main goal. Cool. 
think I just found a seed in Stevie's haze cross, so that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, what would the father have been on that one? I know what the father would have been. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? You fucking asked me a long time ago about the, the crosses, uh, and then I just like changed the subject to anamorphic lenses and shit, and we just like talking about <laughs> other random stuff. Dude, this show is fucking hilarious. Uh, what was I going to say? The Morgana, that's the one that we talk about the most. That's probably the easiest to talk about. Uh, Morgana is uh, Cuvée F2 by Ruby Jack F2, basically. Uh, the, the Ruby Jack F2, like cannabis probably will have different names, I want to say, in the next few, three, four years. I think it'll have a little bit more standardized names for how we breed stuff. Cheers, Dee. Thanks for showing it. Um, what was I going to say? Is that a nug of it? Nice. Yeah, God's pussy will be frosty. everywhere. Yeah, here's Morgana. I don't know if it'll show up. Very That's good. Beautiful. Looks great, dude. So it came out nice and dense. Like, uh, nice. I didn't have any problem with density. And then it uh, definitely has a really strong smell and flavor which that's really what i'm looking for right away at the first nice. part is the smell and so i definitely like it awesome man i appreciate it Hang on. Uh, have you guys ever yeah. noticed that when you guys tell people what something is like if oh, it's yeah. cherry garcia or say say Yo. whatever say something whatever you put the name on it like you, you kind of prime them to fucking smell that. You tell them it's blueberry, they smell blueberry. You tell them to it's, smell, smell strawberries, they're going to smell strawberry. That you prime them to do it. I literally stop telling people what the crosses are and what's in it, and I just ask them to please smell it and tell me what they smell. Yeah, I, I didn't know if Jimmy was doing that to me, actually. Like, I was kind of curious as I was uh, I was going back and forth, and then I decided not to tell my friends when they came over and tried it, where I'm just like, no, I'm not going to say anything, because I almost think Fumi's trying to put this cherry smell into my head and see if it actually works. Like, it's like, I'm trying to... Same thing with the strawberry, like, on the 1001 nights and stuff. I'm like, is it strawberry or is it green apple? Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look like a fool if he actually is doing this on purpose. No, like, I wouldn't. I, I, would say, I try <laughs> not to actually I try not to fuck with you because I learned that at the tasting society. Like if I would say I would usually take like I would I would uh, rip apart the weed, I'd grind it up and then I would, you know, carry it around depending on how the depending on where we met. Basically, like I was usually the first person to smoke, but then I also like smelled it and ground it up and whatever. And so I'd have like the first impression. And I learned really quickly, like, dude, if I say a fucking thing, everyone else in the room will be like, oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. No, it's it's all a response to what the first person says, basically. Yeah. Most people will agree. Some people will disagree just to be different. Uh, and then, you know, the conversation goes on from there. But basically, that first person makes the freaking conversation. Hmm. Yeah, it's like advertisement. Um, realistically, when you're putting a, a flavor or a, like cherry, vanilla, you're kind of like hyping it up to like you want them to think they're going to get that. You know what I mean? You're not, unless you might've had one pheno and you narrowed it down to that phenotype and you're selling the seeds. I think you should be able to, I think when you're doing F1s, F2s, there's, there's way too much variation to really give like one cent. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I tested uh, oh, the, the blue pill um, for Ivory genetics and Rasta Jeff didn't tell me what the cross was or anybody what the cross was. And so I just started where I actually was like looking at all the things he crossed already. And I was like trying to think of what would probably be next, like what he hasn't done really yet that he's working with. And so I kind of narrowed it down that way, just kind of thinking through what would probably be the next cross. And he kept on asking me like what my guess was. And so it was definitely fun to try to guess. And then 
at the end though, like all six feminized seeds had slightly different smells and flavors. And I found a really nice like blueberry one that came from the blueberry cookies side of it. So it's like blueberry cookies times golden goat. And so I found a lot that are golden goat leaning and then uh, one specifically that was blueberry cookies leaning and that I've kept pretty much now. But not knowing what it was was fun is trying to figure I out have, what it was and having no idea just from the name. It seemed like it was going to be a blueberry one, though. I have Leonardo, um, the blueberry S1s. And I I'm, think I got to get pop. I'm, those are like I, I traded something really good for those. So I got I want to pop them. Yeah, I would say the blue pill, um, the number two blue pill that I kept that has the more leaning towards the blueberry cookies actually comes out like a wine kind of uh, flavor and smell and um, kind of fermenting. And it reminds me of the Morgana, Morgana kind of where it has that similar, it's like Morgana, I would describe as like cherry and wine. And it's like something with like probably the feel in there that's kind of making it smell like it's an alcohol um, or it is like a ester or whatever um, that's actually causing it. But it they, they remind me um, of a similar smell and kind of flavor that I'd put into kind of a wine category. I agree with you. Uh, so I think I did actually tell you some stuff like, oh, it could be from this to this. Uh, I guess because I sent you, like I tried to avoid saying that to people and I, I'm going to try to avoid telling, you know, testers in the future, like what I think it's going to come out as. Because even then I was surprised by the Morgana. Like I wasn't really expecting a lot of the sour cherry stuff. Like, honestly, when it be, I, I want to say before I started harvesting, I was already sending out testers. And so I hadn't experienced like the cherry terps. And that kind of caught me completely by surprise. And suddenly I was like, doesn't matter if the timing was completely. I was still surprised by that freaking cherry stuff. So if I had been telling people like, oh, I expect some other stuff, because I honestly expected more grapefruit, citrus and whatever else. I expected a little bit more unification. Now, mostly it came, I think, from the, the 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 flavor, the scent, everything. I think came mostly from the Kubei. So I would have said something slightly different, and then started to color people's impression, like, "Oh yeah, I totally get grapefruit," and you know, like none of their friends would have tasted grapefruit, but they would have been like, "No, can't you see the grapefruit fumador told me?" You know, well, yeah, because like it could be like things, that's know? not cherry, that's grapefruit is what could happen yeah, to yeah. people. Where then you start thinking it's grapefruit, and what what I was like thinking with the one thousand and one nights is I I do want to get some like Jolly Ranchers kind of because that's mm. what I keep thinking is what it smells like, and so I kind of have to use my memory of what it was like eating one of those and the flavor and try to match it up um, because some of these like the Morgana I can't match it up to a an, an existing uh, cross that I've ever smoked. Mm. And that's where, like, if you can just go straight to OG or to a fuel or um, to a simple, uh, uh, like, the gas of the OG or something, like, it makes it easy. But when you have a brand new kind of cross where you have a unique flavor, is it's definitely hard to <laughs> figure out what it is. That's where maraschinos was specific on mine is because I had maraschino cherries in my fridge. And I was able to kind of go back and forth. And um, it definitely didn't come through as much as I would say maraschino in the flower at the end. But since I smelled the plant growing with that smell that was super strong, I can identify it into the flower now where when I smell the flower, it reminds me of exactly what it smelled like when it was growing, um, where uh, someone I just gave the weed to or something wouldn't notice that because they didn't really get to live with the plant for a couple months. So the cool thing about the Morgana was I got a twin. Um, 
this came out of one seed, two like seedlings. Like I had two um, start like roots, starter roots, and it was really interesting. So I let them go. Um, I'm letting them grow. I taught I taught both of them the other day, um, and they're just since I, they're outdoors in the ground, they're doing really well. Um, I kind of can't wait to see. I'm hoping they're both. Well, I kind of hope there's a like I get like crazy results and I get a male and a female because that would be a, something no one's ever heard of. Um, but we think they're both going to be the same sex, which was pro- a hundred, like 90% or 99% chance they're going to be the same sex. Um, I'm hoping that the females, because that's still even cool that they came out of one seat. You know what I mean? And you really can't count that as two plants. It's going into one hole. Like, yeah, those leaves um, remind me of my Morgana, like definitely kind of similar leaf structure as if like we searched the tag. I have it right before I put it into flower and it looked very similar to that with those big leaves. And um, then she started praying the whole time through flower, which was crazy. Is I, It's rare that I get that where from like the first week of flower, no praying really, and then starts praying and then just doesn't stop until uh, her leaves just completely um, changed color and started actually uh falling downward and dying yeah. where all of her leaves I, almost died. I wouldn't them, you know, say she was done. praying something I see the last kind of two, three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Like where yeah, she actually couldn't do it anymore. Away, yeah. <laughs> and nobody's got right. praying leaves usually the last three weeks. Me and Fumidor, I know the same one that's like, it's like the big fat thin leaves. Um, big, it's like as big as my hand. I have, uh, right. I'll pull, hold on, I can pull up my Instagram. I took a picture of it. Um, they were as big as my hand. Um, I can't wait. I hope like it's a female. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I took uh, my Morgana to day sixty-five. I think is what it was. That's awesome. That's perfect for my climate. You know what I mean? I mean, right now, day eleven and like. I've noticed outside the high humidity doesn't really affect them that much. You know, like they don't really care um, in veg, but once we start getting into flower and it gets colder, the humidity starts dropping down. So it's like a perfect thing. But last year I had to worry about getting snowed on um, with my, cause I was making seeds and I was letting them go as long as I possibly can because I didn't want to buy seeds and I was running out of a certain cross I had and I had to do something. Um, but like this year, I, I can't wait. Like they're getting big. Oh yeah, I can share. I lost my train of thought too, so I'm really stoned. Um. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. That's the Morgana, um, the really thin-leafed one. Um, they all got barley and fishbone meal laid down the other day they look really good it's been raining a lot the morgana doesn't like a lot of rain i've noticed but when it's nice it perks right back up um but if it's heavy it it doesn't like it um this is the other morgana the one that you said that looked like yours yeah yeah that's closer to my um morgana's leaves see how like big that is it's like my hand bro yeah yeah mine are are huge too 
Yeah, I only uh, I had her in just five gallons of living soil, and she didn't have any issues. Um, and I probably uh, I top dressed her pretty heavily right in the beginning, and then I didn't do any teas or anything, just uh, some recharge um, halfway through, pretty much, and then uh, top dressed her half halfway through also, and used like malted barley. And then I just have a lot of worms in my soil, but she was able to handle it with five gallons and she got about six feet tall. They're all in the ground under the sun. I watch them literally go like this every day. They follow the sun's pattern. So like, that's why, like, I love growing outside. You get like, like you can watch the flowers and like they sway in the wind and follow the sun. And It's so cool. Um, This is the top of it i just topped it a couple days ago and they're they're starting to blow up because we're starting to get warmer days um and less rain but i like a lot of rain we've gotten more than normal lately a lot of rain helps me because i don't water a lot outdoors you know what i mean my outdoors it, it, it absorbs a lot of water in my grounds and i don't have to water a lot um so it makes me happy and this is the twin that's really making me excited because if you can get a plant automatically have two two pretty much stems, miracle stems, and then top it to have four, that's going to be amazing. And this is all that shit we were talking about the other day, my cover crop. Did you clone them? No, not yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them get a little bit bigger. Um, when I go in there to train and, and like trim a little bit, I'll take clones. Um, that's the other thing. I need to... I'm kind of at my limit, you know, I'm like one uh, down from my limit. So like, it's hard to take clones. I might have, I oh, might in wait. Mass, till... uh, in mass, do clones count? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you do it, you, you know, it's like two weeks before they root, and that, they probably count as a real plant at that point. But yeah, that makes it tough. That's what I struggle with too in Nevada is being limited to 12 is where I have to decide what to get rid of and mm. when to clone things. And, I do a perpetual grow, so I'm only flowering a couple plants at a time. If you've lived in Michigan, uh, you can have 12 personal and 12 medical, and any plant underneath eight inches does not count. A clone does not count until it gets above eight inches in a plant. Hmm. You move there, I'll move there. I'll be looking in August because uh, oh, the shit. way Michigan's micro business is set up, it's 150 plant grow. Uh, you're allowed to process it through your own facility and you have a retail operation also. So you have a storefront. It's $8,000 to the state for the license fee and it's $5,000 to the municipality. Now, if you have a possession charge, you get a 10% discount. If you have a felony for cannabis, you get a 25% discount off of this licensing fee. So also being a resident of Michigan since 2011, I get another discount on top of that. So I worked it out the other day. I'm somewhere around 60% discount maximum and a 65% discount off the licensing fee. And if I wanted to go recreational, it was 2000 plant count, 
for like I think forty thousand. Yeah, I gotta. I'm not worried. Like I gotta look and see. I think it might just be a fine for an over account, but cloning might be worth it. You know, just to have keep something if I need to. But I don't know. It's just what, I don't like. What are they really gonna do for three, four, five extra plants? Really, even if they're a couple feet tall, they're gonna. They're, they're not worried about that. In southern Oregon, you know, they're, uh, they're they worried were, for they someone pretty, uh, doing a couple hundred. It depends on where you are. Like in Southern Oregon, they're fairly notorious, like uh, especially if they don't like you, like if you have a big following on Instagram, whatever else, like they're going to come, they're going to check your plants. They're going to cut down like fully mature plants because you have clones somewhere else in the room. They're like, oh, well, sorry, you only have your 12, blah, blah, blah. Like they've done that to a few people. Uh, Potent has a couple of friends, I think, that have been kind of messed with. Uh, and that's more just the kind of the local climate. Like, I guess those cops in some of those counties just don't like weed, maybe. I don't know what it is, but. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a power thing, whatever. But a lot of places don't really care as much, you know, like a couple of extra clones. Like they'd have to know about it, first of all. You know what I mean? So I don't know what Massachusetts rule is, but like two rooted clones is not going to make a freaking garden. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you have to know where you live because maybe you do live somewhere where if they came into your house, you'd be in big trouble. I don't know. You know? A lot of times they would just cut down the plants. You know? Yeah, you just never, uh, never talk about what you're doing in those cases is where you're always at your plant count and that makes it easy. And then just, no, if you're I'm a small grow, you just do want to be careful no matter what, cause there's no point of taking a lot of those risks. Like in Nevada, at least it's like a felony going over 12. And oh, so man. it's a problem. And like, you have to, yeah. you can only grow if you're 25 miles from a dispensary. Um, but since I got a medical card and then I was able to like request to be able to grow because they don't have good weed in dispensaries. And that's really why five miles like, away from a dispensary, uh, 25, I would, Yo, I wouldn't yeah. be able to grow if that was the it's, law. I have yeah, most one. people can in Nevada can't walk one down the street. I can walk to, well, yeah, the other one's not 25 miles for sure. It's like two. Yeah, like That's in Nevada, you have to get your medical license like I did. And then you get, you can get approved to be able to grow like in any area, like pretty much. Um, and they, they do look at the area though, like if you're near a school and stuff like that. So, um, but for the most part, you can get approved to grow if you get a medical card and, and do it yearly. It's crazy that it's still a felony. Uh, That's how they list it. Uh, they might be lenient. I, I just don't want to risk it, though. <laughs> like, I'd rather oh, yeah, <laughs> make a decision on a, might on a new, yeah, right? new clone. <laughs> That's it, dude. I mean, come on. It's madness that you have to think about whether you can take a new clone, whether you're going to get a catch a felony or not. You know? But, I mean, like, Clackamas uh, uh, Coot has been talking about how people were catching, like, uh, 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 jail terms for a seed in their floorboard. For a couple of seeds in their floorboards. Yeah, it's tough to complain now where you're growing and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> like, where yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have nothing to complain about, First really. But at the same time, is sure, yeah. you just have to like think it through as the risk compared to what you're doing and the timing. Yeah, and if you have a yeah. trap set up to where it automatically composts just in case, and that would be a way to set it up. <laughs> 100%. Thank you to all the warriors that went for us to make the medical programs and whatnot that we all come under and uh, have our plants and whatnot. But thank you to all you people that put in the work, the dentist drones and whatnot. It's annoying, isn't it? Like we get to sit here and just kind of luxuriate on the weed, whereas like people sat for 20 fucking years in jail or whatever. Yeah, but it's true. Dude. 
Yeah, even when it was like uh, I became recreational in Nevada, I still didn't talk about it or anything and still don't talk about it with people that I don't smoke with. Like if I don't actually smoke with you, then I'm not going to be talking about it. But I usually give myself away if anybody ever uh, brings up anything with weed or growing as they can just tell right away that what? I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like... <laughs> you grow too? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friend. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know much, but yeah, you definitely should be changing this in your grow, and that would help. I thought <laughs> I smelled somebody cool in here. Dude, Wes um, looks like a floating head. <laughs> he is a floating head, man. He gets so high, he floats. Uh, what was I going to say? Do uh, you guys ever have a little dance where you, you meet somebody, and uh, they try to pretend they know more about growing, and like, no matter what, they're just going to have to go over you? <laughs> Like that happens to me every once in a while. I'm like, couldn't we just talk about something else? But they'll be like, well, how about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, we're, we're talking about your wife or something. I use, I use 60 yeah, of... <laughs> I bought yeah, but... the whole lineup. Come on. <laughs> the whole yeah, lineup. Dude, I just yeah, had like girls, a, a funny <laughs> growing situation where uh, like I was uh, growing in my apartment, but I didn't tell any of my friends because it was like you had to hide it still and everything. And I wasn't planning on selling it. I was still just smoking it. And so I uh, would still buy weed from my friend like so he didn't know that I was growing because we're like that close where he would have known like, why aren't you coming and buying weed anymore? And you're not quitting and you have weed <laughs> like who are you buying from kind of thing. And so uh, I just would still buy it. And then finally, like I gave in and like told him about my grow. And then when I showed him my grow, he like told me what I've been buying was from what he was growing. And so I ended up uh, giving him a clone of like what I was growing of this uh, bubble gum from like 2009 uh, uh, from like attitude seeds. I forgot exactly the breeder, um, but a long time ago. And uh, he just did so much better than me where I was using bottles at the time and using like Fox farm soil with bottles. And so uh, he pretty much just like killed it, came over with weed a couple months later and like showed it to me. I knew it was the strain for sure. Like it was, it was the weed, but it was like a hundred times better than mine. And so I actually like stopped growing at that point for a little bit and just like pretty much kept buying his weed where I was like, Oh, this is pointless. Like, <laughs> I think I'm going to give this to the guy um, that does my oil for me. Yeah, it's you a good know, test to see someone else grow cool, a clone yeah. of yours. Like where if you if it's not a clone that you that everybody knows of and what it might look like or what it should come out tasting, and it's a new seed that you've never grown before, kind of like how I have the Morgana that I had never grown before. Like it it's nice to see someone grow that cut specifically and what they can do with it mm-hmm. and see how you're actually um, comparing at that point. Right. Someone you uh, respect to. Now, uh, did you grow yours under LED also or HBS, your Morgana? Um, I grew Morgana under LED, a mixture of uh, okay. LED. Yeah, little diamonds I could dab on. That is pretty. Nice. Yeah, right. And wait for the real prettiness. I haven't had a chance to photograph this, but this is going to, I think, be fucking stunning. This is some actual, and it smells like GMO. This is the GMO, the beautiful, beautiful GMO. Wow. Very uh, nice. My friend was shooting like dirt? beautiful. This is the diamonds from that. Yeah. Wow. For... Get this guy with baller jars. That looks fucking. Like oh, this isn't mine. Jars. This is just for photos. This is just. This is Ooh, mine. Shala. But, uh, I don't know. Nice though. I hit the shit out of that. Well, luckily I have this to hit on. So, in fact, <laughs> I have a damn. 
haven't had a dab in ages. Hold I like this folks. great pie, some bro. water in my bong thingy. I can't remember I the keep... last time I dabbed. I don't go for the sore throat shit. I keep yeah, going. Like a... I'll always end up like, ah, at the end of fucking good dabs. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. I keep dabbing Cheers. or going back to this stuff. It's um a great pie. It's a really white, like, GHCA, um, like, BHO. It still has a little bit of terps, though. Like, it's not completely, like, white. It's, like, gold-colored almost. Okay, here's the 1001 Nights, number two. Just uh, flower rosin from the crop that I just did. From the press next to me. I want to make some hash, man. I'm going to make some hash. Too. Dude, apparently I put a dab in here and I never took it. <laughs> you know when I do that? I've done that before because I do like cold start dabs and then I forget. And then... Yeah, it must have been like, oh, I'll wait till the 20 or something. <laughs> we probably missed that one. It's probably been sitting in there since the last 20. <laughs> You know, I don't think we took time to say that uh, proper hello to Captain 420. Captain 420, hello. What's going on? Looks fucking beautiful in Thailand. Right. Well, it may have looked beautiful, but it just stopped raining for the third time that I've been on. So it smells great is what you're saying? Uh, It smells great. The crickets are growing. The butterflies are flying around. You know, I, I keep on looking off into the the sky over here, and it goes from dark to kind of cloudy and clear. Nice. So I, I miss the sound of the crickets. They're, they're certainly not as loud up here, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I started naming the roosters around my house because, <laughs> you know, they don't they don't know time. It's one AM, two AM, three AM, and they decide, <laughs> hey, we've got six roosters and we're gonna see who can crow the loudest. And yeah. they're in different areas. They so they're crowing. That. Well, yeah. What are you gonna do? Tell your neighbor he can't have chickens? Not here in Thailand. They laugh at you. <laughs> Four AM hunting is what you do. Four AM hunting. But that's the thing, like, you can't really do shit. Because, one, they'll know their chickens are missing. Two, it's it's just a lifestyle. Yeah, he lives on farmland, pretty much. No, actually, I live in the city. I just happen to live in a nice little pocket. (laughs) See? Let's see, there's more to have him in the city. Anywhere in third world countries, there's animals running all over the place. Dogs everywhere, fucking chickens everywhere, pigs everywhere, cats. Except for one around this one restaurant, uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we went past, and he goes, "Don't ever eat at that restaurant." And I, I go, "Why?" He goes, "They serve dog and cat." So the meat so that they use is dog meow. and cat. <laughs> chow meow. Oh man. So no, that's... I... Uh-uh. 
When I first moved up here from Antigua, I remember there was actually a place that got shut down for that in Calgary. What? And I need this. And at least, well, I've been going, yeah, I've been going to the places. Thank God I don't go, I don't go to places where there's stray animals that, <laughs> <laughs> around. <in> the back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. If I'm walking down the street buddies. and I see a couple dogs, I'm probably not going to go to that restaurant. <laughs> it's not dogs, it's just dog bowls out the back. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I used to live in uh, Vienna in Austria for a little bit, and there was a restaurant a couple of my friends went to for giggles. They took girlfriends there. To, well, took dates. Let's put it that way, because it was a one-date situation. They took dates to a restaurant that served cats and rats. That was the, that was the protein. They served that's cats you, and rats. You know why? You know, that's how you move blind date along quickly. I mean, like, why? <laughs> yeah, but... You just came here for drinks. Imagine, like, Painted lady, she would kill you. <laughs> She'd probably kill you. Yeah, okay, but they, why man. would you take painted lady to that place? But you, you, you want to blind date? I don't know. I noticed you like cats, and this is what I picked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you said you like we can, what we can really vibe what if, with them. What if you're walking down a street in like Phnom Penh, Cambodia? And they have the food stalls out on the street and you come across the one that has the pigeons and the next one that has the little birds and then the next one that has the frogs and then the rats. <laughs> like you know, yeah. said. And uh, then you well, get to the one that has the, the dog and cat. I guess it could frogs having a good eat. I like fucking, uh, I like frog legs. Not to lie. I guess a date could kind of work out like that, where if you go there and they're into it, it works. If they're not, you say you're secretly man, there to rescue the cats. Man, she's solid she can fucking, she stands to that, man. I'm yeah, fucking right. down. All right. You're just there to rescue them. <laughs> yeah, depending on your depending on your first appearance, it's like, yeah, we're here to Should rescue them, or you want to eat? <laughs> yeah, let's figure this out. <laughs> well, I know markets that, you know, in the food court and everything, there's stalls that literally sell Fried bugs, and grubs, worms. I can't do bugs. Anything. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I did ants. I've ate them. I've ate crickets. I've I've done chocolate covered. And they eat them like we eat potato chips. If you guys want to be green, you gotta eat fucking bugs. with fucking me? Come on, boys. Gotta eat no. bugs. Dude, I've okay, said this before. Be like, I'd, I'd if rather you just like. Be green, you gotta eat bugs. That's it. Or yeah, you I'd rather just be a fucking vegan. And you can be fucking rasta and eat, you know, just I'll eat make beef jerky. I'll, eat, I'll eat, like, seriously, I'll eat, like, I don't even like soybeans, but I'll eat ground up soybeans. I, rather than you books. wouldn't even notice. You wouldn't even notice. You've probably already been fed meal I would know. by McDonald's I would know. for years. Like, I would make that's, beef one, jerky. that's one of the many reasons why I don't eat at McDonald's. Yeah, I did. Me too, bro. Red bean paste and what? The the the, the beetle meal. The, 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 the fake McNugget fucking paste. Like, yeah, no. Each their own. Some people call it food. Some people call it food. You're not fucking kidding, man. So I don't know. I like to uh, know thine enemy, right? So like, I just every once in a while, I like to go to places like McDonald's and shit to just see what the fucking you know, see see what side of the bread they're fucking buttering their shit on. I can't lie. uh, There's one thing I like at Burger King. 
and I will always get the well, same thing. The weird thing it. about it is that they somehow managed to make flavorful stuff. I don't know. Despite everything, like it's somehow still despite everything. McDonald's. Flame broil, I don't know what that they're flame broil. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like fire. It is. Like it somehow is fire it manages broil, to be flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, despite like every it. attempt at at everything. Like I even knew some people that used to work at, at Burger King, and they were like, "Yeah, we we do everything we can to make it not taste good, but somehow it still tastes good." Maybe it's my old man was notoriously cheap, and one year he came across, I don't know how he got he got this stack of two-for-one Whopper fucking coupons. <laughs> <laughs> and man, like, I was sick of Whoppers by the end of the summer. <laughs> my dad used to love Wendy's growing up, but it was totally mm. different back in the day, I think. Um, Where's the beef? He used to love the chili at Wendy's, but he used to know the owner and stuff. And he would ask, be like, "Yo, is it like it fresh?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." So it was really cool. If you ever try it, try the Wendy's chili. I promise you, it it will. But make sure. Well, the thing is, you got to know someone that works there because you're gonna know when it's fresh or old. <laughs> Wendy's has baked potatoes, which is kind of fun. It's pretty like good. The only fast food place you can get like a. Baked potato with bacon mm-hmm. and sour cream and whatever. Something awesome. And as a reminder, always be kind to your fast food uh, Dude, uh, for real. servers. Um, because like one time I was uh, when uh, we were late in the bar and uh, me and some friends were like with these two rich snobby chicks uh, decided we were going to hit up McDonald's for some late night eats. And we literally pulled up to the lights pulled up to the like the uh, sign as they're clicking the lights off and the driver started freaking out about she knew the owner and this and that and fucking it should be open the lights were on when we pulled up so it should be open and they're like come on please we just shut down all the grills shut down everything and she's like no and she cites off the note the the owner's name of the place and she's like and she's and she's like, we have to have our food. And so, anyways, they proceed to make us food. And I have I was sick for like two weeks after. I don't know what the fuck they did to that food, but like it was so wrong, and I had nothing to do with it. Like it was. It that, sucks man. because like if I'm I'm hungry right now, and I could go get food, but the only thing I can get is like Denny's, but that's kind of far. Um, McDonald's and everything else is closed. They don't have any like food carts or nothing cool. We were so lucky. Really. Like literally last night, I went to a, a Thai food cart and it was pretty good. Dude, I, and I totally opted for like the mega stoner option too. I don't know if it's true, actually. Like uh, I went there. I was gonna go to this. Uh, um, let's say they're Syrian. They might be Iraqi, but anyway, they're Middle Eastern kind of shawarma place basically, and they're open to like four o'clock in the fucking morning. So you I got, me, you got like, me laughing. Like, Dude, seriously, 100%. Uh, but uh, so I went there and like a couple guys just kind of cut in line in front of me. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll go try this Thai place that I've been meaning to try. And so I went there and sure enough, I, I look at the menu like allegedly may have smoked right beforehand. And I was like, dude, I, I, want, the, I want the special. It was uh, fried rice, pineapple fried rice uh, with beef. And like you could not have maybe created a more stoner food. Yeah, I actually do have pictures here. I- I, I I'll do that. I'll go get stoned to go in. And I'll be like, I'll have that, that, and that. Yep, yes, and that, and that. And then they'll be like, Yeah, it'll be sixty-five dollars. I'm like, What? <laughs> this is without 
hot sauce. Oh, that looks so good. Sauce, oh, that looks so right? good. Oh, it was so it was so good. It was totally stoner food. You totally fried me after after the last show. I ended up uh, the next day going for a giant swarm of bladder. Uh, you got it. Fucking man. awesome. It. it was totally worth it. So thank it's you. It's so fulfilling. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh. They call pork the other white meat, but that's like the other burger, dude. Like it's like a other better beef sandwich or lamb sandwich. Oh God, so good. I still uh, think somebody was ever uh, had giving me a frowny yeah. face when I said uh, a lamb sandwich. I was like, oh, I'm going out for, going out for a lamb. They're like, oh, frowny face. Like, oh, like I I'm a, a baby shit murderer. on a goat. Oh my God. Well, I'm sorry to tell you guys, I eat the shit on a goat. I love me some goat. Goat is all. <laughs> should be curried. Which is a pity because I was actually saying that goats are cool animals. Like, sheep are the ones that are like bastards. Like, sheep will kick goats you to death. Are- but yeah, goats no, goats, cool. sheeps, sheeps are kind of assholes. Sheep will always eat around the outside of a fence trying to find a way out. And they'll they'll focus on the outside trying to sneak away. Uh, goats are goats are pretty uh, – goats are survivors. They, they'll eat anything, man. I see goats, out too, goats rip down uh, giant, like, cactuses, peel the spines off of them, and then right. eat the rest of the cactus. Like, they're amazing right. animals. Like, how they – like, they can live in Antigua where it's like, yeah. There's like I always notice that like if you have goats, there's a couple problem goats always that like to get out no matter what. <laughs> My sister had them and they're constantly going on the roof of her house. Yeah, they do crazy things like that. Yeah. <laughs> they want to be on top of stuff. So like you'll see people build like a uh their food underneath something and like a tin roof. They like just running on the tin roof and stuff. It's really funny. I was thinking of doing um rabbits maybe or chickens i think i'm gonna do rabbits like i want to i kind of want to do a couple of rabbits yeah you could definitely do rabbit uh compost or uh feed the rabbit poop to your worms yeah man. that'd be cool my, i was uh, thinking my daughter would be yeah. a big fan of having a rabbit around well during the summer i want to have like an outdoor cage where they just poop on the ground and stuff and then when it's getting colder i bring them indoors to a cage and stuff and i'll, and I'll do but it's all cold compost you know what i mean you like zoe said like you can either worm food it or use it right away yeah you could just put it right on top and just add your water in through and bunny bunnies are cool i think they're kind of cool and they're poop like little circles like little pellets not that bad <laughs> and I feel like because... you're supposed to be careful with bunnies because they get too scared or something. We have a bunch around in my yard already, um, wild ones, and they uh, we have a lot of like random little creatures in my yard. Um, a couple now, moles. I've wondered, I've wondered about that. Like I in in my expeditions, I come across a lot of deer, moose, elk, and rabbit poop. What stops me from bringing that back? But then what stops that from having a bunch of worms in it as well, too? Because those mm. animals obviously have no wormicide in them whatsoever. I think so, it's different. I think rabbit yeah. poop is, is usable, but I think the other ones would have to be composted first, like the deer probably. Like they might have like parasites and stuff, I would imagine. Deer yeah, definitely has parasites. I kind of feel like they're all called cold, compress, cold compost because they're all eating grass. They're all eating grass only what there was some reason why rabbits are different okay. uh, even coot i think was saying uh, maybe next time he comes on we can try to remember like why is rabbit poop so good 
Uh, I think rabbit poop is one of the ones that you can use. Goat poop is one of the ones that you can use, actually. Rabbit, alpaca, um, and llamas. I th maybe llamas, I th but I know uh, rabbits and alpacas for sure, or cold compost. Yeah, and ideally, like you would you, you would want to know what they're eating for sure if you're going to be using it on a large scale. If you if you didn't, then it would kind of change it, but you still could use it, and as as long as it's not something you're like expecting to like make a bunch of money off a crop or something, then it'd be probably yeah. too risky to do something kind of like that. Unless you get two goats, you'd have no grass in your yard. It'd just be like short all the time. Yeah, you could grow like the red fiscus uh, or whatever uh, grass that gets all tall and like lays over. And I'm not sure if that's what they'd like to eat, but that's where I guess you'd think it through if you're going to use their poop or whatever you're going to use for the plants is figure out what you want to feed them at that point that would benefit your plants and them. We just plant a bunch of alfalfa. <laughs> By the way, do you yeah, guys know that uh, Ozzy's not here to tell us to confirm this, uh, but uh, where's Ozzy? But uh, Ozzy's, you know what, Ozzy's probably doing his test. I think he was saying he was doing uh, hopefully, uh, I guess everyone, if he's taking a test, wish him luck. We're currently looking for anyone listening to the podcast. We're looking at wombat square poop. So apparently, wombats poop square things. They oh, look at that. We're looking at. You learn something new every day, people. Right? Square poops. I, that's what it's I probably like that there. lens. The size, like on the blue. It's like an anamorphic lens. That's it. It's, it's poop with an anamorphic lens. That's how you can explain it. Like wombat square poop and anamorphic uh, lens. Cylindrical lenses. That's it. Dude, <laughs> I can't even keep up in chat right now. There's. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, I finally understand now where I, I can't even look at chat and do this. It's like so we're hard. never doing this before, kind of coming on here. Like, and then uh, being in chat normally where I'm willing to be in there talking is I've tried so hard not to look at chat because I'm going to get so confused on what's going on. Oh, dude, that's why I'm just bigging everybody up and nothing else. Because <laughs> I can't handle it, man. I'm like, whoa, whoa, where are we going? Yeah, like I definitely want to <laughs> shout out chat, I guess, because I feel like I ignore them, but it's only like the first couple times i've ever been on here so I'm, I'm, i got my other screen on my right where i'd have to look at it right. and stuff and then it's delayed a little bit it's definitely different and when i'm in chat i'm like why in the hell isn't anybody paying attention to me and now i kind of notice where this is tough like you can't, can't keep up with everything on there yeah it, it's like i think fumidor has a better setup than most of us i think he has two monitors or one big one big one i'm rocking yeah, two. I, i'm rocking two tonight you're rocking yeah, yeah. too. I only have one, so mine's on like a 15.5 inch. All of it. Yeah, that definitely makes it tough. <laughs> no, I got, yeah, I got the zoom up on my laptop, and then I it's got around. TV as a second monitor. That's exactly how I have it set up with Engine, but I'm just not used to it. <laughs> like where it's like so definitely new to me. Yeah, exactly. Like is the. Why the wombat's poop probably comes out square. It. It like a third eye. Like a, now it looks like I'm Cyclops. I'm like yeah. weed Cyclops. All hail weed Cyclops. That actually looks You dope. will buy my seeds. You will buy my seeds. You could do a cool uh, This is that anamorphic like... lens I was talking about. Yeah, so you're going to go over like what any prices are, what, what are going to be in the packs, like how many seeds, like... I have to ask my friends like uh, what the prices should be and stuff. So that's we're going to talk about that. You know, that's that's a serious thing. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff you have to decide and 
I go too little, not go too much. Dude, it's kind of a trip. Uh, how do I say this? Just a few years ago, I was, I was just a couple minutes ago, I was going to say something about Subcool and how he was, you know, crazy with the live streams and stuff. Like just a few years ago, I was a tester for Subcool. I was watching his live streams and everything else. It's like you go through this progression where you at some point become apparently good enough for other people to value your your advice and grow it's it's kind of a mental trip you know what i mean i don't know maybe other people think differently but, i don't uh, think you should go less than five dollars a bean personally but that's just me i was gonna go like uh blood basically i was gonna get people to like, Fuck, this, yeah. uh, like a liter maybe a liter per one scene. liter of blood or a hundred bucks okay fair enough yeah so, no, that works. or the cool. souls of their children maybe something like that i got lots of those Fuck, yeah, you have yeah you would be probably surprised how many people would give up the soul for seeds no problem no. And <laughs> not even think twice about it well all right about future reincarnations how about that like uh you give up all or at least uh, half of your future re re uh, reincarnations for 10 beans we'll do that like what do you believe in most well, i mean that's that's only if you finish shit like, <laughs> only shit that only shit ends are giving it up but everybody who's like okay I'm halfway decent i'm probably gonna come back at least this or better they're like they're like uh, fuck no they're never giving it up i only charge a price that is meaningful and dear no, that came out. That came out. You only yeah, have, like, have to send in a family heirloom to get them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be good enough that I can. Or pictures of your uh, day. Antiques Roadshow. That's it. Um, I got an idea. Why don't you do it old school and tell people, hey, uh, 10, 12 seeds for 60 bucks. And when they get the seeds, instead of 10 being in there, there's 12. Instead of 12, there's 14. That's possible. That's not a bad idea. I figured that was going to happen anyways. I think that always right. happens. Well, I, I mean, I think it's like a good reader. I, I feel like extra the, the extra beans out. are cursed. The extra beans, no, just to fuck with you, the yeah, extra beans. Yeah, cursed with fucking the, cursed with the. Well, you won't even bigger. know. You won't know which, you won't know which ones are cursed. Like, I'll, I'll throw those in with the regular cursed. beans. Some will, will grow better. Some will be Fuck cursed. It. No, no bad vibes, bad juju in here. Sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna, Jimmy's gonna have to start starting too late. Mixes too late. <laughs> What's that, Spence? Gonna, you're gonna have to start doing like table mixes. Be like twenty seeds for like a couple bucks. I found them all the on the, the table. The floor. Okay, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, no, fair enough. No, no, no. Okay, good, great. You have some table seeds. You know what the fuck they are. Those are two bucks a piece. Great. Oh sure, no problem. I got no problem with that. You don't know what they are. What if I got them from your mama's grand uh, garden? Uh, how about that? Well, then they're worth fucking more because my mama's garden don't grow no fucking weed. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just send pictures of all the individual seeds of twelve pictures and a card set, and send them the little pictures and see how many people freak out. We'll do an NFT. We'll do an NFT. NFT. Yeah, do an NFT of each seed. And then you'll grow it for them and take pictures <laughs> and smoke it for them and tell them how good it was. But we won't tell them that it's an NFT. We'll just we'll just sell it as regular seeds, but we'll give them an NFT. Like, oh no, it's it's virtual. I seen a bong that literally the mini, <laughs> milli on the back of the bong was a QR code for an NFT to that bong. I like the Cannabarify is kind of like that for seeds already, where they do that, where uh, they use the blockchain um, in uh, Cannabarify for the little barcode. 
That's you actually. Know, I, just I mean, think I, I, go ahead. I was just thinking it's kind of cool to be able to know, like it's actually legit. Like that's always the cool thing about the QR codes and like being able to like identify real shit. That's but why honestly, I go through. I could take that code and make it easy too. It's not hard, and that's that's the shitty thing. Like with the identify code. Oh, I guarantee you can buy those QR codes on fucking eBay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got a pack of seeds from Capulator where I'm pretty sure it came from him. Like, uh, not him specifically, maybe, but from I bought them through him uh, when he finally put up his like membership option and uh, one of the codes. um, It was the. cold in the d um he sent uh with the packs like as a free pack like where you got to select two packs and then he would send you one that he selected and it was cold in the d where it the can of verify was good on all of them but that one where it like acted like it wasn't a legit pack of seeds so it's either that he like didn't put it the serial number in yet but it was uh, it was just kind of funny where i'm just like "Uh, at least i know it came like from his yeah, website yeah. through him or whatever. If it wasn't anybody else, I would have been kind of worried and like wanting to probably even wanted to label the clone that I had, like cold in the D or whatever. It would have been kind of weary of what I had. See, I, 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 I was just thinking, I would buy, I really want to get Capulator beads like I do. They're just pricey. They are. They're a little I, I have bought Capulator beads and I haven't bought them because I bought the uh, Mac times the uh, Grape Stomper. And um, the night that I bought them, they sold out immediately, right? As they always do. So my, so I was happy I got the pre-order. And, but then I went on to, uh, I was on the auction site and I seen that, that the same packs were going for 1600 bucks on the, on the auction site. So I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like, I'm not planting these bitches. I'm gonna see what they go to. And well, I think they've I think they've leveled off and gone back to about a thousand bucks a piece, but the set on there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't been on a check well, actually quite quite a while. Last time I was on there was about a thousand bucks a set. So yeah, it's where... still a huge profit. That's fucking four times what I paid for it. Oh yeah. That initially like all right even skunk house genetics is getting like 150 200 a pack i got my pack of skunk house when he was doing 80 dollars a pack you know what i mean uh, i met and i met him at a show so it was and that's the other thing i think going to a show and stuff like sometimes you get better deals like oh 100 you get better deals because you're cutting out a whole person you're cutting out a you're cutting you the seed seller man that like the seed seller makes such a huge markup themselves, they're making at least thirty to fifty percent. At least they they like they extorted out of the fucking breeders. The breeders hardly make any money if they're selling. Food. I've heard some of the seed food. banks, yeah, some seed pay pay five to ten dollars per pack, yeah. Maybe even yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're just making these huge markups on it. No, it's it's one hundred percent that way. Yeah, the way the the Mac One kind of came out for me, like it it was a a great um, like te- uh, tactic that Capulator did with that if he planned it in any way. But just the way that the Mac One kind of got into the mainstream, and I got to smoke it down um, at a dispensary here from uh, um, Green Life Productions, which grows in living soil in uh, like Pahrump, Nevada, and then they had it in the dispensary up uh, closest to me, and so I like knew that it was the real cut from capulator to them and so i got to actually try it and i loved it um but then the quality did change as i 
I, I liked it so much that I went down and I just kept buying as much as I could legally and uh, smoking it and then like giving it to my mom or something like to hold on to in case I need some more later. <laughs> and so like, I loved it that much. Um, but then the quality changed and it started changing a little bit and I noticed it. And then that's when I researched on how I could maybe get, if he's doing any seeds and it kind of brought me back to reality with uh, how seeds work, where you have the phenos and I uh, kind of, forgot about all that while I was even growing because I wasn't pheno hunting is where I, and I wasn't picking strains that I could test like in a dispensary. And I was like thinking, how can I get this same Mac one cut, um, out of buying some seeds from him kind of thing. And then I like <laughs> looked into it and like found that he really doesn't sell them himself where they were like some people selling them, but they were all crosses and the crosses that he puts out are with a male Mac and it's not the female Mac on his crosses. So, um, it's definitely a different it's uh, a super plant, hard but... plant to pollinate. Yeah, um, that's what I've always heard too. Says, yeah. You got to keep it. it. Needs to be the male needs to be in there from start to finish. But I've always heard Fumador on here always like say how he wasn't sure he had the Mac and stuff, and I think what Fumador got apparently was probably... it was. I, I was ahead uh, of the confirmation that it was actually Mac One. Like our cut was Mac One. Uh, my buddy that had the same plant was like, no, no, man. A couple of my friends smoked it. It is Mac One. Just. It was, I don't know, I was so unimpressed with the plant. Shit, was like, shit changes in different gardens. So let's yeah. not forget that, too. Like, somebody could just grow it's a gorgeous them. plant. Even in my garden, it was it, gorgeous. It was just It's so a beautiful plant, and I'm surprised, like, it, it, it's a very cherry-smelling plant. So I'm surprised you didn't get that from it when you smelled it. Like, uh, I don't know. I like it. I have Spartan so many more it. like complex plants, you know, like not oh, well, it's got some cinnamon, you know, whatever the fuck, dude. There's better plants. Well, yeah, and go back to like it's uh, got super long trichomes. Yeah, like I I have the orange apricot mac that I love that I found from a pack from Capulator where that's the one that I'm like trying to breed with now because I love the the terp so much is where it's mm. it's one that as soon as it's done drying you can smoke a nug and it'll have a flavor where that's hard to find where it's like it is the flavor too that it's going to have that comes out and it doesn't get much stronger it just goes from like sharp to kind of a little bit more mellow is all the change that happens and so knowing that flavor i want to be able to see if i can move it over to another plant that doesn't have a flavor uh that's kind of just a a kush uh though like platinum dosi that i'm working with and so being able to see that flavor move over but with fumadores morgana it has that flavor where right after drying you can smoke it and it'll have a flavor and that's really what i've been looking for is plants like that where if you can't cure it all the way and you're short on time to be able to smoke where you want something that still tastes good and can smoke without even a cure and then knowing that a cure is going to bring out that flavor so much more and it's just going to get better and better usually so when i um did this last cross um the female plant was a different strain. I usually do like an inbred line type thing, but I actually did something different because I found something I really was interested in. Um, and when I like impregnated, impregnated a female and she was out under the sun, she turned really purple. And it was like, I was like, oh my God. Like when I pulled the butt out, I don't know if I have the pictures. No, they were on my old Instagram. I might have them around. Um, when I pulled them out of the ground, I was so impressed by them. I was like, well, this is going to be a good run. So I kind of can't wait to run those and see if I can get some purples in. Like I put a Chem 91 and a Calio in, into her. So I hope she like gives the purples, but that Calio was really strong. 
it was really orangey. So I'm hoping to bring that into like the sweet flavor. We'll see. Yeah, the orange apricot mac male that I selected when you stem rub it, it smells just like the female, um, which the other males uh, didn't have that smell. And then the other females don't have that smell when you stem rub them. And so it definitely comes out. And uh, I'm hoping to that that male will put the the flavor into the female that I, I'm crossing with the the platinum dosi, where it's like the platinum dosi is just one of my favorites that I have. In oh, my wow. Garden. That would it, be a- That'll be really aromatic. Yeah, so I'm hoping that it can whole bouquet of fruits. Yeah, yeah. The platinum dosi is like Kush, where you get that strong flavor, but it's not a flavor almost. It's like good weed, and it and it it's fun to smoke, and it doesn't taste bad in any way. But there's no like you can't distinguish what it is. It's almost like maybe creamy, like kind of thing, but you can't really. put a flavor to it where that's why I think if I do this cross, I'll know hundred percent sure if it worked or not. Cause I know the orange apricot Mac flavor and my friends know it too, that'll smoke it with me. So I'll be able to put it in a jar without them knowing that I did that cross and see if they still get that same flavor from it. Um, fuck. I had something on my, I wanted to ask, but I can't think I was looking at a few of these pictures. I got, I was looking at the trichomes. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this uh, this was that Mac one that I grew. So we, uh, we got the clone from the same place. This was the outdoor expression. Let's see here. Can I... It definitely has the leaves of the Mac. Um, if I was going off of what I know from the ones I have, and it it like gets that kind of twisty leaf look, uh, like yeah, that right yeah, there's a good example. That, yeah. Is that definitely the dark purpleness? Yeah, but what I was thinking when you were talking about it and you've shown these pictures is uh, Capulator put out a pack called the Mac, which was the like Mac uh, seeds that he put out. Uh, but obviously it's not the Mac one. And that's what I thought that this would have came from was mm. from the pack of a Mac, like actual pack from Capulator. But if right, it's the Mac exactly. one. That's what I thought, too, when he, yeah. when he said he thought it wasn't the real Mac. Yeah, yeah, but it is but really it the Mac, but, but it's it is not the Mac, the, but it's not the Mac. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's the not Mac, the Mac one. one. Exactly. When you when you say across, do you say the male first and then the female? Female. It should be the female. Always, always yeah. female first. Ladies first, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody should well, on, most people should be doing that when you look at theirs. So that's how you should do it. And maybe if, who knows if okay. it, was, it was like right or wrong in, in science, but uh if everybody's doing it that way, that's kind of how you have to go with it. Smash, hold the door for your girl, man. Oh, well, I do, but I just I didn't know I, I was just I always say it with my male. Come on, man. It takes like two minutes. Yeah, I was doing it male. I kind of talked about it male first. <laughs> and open every door for it in front of her. Jesus. Yeah, you can't yell at just me. Like it's just that male's the one I've been working with for the longer time. Yeah, like the cross I'm doing really should I should be referring to it as the platinum dosi times orange apricot mac when I talk about it. So mine would be a wedding pie birthday cake cross to uh Chem 91 Calio. Yeah, because I have that Turp Town, which I think it has the uh wedding pie. Um, you have to, yeah, I use I use Turp Town. Yeah, Turp Town's really good. Oh, yeah, I forgot we had that. Uh, yeah, yeah from across. Yeah. Yeah, the Turp Towns, uh, I actually just uh, popped the rest of the seeds where they're actually ready to go into flower, where I popped all my feminized seeds of the Turp Town to track down the best one so I can narrow them down and I can stop looking at the pack where I'm just like, uh, should I pop these or not? And so I, I like did it a couple months ago, actually. So they're already they're ready to go into flower pretty much. 
That's a good cross. He, I, I don't mind his stuff for real. And he's not that expensive. At, like, I got him for 80 bucks, I think. Maybe. Yeah, just my Terp Town. Um, if, I, if, if anybody knew it was called Terp Town and smoked it, they would be like, that's a horrible name for this because it doesn't, it's not very terpy. Like, it's, it's like, that's sweet. the worst part about some of the stuff. Point, like, just the mine was really like, mine was really sweet cake. Like, but it wasn't like banging in your face. You know what I mean? It was just a subtle, sweet cake smell. Yeah. And before I actually like say it that way is like, I should say it after I've tried all my seeds and it would probably be like 10 packs before you can probably say that because there's probably something in there. Super terpy probably. And that's the problem. Like where Fumador has the best Morgana where we're not going to get the Like, I mean, we're going to get the packs and we're going to be able to find like super good Morganas like mine, but he has more seeds. So he might be able to find the best one. (laughs) True. You never that's know. The where it's gonna that's fall. the old culture, man. Never, never yeah. know. It could be that's any one of the seeds on anybody. It could be any more, any one of us find the. Well, right now, I, I would say mine competes. A hundred like, times better than everything else. Like, yeah, like my Morgana is. I'm I'm happy with it for sure. Like it's super good, but I always think of it like the breeder should have a better version than what I have if they have more you would, seeds you would, to sort. You would think, but the I don't should think... have the correct stock to create yeah. better seeds. You know, true. That's that's what I've realized. That basically the old school was like, oh my god, I have this one clone that I can never get out. I got to breed F three so that nobody can touch my fucking plant. They can never get it back. That's not how breeding works, I don't think. You're trying to create better plants. I'm not trying to re- yeah. replicate that one killer plant. I'm trying to bring two things together, or three things together, or four things, whatever the fuck, and create something that is yeah. uniquely yeah. different and better. You know, Because if it isn't better, why the fuck are you doing it, honestly? Why yeah, are you covering the doors if the doors did it better? You know what I mean? Like If you're covering a song, you're doing a different, hopefully, your version of that song. Maybe not better. Maybe that's a bad example. But you're doing something that's at least as fucking good. You're not doing it worse. You know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah take, no, that's a good way I to take, go at it. I take everything to F two. Uh, some things I will take out to an F three if I need more seeds of an F two. I'll just throw those plants in there, but uh, I like taking it to an F two. That way, you're getting the full expression yeah. out of yeah. all of the genetics that are in there. Now, I find you guys, F2 is the most interesting. Yeah, the, the F2 generation is the most interesting, but the most uh, disconcerting if you're looking for consistency. Why is it's, it dangerous? It's not dangerous. It's, it's just that it's, it's, you see, yeah, you see, you'll see three quarters of dad. You'll see half the dad. You'll see uh, 100% the dad. You'll see 90% the dad. You'll also you'll see, see and, and then every range of the female. Yeah as well like that's that's what i find in f2 but like it is the it is the most interesting for finding the strongest uh definition one way let's just say this the the strongest cherry or the strongest um or the whatever like you'll find the most defined in that you'll find the most outlandish of of you find a set profile you'll find the most outlandish of that set profile in there well but mind you you'll be sit, sit, uh sipping through the whole range you'll have the bottom as well as the top right um whereas like f1s will be fairly similar you'll have half of them that look about all the same and then the other half will be kind of a mix is what i've found and then F3s, it depends what you take from the F2s and go with. 
then they'll start they'll they'll go back to what they were, but they'll be more a more stable version of it. Like, I I haven't gone much further than that. Yeah, I just when made I was the, doing the inbred line. I was just when I was doing the inbred line, like I was pretty consistent with keeping the smells and terps I wanted. Um, when I picked out the male and females from them, um, I consistently kept. I wanted to consistently keep the like it had a nice orange terp, but like the chem brought like a funky orange to it. And I did a pretty good job trying to keep it, but then I ran low on seeds and I didn't keep anything. So I, I, I'm surprised you, I was impressed with the Terp town I had. That's just something like I noticed, like I was actually like a cake, the first actual strain that gave me a cake Terp. Yeah. My Terp town uh, looks amazing and it is like, uh, everybody that smoked it with me loves it, but the name, like you think of almost like it should be a, something like slapping, like, and, well, something you could describe mm -hmm. a little bit better, like where I, you can't really put your finger on it. And that's what I don't like sometimes where if it's like too confusing of what the terp is, where you, so you can't actually even taste mm -hmm. it. You know that there's a flavor there, um, but you can't really figure it out. If, well, it, if you like can lean it. towards berry or towards gas or fuel, yeah, and you start kind of piecing you. it together. They yeah, mix so. too many things together, then you can't distinguish any one thing, and then it kind of but distracts from I it. I think, like, Terp Town is just an interesting name. Like, why I got it is, oh, cool, right? I wasn't, like, I, it's not giving me the impression of being it, cherry it, or vanilla or It worked. Anything. You, guys, uh, you guys bought it, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to try it with the with the parents that I'm that were sure used. That's what he was trying yeah, exactly. To name, so it the, worked for him. Either the way. Parents are what intrigued me when yeah. I looked into the lineage. I'm like, that's I want that wedding pie, birthday cake. Yep, give it to me, please. Yeah, and I love the high of it, and so I actually have it in. I just put mine into flour, where it's like a week and a half or two weeks into flour, and so I actually saved some of the orange apricot mac pollen. Um, I, I still have the mail, but instead of pot, like flowering it again, I'll just, I'm just going to go put some pollen on the lower branches of the Terp town. And that was already kind of one of my plans where the platinum dosi doesn't have a strong flavor that's specific. And then the Terp town's the same way. And so I figured those would be the two that I was going to really focus on. Um, and that's why I wanted to run the other Terp towns. So I know kind of all the different flavors that came from that pack of seeds. So I can kind of get an idea of what other one might accept that pollen and, and improve its flavor in some way. But that's like really what I've been focusing on is where it's like, I want to try to move a flavor over to something uh, that doesn't have the flavor, but I love everything else about the plant where the structure, the way it grows, the, the flowering time, it doesn't get pests real easy. It doesn't mold, like just everything about it seems good, but it's like not giving me that flavor I want. And that is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, uh, you're gonna you're gonna discover me. different things. Am I muted still? I don't think anymore. No, I said go ahead, you. The the male. How the fuck do I say this? The type of male you pick determines the breeding that you pick. And so, for example, I evidently picked there a male go. that was complementary to the females. I actually wanted I, that. That kind of tracks with what I wanted. I wanted basically cuvee. That was kind of the primary breeding, actually, because I liked the structure of Lime River Rose already. I just kind of wanted to bring her into the uh, Ruby Jack. I liked the structure of uh, 
uh, sugar tits, but I wanted to bring her into Ruby Jack, but Cuvée was the one that I wanted to change fundamentally. So that was the first one that I was like, all right, this male is going to do some different shit. And the other ones kind of came along for the ride. And what I discovered is that at least with that male that I picked and I created a male, basically kind of a, a, a BX or an F2 male, whatever. Uh, I guess I'd locked in enough traits that essentially the dominant traits seem to honestly be as, as I look at them. And even as the testers described to me from the moms, and welcome cascading lots of limes and stuff and roses and everything else i guess the rose is probably coming honestly from the ruby jack maybe but limes and limes and limes and structure from the the kaffir lime uh the uh morgana clearly clearly uh cuvee inspired as opposed to even the ruby jack the ruby jack does lend this structure and shape but like everything else seems to be coming from the females and it's just, it's been really interesting to see that because you can pick different males. Like Subcool famously used a little bit stronger, um, a stronger presence on the space dude, the space queen. That was a very dominant cross. Like everything, a lot of times when he sent me stuff like the sugar tits, the space queen really shined out like in flavor and high and effect, everything really, really took a dominant role. Whereas you can pick males that basically play this really complimentary role. It has been really freaking interesting to see. I guess I won't babble over you. Cascadian, what's good? Uh, what's good, Ben? What's, uh, I can't talk anymore. Uh, welcome. What's going on? Doing good, man. I just thought I'd hop on and give you guys help a little bit. It's nice to see you guys yeah. talking about breeding shit. Cascadian, uh, nice to talk to you. Well, dude, I guess you would like each other. I think you'd like to. He's a big fan of uh, nachos and cheese. No, wait. Um, Who is it? What is it? Uh, <laughs> Well, that's true, honestly. Who isn't? I'm kind of a sadist or a masochist. Fucking, yeah, fucking, yeah, terrorist. Fucking, I don't know. What kind of fucking sick individualism. Like now cheap. that you mention it, not, yeah, like that's such a good way to like, discover like a, a weird person. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess I could understand if you weren't into cheese. As well as a dog. Yeah. Nachos and a dog. Nachos and your dog. If your dog doesn't want them eating nachos, right? If your dog, dude, that's a complex one. Hey, if your dog does if your not dog like, doesn't like it with nachos, nachos. Mm. that's funny. Cascadian hops on because we're talking that's about breeding, and then one. it goes to nachos. <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a good, such a good. We're, we're gonna avoid all the valuable information. <laughs> well, but this is valuable information. If you guys didn't know, like a cat, dude, I think if you had like a can of cat food, a cat might talk to you. Maybe yeah, not. Cat yeah, the cats, your cats will body. slash you. A cat will eat your living body. Like honestly, like cats true. will will, will slice up their friends sometimes. There are cool cats. There are cool cats. But I, I want to say, like, while there are some cool cats, there are a few bad dogs. You know what I mean? Like I think it's the complete opposite. And on the other hand, dogs are Those such bad dogs have bad owners. I'm just gonna say and that's the thing, you know, most of the time no, like that poor dog like had a bad life or something, you know, his grandfather was Satan or something. You know what I mean? Like it was there was a, re a reason usually. And like dogs, I guess what I was gonna say, like they're such good judge of the character. The difference Every once in a while, you find a dog yeah. that's a dumbass, but the difference is, is is we domesticated dogs, but cats domesticated us. That's that's the difference. I don't think they did. We looked this uh, up the yeah, other yeah. day with the neurons. Yeah, Wes and yeah. I are like, dude, they yeah, have no, we, neurons to have done. We that. we we checked out the science of this, and we're right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the the only reason they were barely smarter than lobsters. The only yeah, reason they're, they're they hanging on that hair for us. Dude, Wes, you just look like you put a sparkly dildo in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have as many reasons to have domesticated cats as we do to have domesticated dogs. 
I'm kind of curious on the on the breeding part with like like so like what I've been I was trying to do was move the uh, the flavor uh, from an orange apricot mac um, to the platinum dosi and I, I I picked a male to do it. Is that something where there's just no chance that, or there's a low chance of bringing a flavor over from a male? Because uh, I bought STS also just in case, where I was thinking I could feminize my orange apricot mac um, or reverse it and then put the pollen onto the platinum dosi to try to move the flavor over. I think that all depends on the strain. I think that depends on the strain. I have certain strains that I move the THC in and I move it through the mail. Uh, and then I have certain strains that are for flavor and I use the female in those crosses is the way I do mine. Yeah. Cause the females the I selected I are from feminized packs. And so the only way to use the female oh, in those cases is reverse already. Yeah, so that's why I was trying to get the flavor to them. And this is just for personal fun, like where I want to have the flavor on these and see if I could do it. You know, I, I'm I'm looking and I'm hearing we're talking genetics and I, I keep reminding myself that, hey, Rob, most of the shit you work with only has eight phenos. It doesn't go past that. It's nice. It's simple shit. And I don't have to worry about hermaphroditic plants. <laughs> I never really had the like I'd like to point out just briefly here in the middle of this that a Chihuahua has 2.5 trillion uh, neurons as opposed to cats that have 760, what was it? Is it trillion or billion? Fuck, what is nine? And now someone's going to yell at me in the chat. Like, oh, you fucking, you fucking notice shit. Did you guys even know how much we've been smoking? Oh, wait, they were dumber than parrots. Okay, so cats are... Every time I say cats are bad, I'm sure we get like another five down. There was another cat up there, though. And mind you, I'm not anti-cat. Like, I I have had good cats. I think the difference is I'm I'm more pro-dog. I think the different species would make a difference also. Um, Like a house cat might be dumb as a rock, but I think a different species might be smarter. You're they right. had a couple different Cats ones, but yeah, they weren't, they weren't widely. Right. I mean, like, uh, even here, like dogs, German Shepherds are quite a bit, like a German Shepherd is quite a bit smarter than uh, a Highland Terrier. Well, the, the number and of neurons. No disrespect to fucking Snuffles, but, you know, the German Shepherd actually does shit. Um, yeah, my German, German Shepherd is far smarter than my St. Bernard. Right. Like with that, like not even they're not even on the same wavelength. They're cows like, are famous for being incredibly fucking dumb. So yeah, cows are way dumber there. The number of neurons doesn't exactly look at that lion though. That's a cat. Uh, I, I know my St. Bernard loves me more. I know that. But I mean, you know, you compare this like okay, you got gorillas and humans and African elephants. And by the way, this is one of the most interesting things because African elephants actually have significantly more neurons than we do. So, you know, there, if, if nothing else, to me, this basically indicates quite a bit of sentience and intelligence and everything else. Look at this, by the way, there's a couple of the dog, the Transylvanian uh, hound has uh, 4.39 trillion neurons. Uh, let's see here, down further in the trap, there's- So which uh, was the highest dog anyway? Did we ever figure that out? The, the highest, highest dog or the smartest dog? The highest hey, dog- Hey, Noob says if dogs work for cops, a cat never would. 
Because I, th- I thought, yeah, it, I, honestly, I thought it was a large poodle was the smartest, which really broke my heart because I have a German Shepherd. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Some... Smart, uh, well, I would, I would guess, before I look this up, I would guess like a Border Collie or border some collie of those working dogs smart. like the yeah. Malamute, yeah. German Shepherds, yeah. they're really brilliant. Any Shepherd dog um, is super smart. I always, growing up, I always heard the Jack Russell Terriers were super, super smart. Later on in life, I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. My bright, sister but... had them. Her dumbest fucking man. They're man, a working man, but like, they need a job. You got to give a Jack Russell a job or it ain't. Fair enough. She didn't give them jobs and they're dumb as shit. They're, the shit out of you too. they're like mousing and rat dogs. Are. You gotta give Do you them know them. that uh, Jack Russell is the most yeah, likely dogs. to attack you of any dog? You will get on. I think the more might... dangerous, the more dangerous the pit bulls. So my dog is a mix of a pug and a jack terrier. Pit bulls aren't dangerous. They're not at all. No, they're not. No, they're specifically. The yeah, it's kind of a sad thing. Like they have to be abused and fucked up to actually yeah, mess with people. Exactly. And it's not to say that they don't mess with people. There are some dogs that mess with people. Everybody's heard of pit bull stories and everything else. I'm not stupid. But, and I'm not a pit bullist or something. I've had labs most of my life. But, dude, like, the pit bull hate needs to stop, honestly, because they've specifically it's something about chaining a dog not to like attack. Too. Oh, for sure, dude. Like, if you abuse any like animal, a chain if dog abuse you, you're going to be fucking more vicious. likely to bite. I don't know what it is about a chain dog. It's always more likely to bite. Oh, and it's kind of like uh, with me. I got kicked by a horse because I had no idea what to do around a horse. And, like, when I was a kid. <laughs> and so it's the same thing with other animals if you just don't know how to be around them or what to do then you're gonna get hurt probably and so it just makes it tough where i, I know shouldn't have been like lady, behind a horse but don't stand behind a horse exactly no. like yeah. <laughs> don't walk behind a horse always yeah yeah like i learned after getting kicked and so it's like now horses are very delicate and easy to be around but <laughs> until yeah. i knew that they were dangerous creatures <laughs> yep They'll kill that dude. That could kill you too. Those kicks are hard, man. If it gets yeah. you in the right spot, I got like I I, I guess I got scooped because I didn't rem- I don't remember it much when I was a kid. I just got like bumped into the back and then I woke up on the ground and I guess I was so close to the butt that I got kind of tossed instead of really kicked. But like my whole side from my knee up to like my side under my armpit was bruised. Yeah, I lost one of my best friends narrowly get missed by a horse that w- would have sent him would have sent him and he barely got missed and that was enough for me i don't fuck with horses i mean it's kind of like you watch him break a horse it's not i don't think it's the coolest thing like um like yeah i understand some of the bigger ones are good working horses and stuff but like just to do right them any other way smash (laughs) road like rodeos and stuff like that i don't really like yeah, it's weird. I after I got like kicked by that horse, like then I learned about horses a little bit, so I knew how to be around them. And then it was like where then I started like liking movies about horses for some reason. Yeah. Like my whole life, when I see a horse like die or something, I get all teary eyed. And then like the the person in the movie that dies, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And the horse, I'm just like, oh god. Smash. Rodeos are kind of the animals in their natural state. The bull doesn't want them on the back. The bronco doesn't want them on the back. They're doing their natural thing, trying to trying to throw them, right? Yeah, the bull doesn't want his nuts tied together. I don't know that they actually do that, but 
Yeah, we can Google it. Let's Google it because I want to know now. With the uh, flavor thing, I'm not. I know sometimes color can be tied to the female. Like if you have like a um, a purple or a blue or a, a really vibrant some some. I know a lot of buds are green, but some buds are like a vibrant. I've had a magenta, like pink bud, almost one time. I had but some. I had a. I had a, a particular pinot that was fucking. It was so purple, like dark, dark purple. It all was almost black. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the color has to do with plastids, and plastids are only. Um, in the female genetics, there, there's not enough room in pollen for plastid genetics. So sometimes color can be translated through the female, but I'm not sure about flavor. Yeah, because it's more the male I selected. I was curious if the male would bring the flavor over. Because what I I did is I picked a male that like uh, went at herm with all the stress testing that I did, and it looks just like the female that I always smoke that does have the flavor. <laughs> And then the male, when I stem rub it, it has the same smell as my female. And so I'm at the point where I have the F2s of it to see if I can get that flavor to move through the F2s. Um, but then I also pollinated a platinum dosi with it that doesn't really have a flavor. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that male going onto the platinum dosi will bring it over where I just cut down the platinum dosi. So now I'm like a couple of weeks away from being able to actually even start the seeds. And so I'll, I'll like... I figured I would just do it anyways to test instead of like thinking like, oh, it might not work at all. But I was curious if that male like just can't even bring over any flavor. I wasn't sure about that. Like if males don't bring over the flavor ever or if it's rare. I think they can. Yeah, you know, like, I, uh, I, I was saying earlier with uh, the... Go ahead. Go ahead, Captain like I had a uh, cherry bomb that <laughs> I was able to cross with uh, diesel, New York diesel, uh, my Jack Carrere, which is a strain that if I cross it to anything, the Jack takes <laughs> over that plant, that flavor of that plant. Uh, but uh, using the cherry bomb to uh, mail, it, it cut through and it made everything sweet. My oh, nice. diesel was a sweet taste. The Jack actually turned out sweet, and I called it Sweet Jack, and it actually got released in the Bay Area, but it was a short run. I don't know, because I left. <laughs> I left that operation, but uh, no, I, it, I think it all depends on the strain, you know, whether it's going to pull, you know, the power or if it's going to pull the flavor. It kind of goes back to you have to try it and see if it does it. That's why if I'm ever popping seeds and I'm looking for something like that, you know, I'll take multiple males if I find the different pinos in the males and, you know, I'll take each of the female and I'll sit there and I'll cross each one. That's what's going to end up doing with the skunk. I'm going to do an open pollination and then I'm going to do a selective pollination from those seeds. And I'm hoping that I only get eight different. <laughs> Yeah, and what I was thinking is I would do, uh, I tried Get right ready. now where it's like one the, minute. oh, one minute, uh, I tried the F1 
um, orange apricot mac, pretty much male that I selected to the platinum dosi. But then um, I took the orange apricot max to F2 and I was going to keep taking them down to where maybe if I got to like F7 and I narrowed it down, I could select a male that would pass it over like from doing the selecting. And if, if it didn't work with the like original F1 that I had of the male is kind of my plan. If, if sure your plant doesn't have that flavor by F4, go start another way around. All right. Yeah, because I selected you're, two you're, different you're females. Time after that. I have two females and one male to see the difference, kind of, so I can at least know what's happening between the I two the F2s. If you get to the F3s and you don't see it, go back to the F2s. The F2s okay. are where you're going to find it, really. Um, I would make the F1s. I would I'd make the F1s and then take the F1s and open pollinate them to get as much diversity as you can in the F2s and then hunt the F2s because that's where everything's going to come out at. Okay. Yeah, because um, I already in the F2s, I already smell on a stem rub on one of the males, the orange uh, smell that I'm looking for. And so it already came through on one of the males, but uh, still that's where it's going to be tough to pick the F2. And as I was, I was, think, I was trying to think of like examples um but like if you think i don't have you had white tahoe cookies it's girl scout cookies on one side and then it's it's tahoe og and the white on the other side and if you taste white tahoe cookies you get the cookies and the white flavor the white has a particular flavor that comes across in all the crosses it's in and you can pick up on the nuances of both so whichever one was the male is obviously still contributing to the flavor because you get both in there. Yeah, if I had it, it would have been a while ago now since I've been just smoking what I grow at this point. But um, yeah, I know both of those those parents though. I've smoked both of those separately. And then yeah, I gotta say, I gotta shout out New Grows real quick, and then I wanna bounce. New, I'm smoking the White Wedding. <clears throat> That's actually the first puff I've smoked. I've been letting it cure for two weeks. Um, I just cracked it today, and really good but i'm gonna go guys i'm hungry and i want to get to sleep before the sun comes up i want to try to get outside yeah. again <laughs> all right guys have a good Peace, night your question made me think though there's a couple of breeding schemes i haven't seen anybody do i haven't seen anybody back cross to a male I haven't seen anybody do a female and a male and then pop the seeds and then pollinate it with the male again. Okay. Um, which would just be really interesting in theory because it would tell you a lot more about what the male brings to the table. Yeah, I could definitely try it. Because I kept the original male. I, what I, ha I have heard of people reversing a male to get a female plant. Um. I actually picked this little tip up from Mean Gene. I'm not sure where he learned it at, but if you pop a bunch of seeds and all you get are males or you get one plant that really stands out, but it happens to be a male, you can reverse that male into a female and then take the regular male and pollinate the reversed female and get regular seeds. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a male feminized and then you get to see what the female part, like what it would do as a female kind of as an idea. Well, yeah. You have the, to name well, the strain for ducking. The, then both sides <laughs> of the are, are the male's genetics. So it's just the uh, male okay, genetics. Yep. But 
it's regular seeds. They're not feminized. That's the that's the kicker. So do you think it's worth going through work like that or actually trying the breeding project you're trying to accomplish in the first place just because of the time it takes to do this? Like where would it be worth doing them both maybe at the same time or would it matter because if it doesn't work in the breeding project, but you're male to male cross, like it made you think it would work and then it, it still doesn't. Is that thought what could still happen like that's, when you actually go to cross it? That's, yeah, that's more of like a personal ethics question. In, in my my garden, I wouldn't reverse the mail and do that unless it was something really special. A bunch of the seeds didn't pop and all I had was a mail. Then to save it, I would do that, but I wouldn't do that as a creative project because that's just not my ethics. But that's not to downplay somebody that would. That's just not how I would. Um, my final thought was I've never seen anybody take a female and a male and reverse them both make the female the male and the male the female and then pollinate those i've never seen that either that'd be cool because <laughs> you probably could figure out what would it, what they're uh contributing at that point kind of where you know uh you narrow down just those genetics when you're doing it you could you could figure out sex link traits that way because you could do the the regular female and the regular male and do that one way and then reverse them both and do it the other way. Mm. And what showed up in one gene pool but didn't show up in another gene pool would, would lead you down the road of sex linked traits within those two populations. Yeah, because that's how I was so curious about is if there is a is there if there's a list of kind of the basic sex linked uh, things that'll pass over, like the most common things that are going to pass over between breeding a male and a female of the like, that's why when I when I've grown feminized seeds, I've noticed that I normally do get the flavor from the uh, plant that was uh, the female, not the reverse plant is the female normally dominates the flavor in the packs that I've always ran on feminized seeds, where on regular seeds. I get that kind of uh, um, a little bit more of a mix and I don't know for sure uh, which one was contributing all the flavors. Like it seems like there is a mix sometimes, but it's still that female that you always recognize the flavor from uh, because just mentally we've smoked that one, I guess is what it is too, is if you know the parent and you know what the flavor might be, then it just kind of, that's what you're expecting to get anyways or similar to it. I think there always is a mix, even when the, like in this case, there were so many traits from the, the females in my strains, there's still something from the Ruby Jack in every one of the strains, not just in, in structure, um, in fatness and kind of bud shape, everything else, but also uh, when I've smoked and everything that people have described, there's a little bit of that Ruby Jack in there, just a little bit. So call it 80%, 85% from the Kube, the Kaffir Lime, the such and such, whatever, a little bit from the, the ruby jack. So there's always a little bit, you know, like think of, I think of breeding, like uh, I don't think plant breeding is too different than human breeding. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, let's not breed humans, right? But I guess when you've seen, let's say uh, uh, your own parents or other people's parents and their kids, like you can see a similarity, even if there's a dramatic shift towards the mom or towards the dad, there's still a similarity to one side. Or you'll see, let's say at a family reunion, you'll be like, oh fuck, that person looks, a tiny little bit like grandpa, just a tiny, tiny little bit like grandpa. And I think all of that stuff plays in with plant breeding too. And yeah, the I mean, flavor's like, been the hard one for me to understand. The, well, like specifically is flavor. This, flavor is a weird one because the plant has no reason to be making these, these flavors specifically for us. 
and we're breeding something that we perceive basically the plant is, is, is creating. Like, I don't know, I guess, I don't know how to describe this, but this is on like some kind of quantum level of weirdness. You know what I mean? Like, why are these plants actually creating these terpenes that taste like strawberries or whatever else? And so when you breed these things, they're not made from strawberries. They're not evolved from straw. They're not even related to strawberries. But for some reason that strawberry chirp passes on. I don't quite understand that to be perfectly honest. Because that I mean, most of those flavors are being created in our own perception. Go ahead. Because we select it, because that is an outlier and that is what will get us to keep it for a while. That's what will get us to breed with it, and that's what will get it that will that will benefit in the long run. That's what it, it's its end goal is to reproduce. And if it offer something that everything else doesn't and we find interesting it's going to be reproduced by us and then we'll carry it on it's it's evolutionary because i think it'd be really cool to see a test uh like a terpene test of the orange apricot mac female that i have and then cross the male with uh, my platinum dosi and then the platinum dosi get a test on on its terpenes and then be able to see what the cross was to be able to see if a new terpene came over uh, because the male wasn't part of that testing in any way it would be the idea where it's like the female would have been what was tested. And if that male brought any of those similar terpenes to the table or something. It, it should um, be really easy to tell what the male brings because you know what the female brings. Is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Like where, I, so I know what my female does and I'm, I'm curious if that's what the male is going to bring with it too, because I already, uh, I don't know that, but that's the question really is if the male will bring anything similar seems to what it, my female seems logical to me. Really, I'm already the, in, the, in the works, basically. but. <laughs> uh, my sugar tits comes from the, the, the space queen. It's the ghost OG by space dude, actually. And the space dude is this really prominent, uh, male, he brings a across a lot of his characteristics. He's kind of a an acrid, spicy candy, like um, like an old um, fuck, I don't know, like a health food store candy, kind of, or maybe like a candy at like a hardware store. I don't know. Like you smell this kind of piney candy. You know what I mean? It's kind of an unusual thing that you're like, oh, once you try it, you're like, oh, that's that's freaking Space Queen. St. Bernard's, if he's still in the chat, and I, we used to joke about it. We're like, oh, we're kind of over Space Queen. Uh, and then suddenly I got, for some reason, I enjoyed it more. So the sugar tits and the cuvee, they were both space queen crosses. And uh, the cuvee, also good example, Pinot Noir by space queen. You can still see a little bit of that space queen flavor peeling through and giving like some herbalness to the freaking cuvee. And so this like dominant space queen comes through there and just wipes all over like other stuff. I guess where I'm babbling about this is, for example, in the sugar tits, the number one is the one that the, my number one, I call it number one, sugar tits number one is uh, very OG morphological, looks very like, like OG. And so, for example, Zoso, you, 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 we showed your uh, uh, sugar tits earlier. It looks honestly a lot like OG. The um, sugar tits number three is honestly my favorite. It's deliberately more like a, a, a obviously more piney and also more kind of golf ball-y. It looks a lot more honestly like Space Dude or something different, not more so like from OG. the Dread Persephone? Is that the one? Uh, the the sugar test number three actually I haven't released. You might actually have the sugar test number three. That's the Gawain. So if anybody got Gawain, that's the sugar oh, test okay. three cross. I think that's going to be really nice. Uh, I'm growing a couple of those. They're really really nice, uh, but they're still in in uh, early uh, you know basically a veg. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Neither one of those, neither the number one nor the number three, whatever. I used to have another one that was really meaty. Uh, are very OG flavor. 
heavy. Like the number one tastes like sugar, like honestly brown sugar. And the number three tastes like sweet, what do I call it? Like a outer space candy, whatever. It's basically like uh, this sweet kind of pine candy, kind of a weird, you can't quite place it. You're like, where have I fucking tasted this before? I don't know, like a German health food store or something, who knows? Kind of a little bit weird, but it has a crazy nice OG high. So the ghost OG high came through, but all the other shit came through the sugar, the the the, the space dude is where. Fuck! It's so fun to say sugar tits that I get distracted. I'm like, oh, space dude! It's so lame compared to sugar tits. Anyway, space dude and space queen were the couple of plants that uh, Subcool used to work with. Uh, I think they found space queen first from a pack. I might be getting that wrong. It might have been space dude was first from a pack of seeds from Vic High. And then they bred out Space Queen, or maybe it was the other way around. But anyway, with Space Dude, they found this very powerful cross. So anything they brought into it, or anything they crossed that Space Dude into, was visibly like subcool stuff. Like basically, you could, you could immediately see the difference. You know what I mean? And so like, there, there's that. I'm fucking babbling. Sorry, it's been a long day. We've been <laughs> smoking. We've been drinking. Basically, it comes down. Who do we rather be stuck on? A- a spaceship with sugar tits or space dude. <laughs> a space dude. Pretty much. I'd rather be on there with sugar tits, man. I'd rather be there with sugar tits. Because I'd you get be all the good things about space dude, but you can also say sugar tits, dude. Come on. Seriously. Don't sugar you want to do that? I mean, like, it just sells it. I didn't name it. I get I get to get away with it because Subcool sent it to me. So I get to get it. Dude, who's going to disrespect Subcool, man? Come on. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty much God's pussy, but... A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, when I thought, when I thought of my like doing this breeding project to try to move the flavor over, um, I just, like, after thinking it through, I realized that I had to do the cross to see if it actually worked or not. Like, that I couldn't really do anything else besides that, like in my setup. And so, uh, there's really not much else I can do. Um, but that's why I decided to do two different females. Like, I did the platinum dosi, and then now I'm doing the turp town where I both, I know both those plants. And so if it does bring over the flavor, then I'll, mm. I'll know for sure that that male's bringing the flavor to the two different plants, not just a fluke. And you can always just try a different male. You know what I mean? Like uh, the different males will lend different characteristics. Honestly, That's why I took I it to that, F2. You can try, but I was just going to even say too, you can try like my friend Cannabisium does. He breeds with, even if it's only one female, usually he has a couple different females that he's breeding to, obviously, because, you know, why, why waste the space? But so even if he has, let's say, a train wreck and a purple, ch- uh, whatever, you get purple chakra, whatever, whatever other strains that he's working with, he'll throw in like three different males and they will be deliberately somewhat different. One will be yes. taller, one will be shorter, one will be fatter, whatever the case may be. My, and that breeds in genetic diversity into the seeds. I pick three that are coming right at the at the time, I don't like the early things, and I don't like the too too late things. But I like things that come right at a time. I like to have three males in there. Yeah, the one problem I had was every test I did, I could get uh, some of the phenos that I've had that I wanted to pick oh, to throw nanners or have issues um, with the stress testing that I did first. So I I kind of wound up with certain plants that were strong enough that I yeah, felt yeah, yeah. that it would be worth even breeding with them if I'm going to do this. And um, so that's where I, I, it kind of restricted me also and made me almost want to avoid some genetics because of that. Like if it if I saw anything in it and so I'm kind of curious on the stress testing of the real cross at the end, what results I'm going to get because both parents held up really well. I mean, if you are committed to doing multiple generations, you can just do it like DJ Short did, where you basically, who gives a shit if it throws nanners, figure out the nanners later on once you've found your strain, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. You can always stabilize it later on. You want. Yeah. 
yeah, with the amount of work I realized that it's going to take to do this on a small scale, um, I, I just was like, I have to use good parents if I'm going to mm. do this. I felt like where every parent I'm selecting is more stress tested uh, is what I'm focusing on right now, at it least. It certainly then, makes it easier down the line. Yeah. And then like just the fact that uh, uh, like I see it in the platinum dosi where some of the uh, some of the phenos will throw nanners like pretty easy where the other platinum dosi. Uh, that I actually selected is I can, I, I was able to throw anything at it and it just didn't even skip a beat. It just took longer to flower when I would do stuff to it, where it normally finishes at like day 58. And when I started messing with the lights and light leaks and giving it really cold water and stuff, it just like slowed down where it started taking a long time where the other ones threw nanners and started pollinating themselves and um, actually uh, having issues where uh, their leaves would die, stuff like that, where, the platinum dosing, uh, the one pheno was able to hold through it the whole time. And through like six runs that I did, like where I kept a clone. And while I was doing my runs, I would do one where I just tested it. And so it's been like almost two years now. And then I finally have the cross, like where I have the seeds now to see what's going to come from these seeds. So I know how much work you're putting into it, uh, Fumador, with what you're doing when I think it through where I'm like, I was just trying to do this one plant cross, like, and it's all about this one flavor and getting it over and trying to figure out if it's even going to work, where if I could have done like four or five at the same time, it would have, I would have been a lot happier at the end having like four or five crosses. And I <laughs> ended up just doing one pretty much that I, I focused on. Well, you're right. Like, go ahead, I was just saying, I'm doing that right now. I'm working on a cross, and I've only got only got one other plant in there. I'm doing the open pollination, and then I threw an extra in there. But it's because I don't have anything else in that labor palette. So, um, yeah. Well, we something way different. But then, of course, uh, the more seeds you have, the more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to have tested. You know what I mean? Because you can't just, like, uh, a bag of seeds that you don't know anything about. Is maybe you can't look into it, maybe you can True. At the same time, how do I put this? Like, uh, you do have to be a little bit careful about giving stuff away because, like, uh, oh, by the way, Justin Bean had a great idea. We should do a, a giveaway. Maybe before we fuck off for the evening, we should do a nice. giveaway. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, testing. Well, even with the free, well, even with freebies, you kind of have to, you know, on some level, especially with freebies, they have, have to be good. It's yeah. not garbage. Because if, it, if it's garbage, you're going to hear back from it. And not only that, but you're actually going to feel bad because you're going to have fucked up somebody's garden. You know what I mean? Like, what if they were swag? What if they were just like a herm garbage and they completely pollinated some poor kids? I don't know. Maybe his medical grow or something. Maybe he grows. For, we're going to make a sad story. His grandma has pain from butthole. And he was whatever. totally saving her. Till we were, oh, my it. God. He was saving her with the cannabis and we fucking blew it with the goddamn seeds. You know what I mean? You'd feel terrible, you know? Yeah, we would. Yeah. Even the so F2s kind of uh, that I made of the orange apricot Mac F2s is I was like almost ready to send them out to a bunch of people that were asking me um, like on Instagram and Cannabuzz to see if they could test them with me. And uh, I realized pretty quick that I'm pretty much copying Capulator's plant and then I'd be giving out cool. seeds of what he's trying to sell pretty much and it's just a copy because I just made F2s of it and now all these people would have it without paying for it and uh it might not even be as good. And so they think the orange apricot Mac isn't good from him is what I was worried about where they're like, man, his stuff sucks. Like, <laughs> like if it's even tied to him. So I'm not going to give out any of the F twos of a cross like that. And 
it's even the cross of this platinum dosi times orgy for cot mac i probably won't really give out is what i thought is if i do another cross with what i got from this and if i test it completely first then i would be willing to give some testers out and it would just be for testing not for sale in any way like even to try to sell them it's more just to help me figure out what i'm trying to breed you make an interesting point because this this kind of touches on the fine line between making something new and just ripping somebody off because on some level 99.9 if not 100 percent the orange apricot well for sure but i mean like it, it is it is one of those questions when you bring it up like i've even thought about this with my thousand one nights mm. or thousand one nights or black prince ruby because it is technically a ruby jack in cross now granted i created a male it's an f2 like i've done quite a bit of work from that i was the only tester on and on and on and on i do feel justified making whatever choice that i make but it's something i'm thinking about like okay is this my strain to play with is it not my strain to play with it's something i'm still kind of thinking about basically in my head right and this touches on i think where all of cannabis comes from like everybody gets genetics from somebody else like unless you found a wild bag seed in the jungle did you somewhere. sign a contract like you didn't sign I didn't a contract sign, i never contract but any contract nobody if, likes if to somebody told me cloth. not to breed with this shit i wouldn't read with this shit but like nobody's ever told me not to breed it no fucking pack of fucking seeds has ever come with but you could still be derivative any fucking, even if that other person doesn't care i shouldn't use i shouldn't reproduce when I think of it like how close how close you uh, maybe know the person that you got the seeds from too like if I, I'm I know like we're all chat with uh Rasta Jeff from iRegenetics and he's given me seeds to test and if I decided to ask him like if it's cool or I knew he couldn't get those anymore and it would actually benefit people to get that out there where it's never going to be made again by someone I think that kind of changes it a little bit and if you could get permission like if I could contact calculator and say hey you want to try these seeds first or is it cool to send them out then it might be different there like is kind of what i thought See, that's too something that a lot of people don't even think to even bother asking it's just for fucking permission you know honestly do you think it's okay if i do this you might get a blessing you might be like hey you know what i didn't have time to work on that line anymore or i haven't had time to work on that exactly. perspective or whatever i would love to hear more about that you might hear the answer right or they might say fuck no because i'm still monetizing this you're basically ripping me off and i'm going to send the lawyers after you people forget about that too like if you are actually ripping yeah, somebody you off them to you might get a fucking lawyer i mean there's real money like mac that fucking guy has bought multiple portions probably from that money so he's not going to just fuck around with that you know what i mean so there is that honestly and people do kind of sometimes forget about that i'm not trying to scare him i'm just saying in general you know what i mean like this is the weird thing about cannabis seeds like you can be both original and derivative at the same time and i was going to say that too like even if it was fine even like being original readers, you can be you can be copying somebody because guess what when people start smashing the same thing against the same fucking thing it's going to happen multiple places at multiple times like there's going to be a max times chem dog in more than one stable but i mean also a good way to be derivative is basically finding a mac male and crossing it to all capulator crosses you know like oh this is now the apricot male or this is the such and such cross to another mac f2 or something that would be pretty derivative you know and people would say well what are you mini me you know what i mean like and there have been yeah. readers that do that yeah. and i mean if that's their game i guess i'm not gonna necessarily gonna criticize that i wouldn't buy their seeds i wouldn't be interested in their yeah, seeds no, and i would be kind of offended if let's say one of my testers without asking me did that and like created a whole seed line and yeah, by the way be like me doing the work on 
like where if I made Morgana yeah. F2s and then I sent them out to people as testers where I'm not selling them, yeah. I think it's still just as bad okay, where it, other okay, people so have them now. People who even start testing them. Uh, you, you, take your Morgana, you take your Morgana, though, and cross it against anything, I don't think. I mean, like, yeah, you could be, you, you probably should ask for permission, but I mean, like, it's, once you cross it with something else, it's kind of something new. Yeah, I think crossing's fine. The one thing I thought about, though, is where I wouldn't want to cross it with something Fumador has that he bred and cross it, where if you went Morgana to 1001 Nights, for example, mm-hmm. it's something Fumador could easily do and he might want to do. True enough, yeah. And that cross might... That. Cross out of house, not in house. Good, good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And keep it as... as I mean, that's part of it. How how do I put this? This is where I'm getting to it. Like, uh, how do I put this? Part of the idea of sending out seeds is that people are going to do something in the future with it. But if someone were to get, let's say, a pack of, I mean, this this would be annoying to me now. Like, as I'm starting a seed business, someone's like, "Oh, those are those are cool." Like, we're got. Hopefully, they're they're really popular and super cool. Someone might say, "Like, oh, those are super popular, really cool." I'm just going to basically replicate that and start selling my own, and they'll basically not even that. Okay, let's and say- replicate them and do an F two. That would feel strange and weird, and it's happened many times. I was just saying that has had this experience many times where he's given out the one and people have suddenly crossed it to everything else and created <laughs> seed businesses. That's a little weird. You know what I mean? And he's felt, I think, justifiably pissed off about that because they didn't really yeah. ask for permission. And then they really just took his work and crossed it to a bunch of other shit and created a whole business from it. Like, wow. can't you even put another step they're, in the middle there? They're even just, they're, they're F2ing and F3ing his shit. Like, and, and then putting it out like, more right. than just that like and then giving zero credit none whatsoever right. to acting like and that's it also zero life, credit zero credit mm-hmm. acting like it was their life's work that brought them to this yeah. spot like not it not not acknowledging the person that gave them probably 90 percent of their strengths i would yeah. say more than half of the people that have used the one in crosses and then turned around and sold the seeds I think the really irking part about that is not that they use the one, it's fine, whatever, use the plant, but like what Zozo was saying a minute ago, you don't use Coots the one and then use seeds you got from Coot and then make a cross and sell it like it's your shit. It's always really interesting when these conversations come up because you can tell just by how from people's perspectives, what era they come from. You can tell how long they've been a part of the community based on their opinion in this particular conversation. Because when I got involved with the community, there was a very particular set of fucking rules that you followed. It was like, yeah, it was like old school fucking G code. And if you didn't follow it, you weren't on the fucking forums. You weren't around. You weren't included. It wasn't even it wasn't even a conversation to be had. It was, this is how it fucking is, or you're done, dude. And as we've got more instantaneous and as the rise of IG and all these other social media platforms, the lines got blurry. And if you watched, you can tell where people got involved with the community based on their opinions about this particular topic. But when I got involved, when you got testers, you killed the males. It wasn't a question. Um, you kept the female to yourself you maybe gave her to one close real life friend just in case some shit happened in your garden but you kept her to yourself it was your tester you didn't breed with it you could keep it and smoke it it was just understood Um, 
And then if you bought seeds, there's there's oh, like right. there's like well there's like two different camps. There's the there's the camp of I'm still working this line. Yeah, I know I sold you F3s, but I'm still going to make F4s. And in five years, I'm still going to make F5s and I'm still working this line. There's a bunch of breeders like that. But then there's like, like Bodie's a really famous example because he'll, he'll make a whole slew of shit. He'll send them out and he'll be like, I don't care. F2 them, F3 them, whatever. Cause I'm not making it again. I'm on to making this new stuff. I'm on to making 30 other things. So good luck to you. Take the line. It's yours. Have at it, dude. And that's why you'll see people pushing Bodie's F2s, F3s, F4s. His lines are still around. It's a really, it's a really uh, impactful way to leave a mark on the community because you allow the people to just do what they're going to do. And then they try to do their damnedest because he's not doing it anymore. So if anybody's going to keep it, it's, it's whoever got the pact. So it's it's just it's interesting because then the, those lines start to blur as time went on, and you can tell a lot about people just based on how the conversations go. And I have a lot of fun just reading people because I can't turn it off. So yeah, it's something no, it's I've a, always a, I've always thought of. What would piss someone off first is what I go off of, and then backtrack from there. <laughs> like, what do I know yeah, for sure yeah. will piss someone specifically off? And then backtrack and know not to do that or try to avoid it or like think it through at least why I wouldn't do it or would do it. Right. Plant breeding is not all that different, I don't think, from anything else in life. You know what I mean? Like we do we do one thing like we do everything a lot of times. And I, I think what am I trying to say? Um, you can either treat people decently and with respect or not. You know, like in, in any single creative pursuit, I think plant breeding can be a very creative pursuit. You can certainly be uncreative, but I think it could be very creative. You do on some level steal ideas. You know, Picasso, many art, other artists probably have said, good, uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Now, that is kind of a confrontational way to put it because they're not, you know, Picasso was still Picasso. He was his very own. But I mean, he was ripping off concepts wholesale and reintegrating them into his process. But he was still reintegrating them, you know. But you could say like, and, and some people would get into fights with this, you know, artists, writers, you name it. They'll get into fights like, you, you fucking ripped off that idea from me. Like they, they will be pissed off by that, but sometimes you'll be honored. You know what I mean? Like a plant breeder might be honored. Like, dude, I'm glad that you used my raspberry kush or my such and such. I can see what you did there. That was a great choice. Like bringing that into the freaking orange apricot there for a little bit of strength or da, 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 da. What a great choice. You know what I mean? And that would be someone who's genuinely into breeding. But at the same time, you created something new and different with something that they gave you or that right. you bought from them or whatever. You didn't kind of rip it out of their pocket but basically the and time, say hey this is nice and take it somewhere else who? nobody was born with seeds no who not that i know of seeds in their hand? there's very few of us so, okay maybe somebody in afghanistan maybe in somebody in india who's, who's been passed down for years and years but nobody was really born with seeds in their fucking hands so nobody has explicit right to the to these plants like and i, I see that know, we'll, I see oh, that point of view for sure. As it, it once you, and once you've paid money for them without a contract, those are fucking yours to do as you see fit with. Now, it's different when you're given testers. That's a whole different scenario. You were given testers. The least you could do is talk to the person who gave you those mm -hmm. testers before you did something with them. That's the very least. And you probably shouldn't do shit with them. Well, that's something I've discovered that there are a, a few people basically without asking without saying already started breeding and I was kind of like 
Oh, thanks. Nice. But, thanks, I guess. I don't know. Is that I appreciate that you admire my say, work like, that much, but I mean, yeah, like I, was like, I don't know what you're trying to let my work do its thing before you do your thing off my work. It just seems it just seems weird <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Like it was it was strange to me at that time because it was even weirder because I wasn't making any money on it. I was literally spending money on it. Like I spent money to send that person seeds and yeah. was telling me about it. So I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You're basically stealing money out of my fucking pocket. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and it just it feel it felt weird, you know what I mean? Because it, it gives me no useful information. Like on some level, it's kind of fun, but I would have loved to know a little bit first. And a couple of people actually did say, like, hey, would it be cool if I such and such? And I was like, well, dude, that would be very interesting. I would be very interested. You know, like that 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 really is the and difference. Well, you know, like maybe somebody else would say, no, fuck is, you, but that person <laughs> should give you should you I think give you 30 to 50 percent of those seeds back as a as kind of your you know your payment you know then Mm -hmm. like you get something back to put towards some but then i guess if you get that might be a little bit steep maybe 20 percent because if he gives 20 percent to you 20 percent to the other breeder that he got the stock from that leaves 60 percent for him that seems pretty fair Mm -hmm. I think that's why this conversation kind of makes sense to talk about because it gets complicated if you start even probably doing that with testers where you allow people to even do anything that it just like gets all mixed up on what you're going to do. I think if you're a tester, you're getting elite privilege to have something before anyone else. And you, you also like, it's, I mean, like, I, come on, like, you know, the person you're testing for them. Like, the thing hasn't even hit the market yet. It's not fair to do anything with it. It's a different scenario when you're asked to test. I, I get the camp where, like, I bought these seeds, so I'm going to do what I want. Then I, I get it. You bought There's them. no disclaimer on the pack. Put well, a disclaimer on the pack. That, that aside, like, I, I get it. I get why you would feel that way. And it's there's a bunch of breeders out there that won't put packs out until they're cool with you doing whatever the hell you want to do with it, and they understand that. I can take um, anybody's tomato seeds and cross them. I can't I can't have to them, but I can take anybody's tomato seeds and cross them. That's fine. But but uh, if I f two somebody else's work or or carry on somebody or s one somebody else's work, that's illegal. I understand that. But on the flip side of that, the best cannabis can't be bought. The best seeds out there, money won't pay for. And in these kinds of conversations is when the people with the best seeds determine who's worthy of getting the seeds and who's not. It's really, it's, you can't, you don't buy the best seeds. They're gifted seeds. People come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, dude, look. And you're like, what? And they're like, I don't want anything, but I'm getting old and somebody needs to take care of this. Or I really love your energy and I love what you're doing. I just want to give you a blessing. And it's not a payment. See, to me, um, nobody can truly own the plant. And I like. Right. right. But, the, but the people that have some of the best shit are looking for particular people to give it to. Is all I'm saying. Like, you can't, money won't buy the best seat. Yeah, you can go buy some seeds and do what you want because you paid for them, but that all falls apart when you understand that the best seeds can't be purchased. Yeah, no, it definitely definitely makes sense where um, the ones that are going to be coming from breeders that are testers or something like that are going to go to people that respect that kind of 
um, just pretty much uh, verbal, not even a verbal contract, just so you should know not to do that kind of stuff, I guess. And so it's like, if you don't, then you shouldn't get those seeds from a tester. You, they probably wouldn't even have considered you in the first place. And so even like Fumador, I reached out to him and he didn't know me. Um, but in the back of my mind from testing in the past is I've always been careful where I even made it a joke to my friends where they weren't allowed to smoke the weed because it was only for me as a tester and, and like stuff like that. But then I needed them to smoke it to see what they got as like flavors to help me out and uh, determine it. But no way I'm going to give that cut away and uh, no way I'm going to put any pollen on those um, and see what I get out of them too, or even F2 them like um, pretty much uh, not even clone them in some cases where it's just to test them, to get them through. And if they, if the breeder wants to give me a pack of seeds after I complete the test, then that's cool where I can mess with it. But if not, then I just don't even clone them if that's what they even asked. And then if a test, if like a breeder doesn't want me to even post anything about it or talk about it, that's what I would do also where it's like, no, nope, I won't show any pictures, even though it's like going to be a hard itch to uh, not scratch. So, cause I love taking pictures. <laughs> I suppose that depends on the, the tester's goal. Welcome back, Uh Subcool was different. Subcool was basically into marketing. You know what I mean? So, like, basically, like, uh, how do I put this? They, they had a pretty good idea of most of the strains. Like, they'd been working with the fathers for the longest time. They, they had a pretty decent idea. A lot of the crosses they'd actually been remaking for the longest time. So, they didn't really need a lot of new testing. But they did want new pictures and new kind of buzz and new hype and new this and that. And they did occasionally get some new inf interesting information and I don't know, they might get more than anything, honestly, more good testers. This is something that I've discovered that good testers are hard to find and bad testers are unfortunately fairly easy to find. This is cascading, you're nodding. Like anybody that's sent out seeds, you learn fairly rapidly who the good testers are and the bad testers. And so the bad testers, they go at the very bottom of the list of people who are going to get free seeds in the future. Because again, that's seeds you're sending out of out of your pocket literally like you just you're going to the post office takes forever the post office asks you all kinds of weird fucking questions what's thank you for all the oh money you yeah. spent sending me 40 packages. packages i appreciate it i like I, I looked at how much the fucking first postage came to me when it and i was like holy shit and i was like oh man that's when i signed up for patreon you can also uh, sign up for Patreon and that's support. Yeah, that's what I did too. Stronger. And uh, yeah, no. And Maybe you will probably get... like to see the show be bigger, faster, stronger. Look us up on Chronic Table Crazy. over on Patreon. Just saying. Thank Maybe you. that's uh, something we should discuss. And it's what makes a good tester. I think with today's age, now, if I, because I offered to do some testing for people, and I told them, listen, you'll get, you know, one or one video a week during veg, and basically, I'll instead of calling you or texting you, I'll do a video. I'll show how the plant's growing, how tall it's getting, how bushy it's getting, what I'm doing to the plant, and explain that. Explain the nutrients that I'm using and basically depart per million and what type of light. But then in flowering, I kind of want, uh, you know, maybe two videos a week, maybe one explain it fully and then the other one just, uh, you know, with a yardstick behind it or something to let me see that, you know, within that week it grew you know, six, seven inches, but in week five and six, it didn't grow any. 
That would I mean, be that a would, great That would test. be an incredible amount of data. Uh, absolutely. But my concern, Captain 420, is that I, I, I literally, after the show, have to respond to a couple of emails from testers that were far less involved than that, and yet I haven't had the chance to, to respond to them. And so it's one of those things, like a matter of two-way, like I have to also respond back to the testers, yeah, check like their data, look at their photo, and actually give a chance to actually look at it. So I would love, honestly, as you say that, dude, I would love to get a video from Zoso and Noob and three or four other people like, oh, how's this growing? How's this developing? And then I think to myself, would I actually have time, like 20 minutes to sit down in a piece and actually look at all those videos? Dude, I don't even know. I, can't, I don't I know the answer to that. It's going to take you that long to look at their text or their emails or listen to their, you know, taking a video is like making a phone call instead of texting or writing or emailing. You, you can put so much information in a short period of time and a one minute or two minute video that that's all you need during the week. Yeah. And so like, like a really quick overview. Yeah, like what I've done and what I did for Fumador in the beginning, but it started to not really make sense. I think for both of us is where I would put a weekly email together with mm -hmm. pictures weekly and I would describe my environment, the temperatures of that week and the humidity and then try to get good uh, pictures of all different angles for him. Um, but then when I'm, I'm I was testing four of his of his crosses and so doing all those emails with all those pictures mm -hmm. of the same environment with the same like where they're growing in the same spot um and then we were just chatting where i'm sending pictures or posting on instagram where everybody's even just seeing the grow um it seemed to be enough to where he knew uh the results and was able to understand like how i was uh uh doing it with each specific cross because i was able to spread them out just enough where each were flowering kind of by themselves. And so he was able to see them with a lot of pictures uh, flower. And so that's a good question for Fumador, if that was enough or if you like how you said you might not be able to handle all the emails, but like at first you of might course. remember and the emails and. You know, what's most important. I'm thinking about this too. What's most important to the testing process. It would matter. It would matter how I guess experimental the, the breeding had been. Like if I was knocking together some shit that it's not going to see the light of day for a while. And I've sent basically, I've, I've told the testers like, Hey, this is some crazy new shit that we're working on. Then I would probably want to know it's growing like this, it's doing that. It's doing such and such it's responding to blah, blah, blah. But as I'm thinking to myself about Morgana, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear crazy surprises. So like, if I heard crazy surprises, that's what I was listening for. So basically like, I didn't want to hear that it's, or maybe let me, let me put it this way. Having it grow normally was not news because I've seen those plants grow normally, vigorously. I've seen them pray, you know, like seeing those plants all pray. I was marveling at basically seeing my plants in other people's gardens. You know what I mean? So like having them grow in other uh, people's gardens, I'm not surprised that Morgana grows really well. I'm not surprised that Kaffir Lime's daughter grows really well and really vigorously and blah, blah, blah. I would be surprised if it's throwing ball sacks. I would be surprised if it tastes like trash. I would be surprised if it suddenly grew a third fucking arm. I, I don't know, whatever, some weird shit. And so now that I'm saying that, like, that's what I would want to know more than anything else. Like the weird anomalies. Like I would like to know, yes, this is my grow. This is, this is how I grow so that you know who the fuck I am. And, you know, I'd like you to know that I'm stable. I haven't suddenly changed things. We're not now using advanced nutrients where last week we were using the goose mix, blah, blah, blah. We're not, you know, seesawing back and forth. So some sense of stability is awesome. And then what's unusual, you know what I mean? And then please send pictures because the pictures are honestly most useful because I can see 
probably, I hate to say it, I can see what Zoso is an exception, Noob is an exception, but a lot of times, Cascadian, West Engine, we'll see more from the picture than someone can describe in an adequate amount of words. You know what I mean? Because uh, Captain 420, you've been growing long enough, we can kind of see from a picture what's going on with the plant. You can see a 15, 20 different details if you know what you're looking for. You can describe that, but it might take you an entire fucking paragraph to do that. You know, so a picture is honestly just like shorthand. So, and also a picture can be posted on Instagram. It's a multifaceted, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, that's that's probably a strange answer. I'm, I'm honestly a little bit surprised because I remember sending Subcool voluminous reports with all the different shit and such and such and things and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And now I realized, dude, he probably just really cared about sending some pictures, telling mm-hmm. him what was unusual. And uh, that was about it. You know what I mean? As yeah. testing for people, I, I, I do kind of adapt as I've always kind of done it a little differently. And I could feel with Fumador that he was getting enough information from my pictures and communicating with me uh, when I post pictures and was able to see it through. And so I, I think I kind of adapted with you and where other breeders I've tested, I feel like I do have to do a weekly report um, or they're going to email me and ask me what's up. <laughs> so. I mean, you know, how do I put this? So, I don't know. I guess everyone's different, right? But I, I can't imagine how much more useful information I would have gotten from your Morgana, Lime River Rose, Dread Persephone, if you had given me 10 times more information than you gave me. Like, in, in all honesty, I can't imagine. Noob was saying how he barely took any. Uh, I would have preferred to have more pictures from Noob. But uh, as far as, like, the that's just because they were fucking beautiful, honestly. I was going to say. But, uh, as far as the pictures? Or just what? for selfish reasons. Yeah, just for selfish reasons. <laughs> But uh, as far as like the how well they grew, like that was perfectly adequate. He sent me some DMs on the side, just like Zoso actually sent me some DMs, saying a little bit more information than than is on his Instagram. And uh, honestly, that was kind of enough because nothing unusual happened, uh, nothing out of the ordinary happened. This is how the plants grew. Yes, this is how we kind of expected they grew. This is how the flavors are developing. So I remember asking them a couple times, "Hey, how are the flavor flavors developing?" That was important to me because that's kind of how I'm breeding with these things um having them tell me 10 times more if they had told me the humidity and temperature changes on every day i would have frankly probably ignored it because it wouldn't have been relevant to me you know what i mean yeah hey, Fumi. Yeah, but... hey hello no, everyone um did you, have you sent out have you sent out testers that you never grew out yourself yes yeah, you see that. Unfortunately, I, treat- I haven't grown much of the Lime River Rose. I'd really like to, and the Dread Persephone. I've only got a couple now. Yeah, yeah. Like my thing on the testers is, if I never grew it out myself, um, I just want to make sure that it ain't gonna screw up everybody's garden. I'll tell them like, you're yeah. gonna be the first person to ever grow this. So if it harms out, it harms out. I never grew it out. I don't think it's gonna, but you know, that would be my worst nightmare is having somebody grow my shit and it fucks up their whole garden. So, um, yeah, I you know did what? That with one Some so inexperienced grower is gonna get your stuff eventually, Tao, and he's oh, yeah. gonna fucking harm the fuck out of it, <laughs> and it's gonna have nothing to do with you. <laughs> That's the other thing. And he's I gonna like come at you like you're the worst creature in the world, man. Nobody can ruffle my feathers. I don't give a shit about the sheep's opinion when you're a lion. But the thing is. Yeah, I freaked out. Like, so I didn't. I I was very uncomfortable sending out stuff that I didn't at least pop twenty of, and I get at least you know at, at least twenty females and look through and make sure that it wasn't just straight up herm. But yeah, I realized I don't have the capacity to do everything I want. 
So those, I don't care if they if they just come back and say, yeah, the shit was legit. That's good enough for a tested report for me for that particular example. Now, if I had shit that I like f would I mean, I'm I like the I like like so, kind of like Subcool and Bodie. I like doing the F ones purposefully though. And then um, there's a couple I want to continue, but um, if it's if it's something that's like um, special or um, you know, a little further. I want more information because if I want to use it in something else, I need more information. But most of the time, if people are liking what they get and they're on IG, they're going to post it and they're going to hit your DM and be like, yo, this shit's legit and it's smelling like this and that. And, but um, yeah. Well, so I guess I it could be out. a million. Go ahead. Sir. I don't mind giving out a shit ton of free seeds because um, yeah, I, I kind of make it extraordinary amounts every time i do it yeah, i guess mm-hmm. as a tester it could be good to have if you're going to be a tester to ask the breeder what they're looking for because they might not mention it yeah and when you ask they might actually start thinking about it at that point and saying you know what actually i need to know if these things have any issues with stress specifically nothing else um or i need to know the flavor specifically or i know i need to know veg or uh, just the germination rate only no, no, like after that time, that's already leading time. the question you know what i mean like there how do i put this uh, you can get any cannabis plant to herm i think it's just in the nature of the cannabis but a genome that you're gonna get you know herms yeah well some just enough. some will do it you no know, even if it's in perfect conditions it will grow male flowers i've i've had them for real at the same time yeah. i don't know maybe this is too woo but baby but uh how do i put this like a it's a little bit like those flavors. I feel like if you put it in their mind, they're going to accomplish that result. So if you want right. them to hermit out, like if you want them to stress test it or whatever, they're going to find some way to stress test it enough that it fucking herms out. I guess, I, I guess if you don't tell them way. anything, please grow it yeah. like you grow Just cannabis grow plants because yeah. that's how everyone else is going to grow it. They're probably not going to intentionally, I mean, if they pay money for it, I don't imagine they're going to beat it about the head and shoulders like on purpose. They might fuck with it because they don't know any better or whatever, but that's part of the testing process. You send out, like I had some good results from testers who are beginner growers. Like you oh, don't yeah. have to be an expert grower. That's not what I was trying to describe either. Like Zoso and Noob, Noob is not actually a Noob. That's ironic. His name is ironic. They're very, very, very good growers. But I also had some excellent and continue to have some excellent results from maybe not absolute beginners, but let's say beginner to amateur growers. And they were solid enough that they weren't just throwing shit at the wall, but they definitely weren't expert growers, but they were definitely telling me, hey, this happened, this happened, the plants look like this, here are some pictures, I posted some pictures on my Instagram, you know, they don't look like production level plants, but wouldn't you know it, they still look like Lime River Rose, or Morgana, or whatever else, that's useful information too, I guess is where I'm going to, you know? I guess what I'm, I'm kind of getting at is the communication needs to be there, where if, if I ask the breeder what they're expecting, and they say they need to know if it herms, I might think that means to stress test it, <laughs> like actually mess with it, where they might mean, oh no, and actually just what, in your normal environment, that's I what want to know what they saying, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You say, if you put it in their head, they're going to do, or or if yeah, ask for flavor, they're going to find it, like he's saying. Right. I mean, I can see the other, I can see his other side of the perspective, because when I was saying like, oh, some new experimental shit, like if you're working with some stuff that you know, one side has herm tendencies, or maybe both sides have turned herm tendencies, but there's some crazy shit in there that you think is going to be magical, then you're going to basically say like, dude, I, I am really looking forward to what's in here. 
but I think there's going to be some crazy shit. I'd like you, for example, you might send it to an expert grower. You might ask, I would ask first, because that's one of those things like you don't want to herm out their garden without knowing. So I'd say, hey, Zoso, do you have time to run some experimental shit that might herm your entire fucking place? But I think there's going to be some goddamn fire. And that would be an unusual question that, for example, is probably five out of 10 or nine out of 10 testers would be like, dude, I don't have time for that. But every once in a while, you'd have a tester that would be like, yes, I would love to do that. And then that would be something that would be, yeah, Wes would be like, dude, I don't have time for that shit. Fuck off. I got to grow. I got to smoke my weed, man. Yeah. Well, Fumi, people pay, people pay 300000 a pack and have that happen to them. You know, get a well, room full of herbs. Well, we probably should not yeah, comment, that, that, but I mean, how I put this, there's a lot of shitty breeders out there, dude. There's a lot of expensive yeah. cars that are dog shit. There's a lot yeah. of expensive cars. Like, look at all the expensive uh, car mechanics. You know I mean, there's plenty of fucking uh, Ferrari mechanics and Lamborghini mechanics. Just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's like durable or anything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's good at maybe one right, thing, but maybe not everything else. You know? Both the better breeders and the better testers expect a conversation when the, hey, I would love to test for you conversation happens. Mm-hmm. And the better breeders will have a whole damn near a schedule for you to follow. Um, the better testers will be full of questions and that conversation takes place and there's not there's not a bunch of question marks and it usually comes down to like a, a no news is good news kind of thing like you only really need three or four updates through a grow you need the hey I popped them look they popped here's the germination rate look they're growing you need the check out the structure and veg right before fly. Right, I as yeah. they hit as yeah. they hit maturity and the nodes go alternate instead of opposite, you need that structural update. You need um, like a mid flower progress. Here's how much they stretch. Yeah. Here's what's going on, and then you need like some final flower pictures. I guess the last one would be the smoke report, but you don't really need pictures of the smoke report. You just need the description. Um, that would be that would be plenty of information to like base some some breeding that you want to do on for sure. Right, and that's probably perfect amount. Yeah, yeah, without without overkill. Yeah, germ rate, stretch, uh, flower shape, uh, male to female ratio, any herms, nailed it. Structure, key fucking yeah, and structure, yeah. Absolutely. Um, outside of that, it's issues. Um, like I, I tested for one, one friend of mine and I had all the plants in veg. They were all in the same size pots. I was waiting for them to go alternate nodes instead of opposite nodes. And next thing I knew, all the males flowered and they all flowered out because they were root bound. Well, that happened to me and that happened to another tester in the same line. So we knew in that line, those males when they start to flower. So he actually killed working with that line because of that tendency. He went on to work with other projects. Um, so any like hiccups, I, I tested for another individual and put them all in flower, flip the switch. Three weeks later, out of the 25 plants, I only had two that didn't herm. So 
Um, two points and, that did not hurt. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a no news is good news kind of thing. A lot yeah. of it. And then like there's little stipulations that some breeders will have. They'll, they'll say, could you please pop them within two weeks of receiving them? Because a lot of people will say, I'll test Select for them. you, yeah, grab the them. seeds, put them in the Vault seeds, them. and never fucking pop them. And auction them a year later for for Buka. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After you gave up on it because nobody tested for them. And yeah. So that's when the breeders start to get picky about the testers is because they've had a lot of testers put their shit that's in the um, so they'll say, can you please pop these within, you know, two or three weeks or when can you pop these as part of that initial no conversation? So there's, there's little nuances like that, but I think four or five updates is really all you need to get through a run. It doesn't need to be every day. It doesn't need to be necessarily even every week. You just need those, those strategically placed. Um, and then every time I tested for somebody, I was one of those idiots that did everything. I, I tried to drown the plant. I tried to throw it in the desert and dry it out and see if it died. I let it get root bound. I would let it grow and top it way back and see if it freaked out, see if it grew, see if it died. I'd try to clone it a couple times, see how easy it was to clone. Um, Boy, Cascadians make me want to buy seeds, man. I'm, Dude, that, I'm, a, that, I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole to my seeds. I I run them through the gamut, and the, only the ones that prove themselves make it. So, that's another addition I like to add into the mix. That how easy it clones, because I've had some stubborn ones that are a bitch, and when they're easy, dude, it just makes life so much easier and better. Piece of shit, fucking yeah. Mac. Jesus fucking Christ, that so but the one that I have. Like, that's what I get. I'd say it every time. This time wreck I got, you know, Subcool made the time wreck. The thing will root it. I, I don't even have to like, I could just stick it in dry dirt and it'll grow roots on its own. It's unbelievable. Right, right. But because of that, I'll never lose it. If it's, you know, like I've had instances where I lost plants because they, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but that thing will survive. And that's why it's probably going to try to die until the day I die. It's going to be with me, I bet. And it's you a know, good like one. The, it's good. The 1001 yeah. Nights uh, from Fumador, that was like the only one that. I had really issues to report on like the branch uh, strength is like in flower. They just flopped all over the place. Like couldn't hold themselves up. And uh, then it was hard to clone also as that was one that um, it, like I cloned it before going into flower and then it, uh, the clone like wouldn't take. And then I cloned it while it was in flower, like uh, just a couple days into flower, like just after I put it in and I noticed the clone didn't survive. And then uh, those clones didn't survive. So I didn't get to keep that 1001 nights number two, Fino. Um, and then since I lollipop the plant is it makes it hard to reveg. And that's something I've learned is where if you don't get a clone and you're planning on hoping to reveg it, right. you might not yeah. want to lollipop your plant that time just in case or leave a couple branches down below. Uh, because it- if you want to smoke any of the weed or, and not have a big old uh, palm tree trying to reveg. You're right. I've started to do that where I actually leave a couple of like when I lollipop, I leave a couple of intentional just like safety branches. Just (laughs) you know what I mean? Just in case. That's a good idea. Was it flopping because the buds were heavy, or was it flopping because it was we used to call them creepers? They they don't really stretch up, they just like stretch out. 
Good. Was it was it flopping because the buds were heavy? Could you tell the difference? Yeah, so it was mainly because the bud weight is what it, and it was like uh, you could feel where it wasn't as woody, like no woody feel to it, where you could just you could squish down on the on the stems, and I think that's why it had issues cloning too. Um, and so it it definitely seemed to be something with the actual branches from the beginning where I knew the weight wasn't going to be able to hold. And so I put a lot more uh, support on it and still it was really hard to maintain. I ask because I find those creepers to be really, they're really interesting to me. They've always got an interesting morphology. They always flower out. Interestingly, they'll kind of like, they grow like uh, horizontal instead of vertical. They're, they're fascinating, but they make really interesting scrog type plant because they they like to do that naturally and yeah they, most of the buds a, they tend to I, throw a lot of side shoots usually i had a plant like that cascading i think i might have a picture from you yeah if like fumador pulls up the instagram and the 1001 nights recently that i posted pictures yeah. of is all the buds are mostly sideways like that's like kind of yeah. how the I, I even like you couldn't support it all the way like you'd have to support like the branch itself completely and yeah. so it just was like to the point where i just kind of gave up giving it support uh but the weed is amazing and then i was i made the rosin today which it brought over the flavor and that was just flower rosin and so i wish i would have got a clone of it um but it just like that's upside down. Like I'm looking uh, down at it. Like everything's all sideways, and so yeah. But it's a beautiful plant. Like really nice color, and like I was able to get like a couple. But you can see in the background, like on that picture, yeah. that one's growing sideways. Like yeah. the bud kind of growing upward, but everything's just flopping around. They've got that interesting like pine Here's everybody. Cone, that pine cone shape. They're really like narrow. Yeah, happy 420. Yeah, cheers. Happy 420, folks. Happy 420. No, they call the like flat top buds, they'll call them like blockheads. Yeah. This is like the other, it's like missiles almost. They're like pine cones. They're really steep sided. Torpedoes. They're, I'm not that surprised to hear the, the creeper vine thing. Um, the mom to 1001 nights is, uh, I call her Ruby Jack number eight. And the the month to Black Prince Ruby, I call her Ruby Jack number seven. I came they they came at different times, but I, I number my keepers basically as you can tell. Basically, one keeper came after the other. Number seven was basically my probably my overall favorite Ruby Jack, honestly, because just the flavor from it is just fucking bonkers. Like I love the the, the strawberry candy. I actually let that plant go. Here's the fucking punchline. I let the plant go because it was this creeper viney thing, but the flavor was fucking spectacular. And I just thought to myself, like, okay, there's there's gonna be like I just had faith basically. There's gonna be a better fucking plant because it was annoying. It was a little bit annoying to clone. It was a little bit annoying to this, that, the other thing. The number eight is not that annoying to clone or anything else, but she does have a little bit of the creeper vine to her, you know, which is surprising because most of the Ruby Jacks don't have that. But those two keepers that I've numbered right next to each other, they're very close to each other, whatever. Um, maybe even my selection process was close. You know what I mean? Maybe even though they were months apart, maybe I was looking for the same kind of thing, whatever. Um, the number seven, though, for sure, that was my number one complaint. When I could get her to grow, she was my favorite weed, just my favorite fucking weed. And when I would give her to people, they'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, strawberry candy with this amazing high and da 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 da, da. Uh, But a pain in the ass to grow 90% of the time. Was she one of those, one of the 
the the real creepers that always blow my mind are the ones that'll start to lay out so early that the buds when they grow the buds actually curl up mm. yeah. those those are so okay. fucking cool dude i don't know if she was one of those but have you seen those before they're, they're a little awesome. bit like that yeah they'll yeah. flop and then the buds haven't even started to mature yet so as the buds mature the buds will actually grow yeah. towards light so you get these little curved fucking banana looking buds. They're fucking fun, dude. Except for when I did an unspecified something and then she would go grow great. But otherwise she was kind of more like that. Just kind of super floppy. And well, the little like uh, vine, the seed time lapse I did of the 1001 nights is crazy. I've never seen a seed do this before. It was that weirdo seed um, where if you find that one real fast, Fumador, it's I like the 1001 nights shows that on your for some reason, okay, maybe I'm just stoned or maybe the I IPT or I mean the like the TV thing of Instagram. Oh, for fuck's sake, I could have just clicked on that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the Thousand and One Nights is really unique. I've never seen a seedling do this, and I'm I, I don't know what the seeds are gonna do, obviously, when I do these time lapses. And so I just picked a random seed and seeing this one, like this is the second part of it. But if you go back one, like to the other video, and then yeah, make sure you mute all the music. Uh, there was one before that, uh, which was part one. Yeah, that one. It just, I've never seen a seed do this before. It's just crazy. And uh, like, I kind of expected some weird stuff from the 1001 Nights after seeing this. And floppy buds isn't a big deal to me, like, and it's dank weed. So, like, that's not a problem really. But it just, the only issue I could kind of figure out from all the, all the different uh, um, crosses that you did. Wow, did you see that cocoa? Is, your, is that peat moss? Did you see uh, peat? Yeah, it'll shrink. It's cool. You and then, um, yep. Yeah, and then it's cool seeing this because uh, you can actually see like the water like moving like as it's evaporating because um, I have a macro lens on the phone. And so, yeah, this is just the Galaxy S7 phone with a clip on macro. And so, the timing, like how long the time lapse has always been a question that I've been trying to work on is where. Um, to do them really quick or kind of take a little bit of time so you can actually see it grow. Right. I always like the longer ones. I'd, I'd rather sit down and watch it like a movie and then it'd be over too fast. Yeah. And then I have to change angles. Like I've been telling other people is where I change angles like this because the camera goes out of focus. And so I'll come down in the morning and I'll move the phone and just get a different angle so it can try to stay into focus as it's moving. Well, I see the root hairs grow. That was cool. Yeah, but it like doesn't develop uh, like the normal little two uh, leaves. It just it like it looks like a snake, snake head. Or oh, something. the cotyledons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they just didn't unfold. They're there. They just didn't open. Yeah, but it like stays weird the whole time. It has like a bump. Yeah. Like it's like weird. It's weird. Like and then the just the way it grows too is all like like snake like. And then I'll I, it pause right here because I try to show when the sea, the actual shell drops in slow motion, but it's definitely hard to catch it all the way through getting the seed, the shell to drop. That's cool. Part of that, part of that dance that the plant does when it's swinging in a circle like that. Part of it's a response to light, but part of it's the uneven lengthening of the cells as it grows. Okay. That's why that's why it'll kind of swing like that because the cells on the side, like if it's pushing left, I think my left is your right. But if it's if it's pushing one way, that's because the cells on the other side of the stem, away from the way that it's pushing, are elongating, and then it's it it rotates because the cells are elongating in like a spiral. 
Okay, I've been asked that question. I was I thought it might be as the roots growing, it's moving with it, like to try to get the root down. But that makes more sense, and that's definitely cool to hear. Is where I've been kind of curious on why they're like dancing, and then sometimes they stay still like this, where they'll just kind of stay nice and straight, and then other ones will be moving around. So I didn't think it was completely the light. And then on these ones, I'm usually doing 24 hours of light, and I did that kind of as a test to see, because um, if I had it under 24 hours, I would know that. They're not kind of waking up to it and moving as, but yeah, just crazy how this kind of grew. It just like made this weird leaf thing. And so I ended up deciding like, normally this is like five days into the time-lapse and I decided to do a part two of it because I wanted to see what it did. And so I kept the camera on it the whole time. And like, it was a, it was like one of the longer time-lapses that I've ever done. And it, it took a long time. I, I should have timestamped this one because this could be like even into day 12 where it's barely developing and having issues. And uh, this one ended up being a male and it ended up having uh, two natural tops where it like topped itself because of all this. Is that what you're seeing right here? Those, those two little. Um, so I think those are the first set of leaves, but yeah, it's, okay. uh, like when we go into the second part, it gets, a, it's a little clear, it looks almost like it's going to be a normal plant. Um, and that's the next video is part two where it just like kind of seems to correct, but this would have been a cool one if I could have kept the time lapse going through veg, like where I get the macro close up through veg, seeing how the branching happened. Um, like I want to be able to move into veg next on a time lapse where I can show mm. the structure changing at a close up macro. Yeah, I think it was just the camera angle I was getting confused with there for a second. As soon as yeah, I, it, I was like, oh, those are just the. That's why I kind of like uh, changing the camera angle too. So you can see, you get a good idea. Cause if you keep it at one angle, it might look weird and you can't figure out what's going on. And then it kind of helps getting in at different angles to be able to see how it's growing. But just like, I never seen a seed do this and survive actually where it got to a full size male. And then I, when I noticed that it was a male, I ended up chopping it down at that point. Was that just the water? Sorry, I remember you talking yep. about this. Uh, Missing this it. Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, it's. I, I just remember him talking about this plant. I was thinking how fun it would have been if this was the one that he was smoking, but too bad it was a male. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely stunted and had those issues, but the the I have uh, two other girls of the one thousand and one nights, so it's going to be nice to see how those ones do. And right now the one, uh, the 1001 nights number two is the one that I have to smoke. And, uh, so far I really like it, like where it, it kind of reminds me of the Morgana a little bit, like has that fruity flavor. It's right off the, like, right when it's done drying, you can tell that it has a good flavor and a good smell. There's no question about it at that point, like on the plant, you can smell it. Like, you know, for sure, this is going to be a good smelling and good tasting plant. Yeah, it was just definitely weird, like, seeing this, like, how it grew, like, where uh, it would have been cool to keep the time lapse going the whole time. Um, but even, like, on the Lime River Rose, as I tried to do it all naturally, where a shell got stuck on the top of the seedling, and it killed the seedling, like, the leaves couldn't get out from under the shell, and I'm pretty sure my humidity was a little bit too low, is why the shell, like, never released. And But it, like, was, I thought the shell was just going to pop off and it was going to be cool to see in the time lapse. And I ended up getting a time lapse of the seedling dying. And so, like, because I didn't flick the, the seed off of it, it ended up killing the seed. Yeah, if you, if you spray those, I call them, they still got their helmets on. Yeah. 
Uh, if you spray those, they'll loosen up and pop that seat off. Yeah, and I was spraying it. So even if we go to that time lapse, you can see oh, it where like it, I'm getting it's getting misted and it just never released. Like where I just like couldn't do it. And I got it. I transplanted it into like soil. It survived for a while, and then you can see where it like tries to move the leaf out of the way and then it like kind of traps the leaf now and then it was only working with one leaf at that point and it just couldn't survive it seemed like i should have probably lowered the light because it was like only with one leaf and i could have probably saved it if i didn't want to flick the the seedling off but like that one's the yeah. lime river rose where there's the helmet one right there so it's like it just like <laughs> it was one where once i saw the helmet i wanted to see it pop off and so i ended up putting the camera on it and we ended up seeing a, a little seedling die. Yeah, it's probably because that uh, apical meristem was totally in darkness. Because those other two leaves are in the sun, right? Yeah. Well, it's cool to it's cool to watch how it dies actually, because it, you can see how it'll trap it. Like where it don't. Uh, I thought it was going to get free any day because I'm like watching yeah. these, and I like it straight up would have sprayed that with the water and made it come off. But yeah, you so did. How did you spray it like hard? Usually it comes off. That's that inner membrane that's stuck on there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like none of the other ones had issues where they all opened up. Like they didn't have a problem. It was just this one. And uh, it got sprayed plenty of times and like is getting misted, like just like the other ones. Oh, uh, yeah. You see it. Yep. Yeah. You know? That's pretty and so, cool. But this one's crazy. Like I've, I, it was cool seeing because if I just came out, came like and see, like saw it in the morning dead, I wouldn't have known exactly how it died, but see, having the time lapse on it, you'll actually see it die here. Like this is where it gets close to where it's going to die soon. And so I transplanted it into soil <laughs> and it goes through a little while. Like this is like multiple days of it growing and getting its leaves. See that stuff bugs me. I can't help but reach in and pull those off. Well, I, and it was I, funny because I was testing these for Fumi and I was like, I'm going to do it naturally Fumi. I'm not going to really? help it. Like, we'll see what happens if it can survive. Like if it can naturally take care of itself like where i'm misting it i'm trying to give it water like you can see even water here like where i'm like trying to get it to happen but and i thought it'd be cool to see it in the time lapse pop off that was mm -hmm. kind of the whole main of like the point of this is i wanted to see it open up and so you can see it trapping that leaf now Looks like, like it's, it's starting so to pull it yeah you know? to open it up right so like it would have sucked to flick it off after like where I thought it was going to pop off. So this is where it like, this is where it gets messed up. You can see it holds that leaf down. Like it moved it all the way over. And so it's been growing now for like a week, like in here, like, <laughs> and so I'm like thinking that it's going to finally pop off and then you can just see it'll finally okay. give up. And at this point, I should have took care of it. But I at this point, I wanted to see like just naturally still because I had gone this long and just leave it alone. But at this point, I should have flicked that leaf off. I just never thought that it would have killed it, actually. But you can see the leaf shrivel up and start dying. And that would have been the sign for me where I, I should have known because I'm like doing this time lapse. Like, so. That's so weird that that actually mm. killed the whole plant when it made it that far. Yeah, I think what killed it is the fact that I start, I, I didn't change its uh, like it's a living soil system, but I didn't change its light in any way. I put it under like my like my actual full on bedroom, like it's going in like with the full amount of light, and it only had those few leaves, and it's getting uh, like a lot of uh, feed from the bacteria and fungi in my soil where they're like it's it's. Uh, fast working soil that does really good so it seems like the plant had everything it needed but the light was probably too much is what i kept thinking or i overwatered it at that time like where it was 
um, it didn't need as much water anymore because it wasn't using as much water. And I might've gave it too much water the day before it died kind of thing. And the combination killed it, but it was hard to figure out exactly what did it except for trapping that leaf. Sorry. I wasn't trying to talk over you. How long is the timer on your time-lapse? Is it like every 15 minutes or hour? Um, So this is the Samsung uh, hyperlapse setting. And if you put your hand in there, it'll pick up your hand, like moving back and forth. So it's almost like a full on video that it does with the hyperlapse. Um, And so I'll check, actually, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a setting on the timer. Let me see what it was. Pull it up on my phone. That's cool how you can tell in these time lapses that it's not actually the the very top portion of the stem that's elongating. It's it's like the mid stem in the in the baby seedling that's elongating because you can tell that the top just kind of stays the same and it just moves up from the cells elongating a little bit farther down. Yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. I enjoy it and it's really easy to just set it up and then just work on it like on a weekend or something like I'll, I'll work on it daily sometimes on a long one, like where I'll, I'll move the video file over after the end of the day. And then I get it into like my editing software, Adobe Premiere, and then I just get it ready for the next one. And then by the end of the week, I have the time lapse almost ready by that point. Like it's, I've been doing it one day at a time. And then sometimes I'll do it if I'm if I get lazy and don't do that. I have to put the whole time lapse together at the end. But then I try, like I use Adobe Premiere to do that slow motion right there where I'll try to get the seed um, shell to drop in slow motion so can see when it actually lets go. And that's one thing I was always trying to focus on was wanting to be able to see that, that seed shell drop off. But right now I'm working on one for uh, Ross and Jeff for iReGenetics with his uh, Sokka Souffle and the machine that he bred. Is So I have the time lapse set up where the plan is is to... Uh, do the seed time lapse just like this, and then transplant, keep the time lapse going, and try to go all the way into flower if I can. Because I'm just going to work on it like every two days and just move the video footage over. And I have like a FTP set up between my phone. So every time the phone footage is done, I can just uh, go in and pause it and then change the camera angle um, or continue to record. And then once I paused it, that video file is available now to be copied. And so I can just copy it over to my computer. And I don't have to move the phone in any way since I have it through a VPN is I can just keep the folder up on my computer where all the video files are at. Bonjour, Christophe. Hello. La puissance. Ouais, la puissance. Merci. Good, good. Impeccable. The lag, unfortunately, to France is always terrible, and hardly any of us speak any fucking French. Captain 420, do you speak French? No, no. I have a hard like, enough time speaking terrible. English still. Shit. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, comment ça va, Christophe? How's the grow? Um, comment Très bien. le jardin? Ça pousse. Ça pousse. Ça pousse. Okay, I don't know what pousse. Ça pousse. Doing well? <coughs> oh, right on. 
<laughs> See, my French is terrible. <laughs> Garden good. You know? Nice. Nice. Garden good. That's right. Right. And he'd be like, no, man, it's nice. He'd be like, nice. No, man, nice. It's not that funny. I've been told I'm not that funny. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to puff. Uh, this is I know that. I know for sure that it's weed. Uh, Christoph, are you? Fuck, uh, I don't remember how to say anything now. Hmm. Can't remember. Can't remember how to speak French. We can say stupid shit. Uh, look up like uh, swear words. La vache is... I don't remember how to say anything in French anymore. So, Famador, what do you think uh, equipment-wise to do that with like real uh, a real camera? I'm using my cell phone for those time lapses. Like to be able to take it to the next level, like what would be the type of equipment you would use to do a time lapse like for a plant like that uh, it depends on what you want you know like if you want to go freaking balls to the wall you get like a full-on mirrorless camera with obviously like a cool macro lens and then like full-on motion control on a slider so basically get like a slider that basically has a pan and tilt and whatever and it like tracks the whole thing and you're talking about like what well, i don't even know ten thousand dollars or something so you could totally do that but um, if you're not made of money, then I would basically say like, uh, you know, I don't know, nicer camera. You're still, you'd still be repositioning the camera, right? Like you're basically, you're still, uh, uh, the idea is that you're still going to basically manually move the camera as it's moving around. Also, like we were talking to Smash, like a, he was talking about like a Sony A6600 A6, or whatever they are. It's like the, the crop sensor mirrorless cameras below the, the full frame cameras. And they're still like, I don't know, affordable, like 1100 bucks, 1000 bucks, 1100 bucks, And then you can still do interchangeable lenses. That would be aces. It'll be like 4K quality. Like basically the image is 4K, so not everyone knows maybe what 4K, 2K is. Uh, that's uh, to do with the resolution, basically, of the, the video. Um, the higher, the better. So for example, like you could theoretically get 8K. That's very rare. 4K is a little bit more common. That's really good. 1080p is very common and not all that good because you can only you know, get that resolution. Yeah, those time lapses I did were 1080p that I exported them to, or like it's like H.264 or something, I think is what right. it's called. And like, dude, I'm telling you, like, I was telling Smash this the other day, like, phones are fucking bonkers. Amazing. Jump up. You unfortunately have to jump up, like, honestly, in all kinds of ways. And not all of them are good. Like, phones actually have some technological, like the, the Samsung hyperlapse feature, like with a, with a camera, you'd have to save all those files and import them to Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro or whatever. And, you know, there are usually a setting to actually import those, those uh, photos, but you'd still have to do it. Whereas with the Samsung, it automatically processes it yourself. Uh, the phones these days, they're freaking bonkers good. You know, like, un honestly, bonkers good. And the newer phones, like you said, you're using your older phone, so that you can walk around with your new phone, probably. If you were using your new phone, you would have 4K and blah, blah, blah. Don't tempt me. I was like, think my S21 can do right. Zoom on hyperlapse, right. and that's why I have to change a lot. And I was like, I'll just give up a couple months of using my new phone and just go back to my old phone to get a cool time lapse. Like... <laughs> So, but yeah, definitely would be cool as they have a lot more settings in the S21, but yeah, it, it'll do 8k. And so it would be really cool to see what uh, this new phone can do. So in a couple of years, I'll be able to replace it and put it in the grow room.
that's the thing, man. Like, uh, how do I put this? We've gotten <laughs> we've gotten to the point where um, literal cell phones have parity with like fairly professional gear, and like the fairly professional gear to a good eye is clearly different. Like, there is a clear difference when someone's paying attention and knows the difference between, let's say, even those bug pictures that I showed earlier today. But a lot of people don't know the difference. And the audience is the people that really matter. And so, like, the audience doesn't really care if you shot with a $10,000 rig with motion control and blah, 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 blah. Or if you shot with your fucking cell phone, if the video looks good. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you put the video yeah. together whether well, it's got good music and you don't seem like a total douchebag, they're going to be like, what camera? They don't give a shit. They don't know any better. You know what I mean? Most of the time, this is something musicians learn. Most of the time, the audience doesn't know, literally doesn't know when you play a wrong note. The only people that know when you play a wrong note are yourself and other musicians. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like one Somebody thing I've been wondering. Somebody that's into it is you. Yeah, as invested yeah. as you are. Yeah. Yeah, like with the cell phones, um, I was kind of curious if it like would actually make it easier in some ways to get it into the areas I need to do it. If I do this big bulky camera with a lens and everything, um, it might take up more space in my grow and then. If you try to do that, like do that through flower, um, it's going to be in that hot room, your expensive camera. And <laughs> I didn't know if that would be a problem. Like if it's if it's a, if it should be in the 80 degrees with the, those humidities sitting there for months, if that would be a problem, too. You have a point. Months is maybe a different issue. A, a good camera will be weather sealed, but you'd actually have to pay a fair amount of money to get a weather sealed camera. So if you buy like a thousand dollar camera, it's probably not going to be weather sealed and you might actually freaking rot it out if it's there for like literally months. So we're back to the cell phones. You know what I mean? Like they're surprisingly good. They're not good because they have better technology or whatever. They're good because basically because hundreds of millions of people have cell phones, whereas at this point, tens of millions of people have cameras. So there's way more investment in cell phones than there is. There used to be way more investment in cameras than they used to be the height of technology. And they're far more practical. Like they're far more practical. They can fit in a pocket and they can record fairly close to the same quality. Yeah, I tried. nice backyard, Christoph. Uh, sorry. Oh, no problem. Yeah, the, the issue I ran into with the cell phone is I wanted to do the time lapse in flower just to do a nug like at a macro level. Um, but your phone puts off light from the like clock of it recording and the stop button. So I had to like figure out a way to seal that phone up into darkness to where now when I have it in flower on the dark period and since it's not a not a sophisticated camera that can be on some kind of timer or something, um, the phone is just going to record nonstop during the dark period. So I like bought a uh, uh, one of the phone cases that closes like that's like a like um, uh, where you'd have a pen or whatever and it like closes over the screen. Um, I forgot what those type of cases are called, but the ones that can flip open like a flip open uh, case. Mm. And so uh, pretty much uh, doing that with some Velcro and like a little uh, piece of cloth, like going over it and Velcroing it like shut. I think I can pull off flower without putting any light leaks in, which would suck. And then uh, to pull off a macro time-lapse in flower, I, I can't use my fans anymore really for that time-lapse is because when you put the fans on the seedlings, even um, it makes a, it, it, the time-lapse is kind of pointless at that point. So flower is kind of, you have to have airflow, but you can't have it directly on the plant if you're trying to get a focus like with a macro lens. For what it's worth, I was just searching. This is probably not the most useful information for you, but uh, 
Smash and I were talking about on one of the shows about some different apps for the phone. I was like, fuck it. Why am I talking about this if I don't know? So I, I bought it. Filmic Pro, I have to be honest, I haven't used it that much. So let's just fucking blame the, 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 the laziness for the excuse. But I have fucked with it a little bit. It does have time lapses. Basically, Filmic Pro is kind of like a full featured cinema app for your phone. I mean, you're not going to probably make a lot of cinema shit on your phone. But if you did, if you wanted to, if you just if you had to, for example, you want to make time lapses, it's perfect for us because this is the kind of stuff we're actually interested in. We're not doing like Hollywood shit, but we are doing like cool stuff uh, with our phones. So in this case, you have full manual control of your phone, like shutter, you can do focus, everything's full manual control on here. You do time lapses and it looks like when you do, it's not doing some of the weird shit like doing light sensor stuff. So uh, I don't know if your phone is, I would assume it's new enough to download because it's an Android, so I'm sure it'll be fine. I think Filmic Pro is on both uh, Android and uh, Yeah, because like the... Apple. The hyperlapse, you can't lock your phone or it'll stop recording. And that's like, would have been the easiest solution to blacking out your phone. And I'm just like, crap, this sucks. Like to come up with a box that my phone has to sit inside to make sure I'm not doing any light leaks. And so if that app allows you to lock your phone and record, then that just solves the issue right there. And then you have to turn off all alerts because if you lock it and then some type of alert comes through on your phone, your old phone, even an email, um, it'll turn your screen on like to show that alert or whatever. And so that's like the hard part about using a phone is uh, the light leak problem with doing it in flower. And so I've been trying to come up with a way to do that. And I think I did, but I'll know soon is if I can take it into veg, cause I'll have my dark period in veg and then I'll be able to see in veg if it worked and know if I trust putting it into flower. Hey everyone. I have to take off. Uh, it was great hanging with you guys for the evening. Uh, Tao, Nico, Cascadian, Soto, Fumi, Wes, everybody have a good night. Enjoy yourself, and maybe I'll get a laptop again soon. <laughs> Take care, man. Cheers, Captain 420. You know what? I think um, I'm going to follow him out. It's, it's, four, it's pretty early here, but uh, yeah. It was good popping good in and chat show. with y'all. Umi, always good to see you. Cascadian, Western Gun. I don't know how to say your name, Wes. Western Gun. Western Gun. All right. Christoph, I like your garden. And Zoso. Right. Yeah, a lot of information tonight from you. That's cool, dude. Thanks, man. It was good talking with you for a little bit. We'll have to get on more. Yeah, nice yeah you got more. You got more test to space? I could. Uh... <laughs> what was that last part? Like Do you have more part? test or space? Oh, yeah. No, I got tester space. Oh, I, really? All right. Yeah, I can block out some spots for people if it helps out, actually. Like, I'll it run some DM. schedule. Okay, cool. All right. Good, good. And everyone in chat, peace out. And Christoph, yeah. being good. The garden look good. All right. That picture of Magana looked really nice as well. I don't know if you ever saw it. He was rolling a joint during that whole time, but uh, I might have been rolling a joint at the time. Yeah, the, it was it was a it was a beautiful shot of Morgana. Very nice, Christoph. I missed it. Just Christoph. Uh, Morgana is intercontinental. That's kind of nice, fun. right? It is. It is. Yeah, Morgana's probably my favorite out of the list right now. Um, so really? far, uh, yeah, I would say it would be my favorite. And uh, my friends got to try it, and they talked about it too, and they. They confirmed that they think it's kind of a wine without me really telling them much about it. Um, they could have saw Instagram and followed you and followed me a little bit and saw what we were talking about um, and just assumed wine. But 
they said cherry, they said wine, um, and definitely liked it a lot where they were asking if I was going to be growing more of it and smoke them out with some more. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disappointed. Like Morgana is the shit, but I was just thinking to myself, like, whoa, why, why don't they like my lime, man? I mean, I've got that now. I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. They like my one kid, but not my other kid. Let's yeah. My friends right shit. now are uh, trying out the lime <laughs> river rose. Um, so we like smoked some of it and then I gave them a couple nugs just to try so they could test it out. Um, I'm testing the Lime River Rose a little bit more now where yeah. it's got its cure a little bit more. And so it's just not my type of weed if I'm going to pick weed when I want to smoke weed myself. Um, but I like testing it because I do like all different types yeah. of weed. But it just when I think of it that way, where if it was my favorite Morgana, kind of that fruity, uh, unique yeah. kind of cherry not like a blueberry or something. No. It's it's not really even like the cherry pie cherry that we think of. It's more the yeah. maraschino cherry that I've never really had before. So um, that was kind of cool having that unique type of cherry um, and something different than like a cherry pie. Not to say that the cherry pie isn't good, which it is, but I, I can dig it. I know what you mean. It is funny though. Like, uh, how do I put this? Uh, when you create something, like, it, everybody's gonna like different stuff. Like, uh, my friend Doctor Scrambles, he comes on here sometimes, and he has kind of the most like maddening palate sometimes. But how do I put this? Like, when you create something, you're like, well, fuck, they like that, but not this other thing. God damn it! What the shit? Like, uh, you know, you like, why? Why can't they see reason, man? I'm joking, obviously, but you know, there is still some of that, you know. I wanted to uh, try the Lime River Rose the most, actually, because it was the one that the name, I understood what it might be, right. where the Morgana, uh, the 1001 Nights, the Dread Persephone, right. I, I don't know right. what those flavors might be, right. um, but Lime River Rose, I'm like, okay, that, I'm pretty sure that's going to be some lemon, no, just like, <laughs> it's going to be some lime, like, where it's, like, straight up, like, kind of get that lime flavor, probably. What is What does Dread taste like? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, so far, it's like kind of uh, gassy. It's kind of a um, dank smell. It's like woody and dank, and it's like an old dreadlock. Like you smelled a hippie chick before, right? Smelled that hair. I'd say it's more Persephone than the dread on my phenom. You've been in a music <laughs> festival like on the fifth day and smelled that hair. Yeah, but the dread, uh, dread Persephone is supposed to be the, the, the queen of the underworld. Persephone, basically, she got to live above the ground most of the year, but uh, in a little deal that was probably actually consensual with Hades, the, the lord of the underworld, not to be confused with Satan or something. He was actually pretty well uh, liked down in the, in, in the underworld. Uh, he basically sort of abducted her, but there's kind of a, a part of the myth that like he kind of willingly abducted her, like they were kind of they were into it basically. Anyway, she ate a pomegranate seed when she was down uh, in the underworld, and as a result, had to go back to the underworld a third of the year, where she was the queen of the underworld. So instead of being the most beautiful woman above ground, she was the most beautiful and most like uh, dreaded and terrified woman underground. And I know it was just a nod to Subcool. Like, I just felt like the, the end of his life was just kind of unfair and everything else. I just thought to myself, what better honor than just like the queen of the underworld? So I don't know. It's like, it's basically just like a nod to Subcool, like the queen of the underworld. Yeah. And, and when it was in flower, I thought I was getting ginger from it. And I still kind of get a hint of the ginger that I was thinking that I was smelling. And uh, it definitely was confusing a little bit where it was like candy. But I thought it was ginger and just some type of strong smell, though, like that how ginger has that strong kind of smell that is 
it, it, undeniable pretty much. Um, but it changed like it was there. And then it started to change more towards candy and have like a fruity smell to it. And then now like in the jar, it's got more of a little bit of a gassy smell. Interesting. So it's one of those Again, ones I don't probably need to cure. OG. You know, so uh, grandpa is ghost OG. So there should still be some of that influence in there. Like I, I liked the sugar tits because it wasn't gassy. Like I said before that I'm not really that into the gas stuff, but it had the, the beneficial aspects of the ghost OG in there while being kind of covered over again by a strong male, the space dude. Uh, and a lot of the kind of stuff that I wasn't really that into with gas, like just the dumb gassiness and whatever that wasn't there. I mean, I know everyone's like, what do you mean dumb gassiness? Okay, whatever. For me, it's just a little bit like unidirectional, a little bit boring, whatever. And so I wanted that high, that kind of experience, even a little bit that flavor, but in a different version. And so for me, the sugar tits, weirdly enough, was, was a different version of that. Uh, even the, the, I actually don't have her anymore. I thought for the longest time I had her, but I don't have her anymore. The sugar tits number two, it was this really meaty cut. Uh, that was a cut that I actually kind of struggled to grow. It was a little bit of a temperamental plant, but that was one of my favorite plants that I'd gotten recently. It tasted like raw meat and it hit very, very hard. Like I still actually have seeds from that that I haven't done anything with, but uh, a very interesting plant, unfortunately, a temperamental plant. But what was I going to say? Even that wasn't that gassy. It had that meatiness from the Ghost OG, but it's like meat amplified up to 11 with none of the mildew or the freaking gas or the, anything else. You know what I mean? It was really interesting and different. I got such a range from her that it was one of those ones that I, I haven't really smelt like that range and is confusing, like where it's, it's hard to figure out what it is. And uh, going off of what it smelt in flower now is different than what it's smelling in the jar. And that's what I think is kind of cool where there's some stuff I grow that smells the same once it's on the plant like growing and then when it's dry and then when it's cured like it has that same smell same flavor pretty similar and then there's stuff like this the dread persephone that seems to change from what it was in flower to what it's going to be after a cure is where i'm going to get a different flavor and different smell probably Notice. That would be funny if that were across the line because that would be like dread persephone like herself like half yeah. the year, <laughs> year she's above ground and then the, half, the third of the year she changes but I notice I, I tend to gravitate towards those lines where the smell is consistent through grow, through the grow and then it translates to the cure. But the next step to that is that the the flavor that you smell translates to your palate. It actually tastes like what it smells like because it, it always throws me off when those don't match. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I tend to I tend to gravitate towards that. I would I would hesitate to say that I breed for that, but that tends to be what I'm looking for. One of the things I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's why I went for the orange apricot Mac, uh, because it is the, one of the first plants for a while that it it's undeniable in veg and flower on the stem drying in the jar. Like you would be able to distinguish it all the way across. And then it tastes exactly like it smells like I know everybody would agree with this, that we're getting the same flavor and it can be almost described like orange apricot. And so it's really close to that kind of orangey, but not like a sweet, like it's got a little bit of a funk to it and a little bit of a sourness. And uh, it just changes from like sharp to calm is how I kind of describe it when it goes through a cure is it's super sharp at first, if you don't cure it, where it's like, oh man, like that's strong. It tastes good. But as it gets better, it's like leaning towards the candy orange apricot, a uh, little um candier 
but I do like the cure part where I love the fact that uh, if I keep a clone, I love it. If I don't keep the clone, I hate it. But I love when I keep a clone and I don't know what the flavor is going to be. And then I cure the weed for like six months or like four months even. And I open that jar and I'm just amazed by how good it tastes. And I never expected it to like taste that way, smell that way. It's just awesome. And I like checking, did I keep that clone? Like, oh my God, like that's awesome. And then when I don't keep the clone, I hate that weed and it just sucks. Like where it's nice to have it, but <laughs> it's like, man, that, I, I should have kept it. Cause I probably got rid of the clone after I like dried the weed and was like, ah, this isn't going to be anything. Like it doesn't smell really good. It doesn't, it's not going to taste good, but it just needed that cure to actually change the flavor. I had a, a Morgana, a purple Morgana, actually, that I, I was kind of optimistic about. And then the, at the end, she didn't really grow all that vigorously. She was okay, but she was maybe on the smaller side, honestly, of all the Morganas. And so I was like, all right, next. Wouldn't you know it, after the cure, she's basically horseradish wine, which is so fucking weird that you're like, okay, why did I throw that away? <laughs> horseradish wine, what the fuck? <laughs> like Something so unique that you'll never find probably again. That's it. Just like pour horseradish into wine. And and yeah, that's, I mean, nobody would ever do that, but not, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hop off. I need to get a little bit of sleep before we tomorrow. You guys take it uh, easy. She's West, West Indian. You can't Adios, find me. Man. Take it that's easy, right. everyone. No, no life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> no life lesson today. Life lesson <laughs> is share the seeds. Don't hoard them. Peace. Adios, bud. What do you think, gentlemen? Shall we uh, puff another joint until the 420, or uh, what do you want? Last call. Up to you, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm good to hang uh, out. What's that, Zoso? I'm good to hang out a little bit longer, if you want. Yeah. I'm on the West Coast, so it's early, uh, but not too early. Early, but late at the same time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess this is the last call. We're going to try to uh, puff another joint. I think I have lint on my shirt. I still have weed over here that I haven't smoked. Uh, let's see here. I could smoke more of the raspberry kush. Or I could smoke a little bit more of the Morgana. What have right here? I have a little bit of the Kube. I'm going to smoke a little bit of Kube. Uh, Kube is mom to Morgana. That's where most of the wine comes from, actually. And the Kube F2, frankly, is what she is. Uh, she was a rebreed, basically, of the, the Kube that was lost in the California fires. That was originally the Pinot Noir clone only like mystery cut i don't actually know the story of how that was bred from aficionado i guess an aficionado or uh do you know that cascadian the the pinot the pinot noir from i've I seen a lot of it and aficionado. i've never had it but i've seen it hmm. i've heard it kind of grows like kind of poo poo i don't know which is kind of interesting i did land some subby gear a little while ago what did i get i got the Kush, Q-U-S-H. Cleaner by Royal Kush or something? Fuck no, I think I don't know. I'm not sure. And then I got another, trying to remember what it was. It'll come to me. It was another rarer one, though. I'd, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, I got your Black Prince Ruby up next, uh, Fumador, mm. and then I got a couple of the other ones i think it's the um the bat one i forgot what the name of it is and then you have a couple of experimental ones i think honestly yeah yeah, yeah when i get some room in there and like a american one will be behind that if you need something tested uh 
yeah, you got some cool shit that uh, honestly maybe nobody even else will get because uh, I was thinking about going like a whole different direction and then there's nothing wrong with it. I was just like, let's go this direction instead. So I don't know, like you might be one of the few people to get it. I have a little bit more seeds of that, but like, I don't know, that might be one of those things that I'm like, well, if you find anything good, I guess enjoy it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, nice. <laughs> actually, the, the father line is from from Subby as well. So there's, there's be some really, really interesting shit in there, honestly. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. Like this is this is kind of the process. Like I, I wanted to already be breeding the next line because I know all the, the the mothers that I'm interested in. But I've been looking for fathers. Basically, I've been looking for like a new father. And so like I had a vision with the previous father that I used, and then a vision before that because I had the prototype Morganas and the prototype Morganas then became the the new Morganas. Da, 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 whatever. Um, now the vision is slightly changing. So now like the vision, I guess. It, I, mean, I guess it's not a big secret, but basically I've been looking at using fathers from in these lines already. And then hopefully the fathers will change a little bit on a semi-rotating basis. So this time I was looking for basically a Morgana father. So I was looking for, you know, the appropriate Morgana fathers taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those things. Like, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a bad feeling or a doubt or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh no, I'm going to pick that one instead of this one. But how do I put this? Like, you don't have too many chances to do the same thing over again. Like once, I guess what I have to say, once you commit to it, you're basically committed to, I don't know, six months of testing and on and on and on before you really know anything. So are you going off of uh, just still just general rule of what you like in the end? If it actually uh, is moment, something yes. you would smoke? Uh, like how I don't, like I probably wouldn't breed the Lime River Rose because it's like, I don't, that wouldn't be one of the ones I would want to smoke as much as the Morgana. Like I would want to smoke more Morgana than Lime River Rose, where someone else might want to smoke more Lime River Rose than Morgana. And so is it something where you take that into account where you do need to get a kind of range or are you going off of what you would smoke? I think the only way to do things honestly is to do them honestly. And so basically if I think something is good, I'm going to have to do them. You know, like I'm going to just have to say that it's good. You know what I mean? And then you calibrate with other people. So luckily enough, I've actually spent time. I had a tasting group and stuff. So I'm not completely pulling out of my ass, which you can easily do. Like you can easily be, be like uncalibrated after COVID, like not smoking with people for a year. Like, dude, your shit could be way off, right? Like that's something people have to think about. But like, if you're trying to imagine what other people like, I don't think you're ever going to create something that good. You're, you're, only, you're only ever going to create something that you think other people would think is good. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't know what I mean. I don't know. Maybe that's not no, clear. I, 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 I just feel like you're, you're, and I feel like a lot of that happens. I feel like a lot of people ate what they think other people want to, to create. You see this in terrible movies. I was, I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't been to a movie for ages. Looked at the movie listings. Everything was fucking garbage, at least in my opinion. A lot of it was stuff that I think a lot of people would, an idiot would think was, I'm trying to fucking babble. Um, Dude, I'm apparently that stone level that I can't. I think I think one of the here. complicated things with weed is it's funny is uh, all the weed I think is amazing. Um, my friend might not like, but we agree that it is a high quality weed. They just don't like the flavor. Uh, that I can dig. Like it's yeah. like where we all yeah. agree it's on a top level yeah. and it's right. it's super good. But this isn't for me still. Like where it's like kind of like even with a lot of stuff like that where 
even someone's cars or something where uh, people race cars and they straight up don't like those other models or makes. Uh, they think their make or model or their mo- like their make is the best. And so it's like there's still similar performance, same category of performance where weed is kind of put into that category, but not everybody likes that flavor, even though we all agree it's pretty high quality weed. Like it's definitely something other people love. <laughs> And look at uh, look at food, man. Like some people like hot dogs, some people like uh, uh, corn dogs, some people like uh, hamburgers, some people don't like any of that stuff, and they wouldn't even be caught dead with those kinds of foods. Like the the world is big enough for all of those things. Go ahead, Cascadia. I'll talk to you. I was just I was feeling your pain on looking for pollen donors. Um, it took me five years to find the pollen donor for a particular plant that I have. She's she's in the banana aroma and flavor ballpark and it's hard to come across <laughs> banana stuff and i didn't want to do her injustice by using something else i had a couple of friends recommend to, to use something vastly different from the banana because then it makes it really easy to pick out the banana finos which is why some people will use like uh uh, re- like rest in peace to bog they'll use bog sour bubble uh to cross onto something that's uh, more sativa leaning because the sour bubbles really slow indica dominant and it makes the next generation the really sativa leaning ones are really apparent because the sour bubble ones are so short and stout uh, but i didn't want to go that route with this banana so i was trying to find some banana and i finally actually today got lucky enough to find some banana OG F3s. Cool. So now the the plant that I have, which is an S1, um, I'll be able to either do a back cross project or at least use the banana OG F3 males to get something on her. I'm going to use a uh, I have Northern Lights number one and Northern Lights number five seeds as well. So I'm going to try those to see how she breeds differently and then what the banana OGs really bring into the party because that'll stand out between the Northern Lights and the banana OG. Um, It'll show me what the banana OG is doing to her when I compare those all together because I'll also see what the Northern Lights is doing to her. So it'll give me the contrast. But yeah, man, I had to hunt for five years to find the right pollen donor for that lady. All the while freaking out that I was going to lose her, that I was, you know, because I've gone through broad eights, broad aphids, uh, root aphids, uh, both of which have completely wiped out people's gardens before. Um, I had some really wild powdery mildew that actually was killing my plants. I've had earwigs and pill bugs try to take over my garden, eat my seedlings, eat my clones, like crawl in this, eat in the stem, crawl up the inside of the stem, eat the plant. And she's still here. So I got, I got lucky, but I can feel your pain on looking for pollen donors. It's hard. I'm really picky though. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll have better luck or you're not as picky as I am. I'm not sure. I think I found it finally. And I think I also just broke my chair somehow. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit chair. Anyway, uh, whatever. Hopefully I didn't fall over. I know um, I broke mine too. Did you? By the way, welcome, Bugsy. <laughs> What's going on, man? Welcome. Fucking chairs, dude. 
Just wanted to come up and say cheers while everyone was having cheers, one dude. last. Uh, <laughs> kind of show off my cheer, big, big plant. It's, dude, it's huge. <laughs> uh, how's the parrot? How's the bird? My big plant is humongous. Oh, Bugsy, maybe you can appreciate my roach clip. It's good. Check this out, dude. I just got this out to show some friends off uh, yesterday, and I haven't put it away yet. I got this from a, a guy on Instagram. Am I breaking up? No, <laughs> You're a little frozen. You sound good, but your video stopped. Oh, there you are. Welcome back. But yeah, my I had a I had a guy from Instagram uh, send me this. It's a keychain, switchblade, roach clip. So when you push the little silver button right there, <laughs> it pops out. It's a Wu Tang shit right there, man. Fucking internet, man. <laughs> What's up, Bugsy? Cheers, dude. I love it. Cheers. No, I'm pissed off with this chair. Dude, I'm so pissed off this thing. It doesn't recline anymore. Whatever. He's like, bought it at Costco. I bought this thing and it squeaked out of the box. Like, literally, out of the box, it was squeaky. I was like, fuck, it's a shit. Something popped and broke in mine. It has a lean to it now. Does it? Oh, that's annoying. I'm scared well, of just it. Gonna have to One of these days I'm going to sit in it and it's going to fucking drop me in the floor. It doesn't get old, Cascadia. <laughs> Be the real life version of that stool that looks like it goes up the guy's butt. Right. Now I was thinking, Bugsy, all you got <laughs> Cascadian threaten us with a roach clip. Uh, just sit on a hill from now on. Jack and Jill went up the hill to see Bugsy, who was sitting sideways. Yeah. Back. So, Femi, oh, are you using yeah. all living soil for your breeding? Things are going a little bit. Oh, go ahead, Bugsy. Sorry. Crazy delay. My internet sucks. Right. So does mine. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, so, so, yes, uh, I don't like uh, synthetic weed. It's all pretty much. Uh, I just muted myself. But uh, I don't know why you and Noob uh, insist on using small flower pots, though. Like, it, it just yeah, I it think baffles that's... me. You guys, <laughs> I think that's like funny. Thunderdome, like, yeah, just Thunderdome, man. It's like, uh, why don't you guys just up it? Like, like, especially seeing, like, new with his freaking beast-level plants. Like, uh, dude, if he just put them in, like, 25-gallon pots, like, those things would have been monsters. But maybe that's the point. Maybe you guys don't want monsters, especially with Noob. I think he actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he might have a little bit more plant counts, and so he might want to have a little bit more ver variety, diversity. They're on yeah, the I mean... Oh, go ahead. I was just... You guys are on the other end of the spectrum from how I grow, huh? 
Yeah, no, I don't grow just with small pots as I do it for a lot of the testing that I'm doing is because I have to do it kind of quick. And so I'm growing smaller plants also. So it's kind of the perspective of the size of the plant to the size of the pot. And so if you keep that plant pretty small, it's like it's like before you transplant anyways, um, if you weren't going to transplant it and it can survive flower in that living soil because it's smaller than you normally would probably flower and make it a huge plant. And so it depends on the testing is like, sometimes I'll run them in 15 gallons. And then, uh, other times I'll just do like, even for Ross to Jeff with Ira genetics, he wanted them done quick. And that means that they had to be small plants. So I use three gallon living soil and I don't have any problems as long as I know what to expect. Like where with three gallons, I'm going to top dress more. I kind of pre amended the soil a little bit more and then I'm watering a little bit more too. And uh, I had good results from it, but the plants were a lot smaller than my plants that are in 15 gallons because I kept them small. That's what, that's, I mean, that's what you could have. Like, you shouldn't have, like, hungry, starving, dead plants or something. You know, like, people are always exactly. like, oh, my God, you actually finished a plant in one gallon. You should have been able to. It just should probably be a way smaller plant. You know, yeah, it's like a clone in a one gallon. Yeah. You just put a clone into a one gallon of living soil, and it's really mm -hmm. not that bad when you think about it. Yeah. When you go to three gallons, you have a limit on when you should flower that plant is you need to make sure and flip it. Um, right. And the only problem that I've seen is if you're going to keep them small, then they might not reach their natural like growth that they want to be at before going to flower. Right. If you're thinking of a the time frame a plant might normally get to veg right. and you cut them off on that, they're kind of small as a seedling and then you don't get their full potential because maybe some plants want to get a little older before they flower. Sometimes you don't even fill up a 25-gallon pot, too, you know, so you have to account for that. You were saying, like, a veg time or veg size, or maybe you just implied the veg size. Some plants will fill up a 25-gallon pot, no problem. Like, Morgana's fairly aggressive, at least in my experience. Like, she doesn't really have a problem kind of stretching her roots and kind of sucking up all that water uh, and then getting to be a fairly big plant as a result. But some plants will struggle with a big pot. So That's you know, like 300 gallons pot, there. Does it? Nice. nice. Yeah, because like uh, um, pretty much the only other reason I do it is because I'm doing a perpetual grow. And so there's no way to transplant in like I can't I don't want to just transplant in and flip them to flower. And so I'm kind of forced to move the pots. And so 15 gallons is what I normally grow in. But it, it really is easier with a three gallon pot to just pick it up and just put it into flower. And if uh, I can actually grow the plant in 15 gallons or a full size, like even 50 gallons is what I have, if I can put it into 50 gallons and then see it grow and then go to three gallons, I feel more comfortable because then I know what to expect of the quality. But if it's my first time growing it, I don't really like to do three gallons. Like that's really not something I'm going to try to do because I don't know what to expect from that plant. And if it turns out cool. shitty, I don't know if it was because it was in a three gallon pot of living soil because it ran out of some nutrients of some type. It had some issues or if that's what the plant's naturally going to do. So any time I can, I try to run like two or three times um, before I would run it in a three gallon pot or a five gallon pot even, but like testing, sometimes I kind of have to, to uh, make it work into the perpetual grow. For what it's worth, my, <laughs> my flower is perpetual, but I transfer into it. So I guess to say that I don't plant seeds in the perpetual, but I do uh, transplant into it. But the, oh, the, the flower only exists basically to be flowered. I mean, to, to veg up for flower and then basically to flower. 
And so like, uh, it's kind of an odd system, I realize a lot of people do. And that's why I actually don't really call it like no till. Uh, cheers, dude. Um, what was I going to say? Like, you know, no till would be like, basically, in my opinion, kind of planting the seed in the same place that it eventually flowers out and then culling any males in that environment, never, ever transplanting. But that just seems that it just seems too abstract for me. Like it's uh, uh, my purpose is the weed more than anything else. My purpose is not necessarily the growth style. So whereas if you were focusing on, you know, the pure growth style, then I would do it that way. So like for me, it didn't make sense to just grow like that just for the sake of it. Whereas if I want like as many females as I want to like the, the good ones, like the ones that I would actually like to smoke, then it doesn't make sense to like call seeds and have them in the wrong place and da, da, da. So I basically veg out my plants, pick the plants that I want to flower and then move them into flower, veg them as little time as, as, as possible so that they kind of establish roots and then flip to flower basically. But do um, you put them in at different times perpetually? Like right now I go like, I'll put a plant yeah, in yeah, and then two yeah. weeks later I put a plant in and then three weeks later I put a plant in and I have a rotation kind of going like that where I'm cropping one or two plants every couple of weeks. What I do basically try to harvest and replant within 24 hours to 48 hours because the, the the theory my theory being that mycorrhiza will die after as little as 12 to 24 hours without a living root. So basically once I've chopped any plants, I make sure that the roots are either still alive or I've transferred a new plant in there. So it's, again, not completely a perpetual grow, but it's basically perpetual because I'm perpetually having a living root, basically. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's um, that's why, like, right now moving them in, I have to, I do smaller pots because I'm doing them at different times. And so uh, I'm soon moving to a garden bed where I can just do, a, a like, one crop at a time yeah. and keep the soil alive where I have, like, a four-by-four four bed. Um, mm-hmm. But with the testing, it kind of makes it tough where once I have right. this perpetual started, I have to stop it and then wait for everything to veg and pick which ones I'm going to veg. Cause right. I like doing different flavors and stuff. And so uh, right. it's going to be a whole right. switch for me to switch over with how I've been doing it. I'm kind it's of, an artifact of the stupid systems that we have to have the plant counts and the this yeah. and the that and the arbitrary rules. Nobody gives a shit how many rare tomatoes we're growing or rare squash. None of us. Is so I want to ask about emperors of fucking Hold on a sec, uh, Bugsy. None of us is basically talking about this like we're fucking okay. uh, 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 Tony Soprano, you know what I mean? Like, we're basically talking about this like freaking weed nerds, you know what I mean? This is the fact that we have to abide by these idiotic standards. It's just absurd. Uh, Bugsy, what were you saying? Sorry, dude. I want to talk about light leaks. That's a two-second long exposure during the last full moon. What about it? So how come my plants don't get all fucking crazy fucking lighted out because of, dude, that's a lot of light. Look at the sky. It looks like daytime. The mood is not a lot of light. Our eyes are incredibly good. No, uh, Bugsy, uh, seriously, our eyes are incredibly good. It's not actually that much light. Our eyes adapt (laughs) to the moon. Even at a full moon. No, seriously, Bugsy, uh, even at a full moon, it's not all that bright light yeah no i know what it is but it's, it's not it's not produced light. light it's reflected light so yeah if you look at the yeah, the light. chart of where the light falls uh at moonlight it's a it's really on the far end of the spectrum i guess is like it's 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 different type of light than what our plants are getting during the day so they i think is yeah. they they yeah. they adapt to it over the the time and then they, they I also know it's have, different. there's light uh light pollution in my area as well 
to part of it is we've bred oh, some of these still lines. The thing I... We've bred some of these lines to be susceptible. Bred the way the sensitivity. So we breed away the sensitivity by breeding it in situations like this. By yeah, by like that plant right there. By breeding in such a pampered indoor environment in pitch black for essentially all of the 90s, a lot of the genetics we're using these days right. have become susceptible because they've been pampered. They've been, they've been pushed that direction. So anything other than that direction causes right. some sort of an issue. So it's kind of two. It's kind of from both ends. Yeah, and then there's the phytochrome in the plants that are like triggered by the light to get it to actually switch over. It's like a little switch that when it senses that light, it's going to tell it to wake up pretty much. Mm. And uh, that's really what's thrown off the like hormones in it or whatever it is. I don't know exactly what it's throwing off to cause a herm specifically, but at that point, like the phytochrome is probably what starts it is once that senses enough light to be triggered and the type of light it's looking for, which is like right in that 660 nanometer range, like specifically, I guess. So it's like not, I guess not specifically 660 nanometer, but it's in that range. And so all the way to 730 and up and most light can trigger it. But for some reason, the moonlight is in that range that doesn't trigger the phytochrome the same way that a light leak would do it. I mean, put it this way, if the moon were enough, then we would never have any of uh, a photosensitive plants. You know what I mean? Because there has always been the full moon. There's always been this kind of, we, we evolved these plants outdoors. We didn't have artificial light until a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? So like, I, I don't think we would have like removed the, the biological, what am I trying to say? Resistance. I'm apparently too strong. The plant circadian rhythms. Not hitting the like, plants circadian rhythm. Maybe. I was also going to say, I don't think light leaks are ever as short as like a full moon cycle. Like, you know, a couple days of bright moon and then basically you just have a crescent moon again. Like, I, I want to say like most light leaks are right. three weeks at a time, you know, like they're not just one day. People will say, oh, I was gone for a weekend. That's kind of them basically covering up the fact that they didn't notice for three weeks. You know? Or they didn't notice the timer was off and running at 18 hours or something. Like literally, well, like, even I, my I think room. it takes a little more. Like I had an issue where that's how I actually found out how strong my platinum dosi and my orange apricot Mac were is I bought a new fan that had a red light in it and I taped off the light really good with like black duct tape. And then I like didn't really check for light leaks again after I replaced that fan. And uh, then I was in my room when the lights turned off, but my timer doesn't turn off my fans. And so my fan's still running and the housing of the fan was glowing red and it had been like probably three weeks where uh the red light was glowing through the whole fan completely and onto the wall and uh, a lot of my plants started showing nanners and the platinum dosi didn't even act like it had a problem like it couldn't even tell my orange apricot mac didn't have any issues uh your morgana was in there when this happened actually and it didn't have any issues and so it's like cool to see that actually where it wasn't on purpose but it kind of woke me up a little bit to the 
how far they can go where uh, that type of light leak for multiple weeks was pretty crazy where uh, a lot of the plants reacted to it. And some stuff is coming from uh, more stable work lines too. I think we're also discovering whenever we talk about some of this stuff, we get like these, some plants that you look at them wrong and they herm out and some plants that you can kind of abuse and nothing really happens. The capulator stuff, a lot of that, well, I can't swear that a lot of that genetics is actually from sub, but he came from subs kind of testing program, right? I guess I won't swear to that. I'm going to fucking mute you for stuff. Can we go? Oh, just, oh fuck, I just muted, unmuted him. Go ahead, Christophe. <laughs> Désolé, nos connexions, ça coupe. Oh, no worries, <laughs> He's having okay. a bad connection to right. Christophe, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Right on, man. Merci, à plus tard. À bientôt. On that subject, maybe we'll fucking take a little fuck off for the evening. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with internet problems and uh, everything else, it's been uh, it's been a freaking blast. Uh, before we start bullshitting about stuff we don't know, specifically me and genetic people who I've barely met, I don't know why I criticize the Mac all the time. I don't know. It's perfectly fine. I'm just like, ah, fucking grumble, grumble. It's a plant. I, I, I have something against it or something. That'd be cool yeah, for you to try this orange it. apricot Mac clone that I have right? because it's, it it's is the, you, it has the structure of the Mac bud and it, it looks a lot like it, but it has this orange apricot flavor. Yes. So uh, some of his stuff, if you want a specific flavor, it's definitely good to look at his seeds. I have uh, the orange apricot Mac, the banana Mac, the sunset Mac, the Mac V2. The thing is I would never um, in so, my entire life wait four hours in line for genetics. I think it's stupid. And also, I would never in my life, I have to be frank, I would never in my life anymore buy genetics from somebody who, like, won't show their face. Like, I understand if they come from Saudi Arabia or something, but then I probably wouldn't buy their genetics because I wouldn't have a lot of faith in them. So, like, at this point, it's no disrespect to him. I understand his motivation. I understand all his whole thing. He can do, everybody can do whatever they want. I just don't have any interest in that stick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, uh, like, he's, like, uh, like, followed me on Instagram and liked my stuff, like without me even being a big grower in any way. And just because I grow his stuff. And so that was a good sign to me seeing that. And then uh, he has the bean basement where you can kind of yeah. chat and talk with all these people growing his stuff. And so there's a lot of way to communicate, but uh, yeah. I, I do like what he's been doing with the crosses and the Mac one was just a, one of those things where it's like when you probably like do acid almost and you have an event and or even listen to music on acid for some reason you just always remember it after that and so like it's like that kind of same thing with the mac one it was like a weed that i'll never forget because of how it came out and like smoking it for the first time and knowing that you just got this like crazy good weed and so it's like kind of cool it. and so it kind of got me on to being a big supporter of his with buying the seeds and when you're um, listening to devo yeah. <laughs> you're on acid. Yeah. You'll never you forget do that a song. <laughs> Dude, I can dig it. I can dig his whole thing. I can dig, I can understand it. I, and it's no wonder that it's so fucking popular. You know what I mean? Just to me, like, and how do I put this? Like a couple of my little experiences have been like weirdly negative. Not even with him. Like nothing with him, because I don't even fucking know the guy. Me walking by the booth carrying my camera, my camera pointing the other direction, like literally my camera's off. Because I'm just like walking somewhere, maybe to go to the bathroom or go grab a bite to eat or take a smoke outside or something. 
some chick from the Indo Expo starts jumping down my throat. Are you taking pictures of Capulator? And I'm like, wait, what? And it turns out Capulator's booth is that way. And there's like five guys with beards at his booth. I couldn't even begin to guess which one is him. If one of them is even him. I mean, for all I know, it's a fucking decoy. I would assume that all of them are decoys at that point. Anyway, this chick who doesn't even work for the fucking guy is jumping down my throat because uh, I don't even know. Like She doesn't even work for him. You know what I mean? Like, she's just, like, apparently in that hype stem. Like, I don't know. So, like, that whole thing. Like, I understand. I'm not trying to criticize. The guy's probably the nicest guy. You know what I mean? So every time I say, like, oh, fucking Mac, I'm just like, oh, I don't know him. You know, he's probably fine. Well, I think it's that openness. has been just. Like how we were talking about it with the openness of, like, being able to mess with people's weed. Is I think that's something that kind of happens with what happened with the Mac. Is you're not even 100% sure you had the Mac and you question it. And so where the reason why I kind of fell in love with it, because I verified that I had it. So I just think that's kind of something specific where someone might get your Morgana and it's not really your Morgana and give you a bad experience. I had it. turns out I had I verified it now that it was the Mac one uh, and I hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate Okay, I didn't hate it. That's that's unfair completely. I was aggressively unimpressed. And it took me, honestly, what I felt like a full 12 weeks to ripen. My friend said that it ripened in 10 weeks. So everybody's experience was different. See what I mean? Like, I just yeah, I kind of just crazy. had something against it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those weeds that is just not destined for my garden. That's yeah. All it is, you know? Yeah, and that's like where it's funny where, like, I like the weed you're breeding but i also like this mac and the different stuff that calculator is doing and i really like i wouldn't say that his is better than yours and yours isn't better than his and that's what's kind of cool to see too is where i was able to compare your stuff with the mac stuff that i'm growing from him uh where i have sunset mac and orange apricot mac and mac v2 and so i can kind of compare them and it's nice to see that like where it's in the same quality to me as high quality weed well, I appreciate that. Thank you, dude. Uh, that's high praise because he's been doing it for a while. Um, what was I going to say? The Dude, the future of weed is going to be so diverse. I hope. I hope it's going to be diverse. And I hope that it's not going to be a monoculture of, you know, three corporations. You know what I mean? I hope it's not going to be three mega corporations that basically tell us what to smoke. So if it isn't, if we all get to decide what we get to smoke, then we'll have as many different kinds of smoke as there is kinds of beer, as kinds of food, as kinds of anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's tons of beer that I don't like. There's tons of food that I don't like. Well, there's not tons of food, but there's some food that I don't like. You know what I mean? Because I can normally find something good about anything. But anyway, like lots of people dislike plenty of kinds of food. And now weed is so similar in many markets that I think people don't realize there's going to be a lot of weed. They just can't stand to even put in their mouth. But there's mm-hmm. going to be some other stuff that they can't stand to be without. Just like some stuff, like they just they if they see a bag of chocolate chip cookies, they freaking eat the whole thing. Or uh, this, uh, freaking cascade, and every time you come on, you're freaking noshing on nachos. There's going to be a weed that for him is like nachos, and he will not be able to stop himself. Whereas there's going to be weed that is the anti nacho <laughs> for him, and he's going to be like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Well, it's, I don't yeah, know. That's probably a stupid example. We need more people breeding for what they actually like instead of breeding for what sells. And a lot of the market right now is just breeding for hype fucking names and hype strains and hype bullshit. Instead of people like I'm completely like my my nachos, my weed nachos is chocolate, coffee, mocha, caramel, earthy dankness. That's what I'm fucking looking for. That's a lot of what I'm breeding for. Is That's why it's Northern Lights. That's why it's pre-98 Bubba Kush. That's why it's some of the Gorilla Glue's got some chocolate in it. Um, 
I'm trying to get my hands on chocolate tie. Like that's, I'm looking for the chocolate diesel. Like I'm, I'm going chocolate coffee. That's what I'm doing. And if we had more people, like if people that were obsessed with cherry found all the different cherry strains, they get their hands on and just went hard on cherries, sour cherries, sweet cherries, acidic cherries, like just cherries. And that was their deal. Then we would have all these different, like, uh, pools of interrelated same way people did with the micro brews yeah kind of um focus on what you like like where you you make sure it's something you know yeah Yeah. and then finding as much of it as you you make what you like and then people like you like it but instead we're spending all our time breeding for names and hype and running the hype train down the track so if we would just figure out what we liked instead of saying I like the hype then we could actually get somewhere as a community and have that large palette to choose from otherwise we're at the mercy of not really the three mega corporations yet but we're at the mercy of the top 10 breeders who are all just slapping the next hype train on all the cuts they have and putting that out every quarter of the year. Not going to say no names, but there's plenty of them out there. Um, and we're at their mercy because that's, that's the hype. That's what everybody's talking about. That's what draws the crowd. That's what sells at the store. And it's, it's always what's the next hype next year? What's the next move everybody, instead of this dude being known for doing this one particular palette and this other guy being known for doing this other particular palette, we're playing this whole other game and it's fucking us up. So I would like to see more people figuring out what they like and chasing that instead of trying to be the next hype man. Nobody, We don't need any more fucking hype men. Like, Makes sense. I'm kind of over it. You know? I agree with you. That's I. That's why I found what worked for my back pain in a high CBD. It's a it's a one to one. Supposedly, the internet says it's supposed to be fifteen percent THC and fifteen percent CBD, but it's called a purple pennywise. And I've been grown. I grow. I've grown it this year, and I've already harvested this summer. Yeah, the Pennywise is nice. Uh, yeah, it it relieves my pain, and it's, it's like that's something I can yeah. honestly say it's good for me to grow it because, hell, I use it a lot. I go buy it a lot. Down in quality, it seems, of late when I go buy it from the goddamn dispensary. So when I grow, grew it, and it was like I remembered it when I first started getting it from the dispensary, it was a refreshing thing. It was like, fuck, they're not even selling shit as good as I grow. And I, I'm like a desert gorilla growing guy, you know? And literally this uh, last November was the first November that we could grow legally here. Crazy dude. It, it started at the, the election in November. 
Have you had any like? We literally voted it into the Harlequin or the Canisou or the ACDC or the Charlotte's Web. Have you had any of those? I've had Charlotte's Web and Harlequin. And they didn't do for you what the what the uh, Pennywise does. Well, well, no, I'm just that I just I had access to Pennywise genetics. And I didn't have access to the others. I mean, I just, yeah, I was just wondering if the effects hand, were similar, know. like if it really was the the CBD, because those are all highly well known CBD lines. Yeah, I, well, I think in the purple Pennywise, I think it is. You, it does like a. It'll hold back some of your head high a little bit because there's so much CBD, but it'll really dig into the body high so that like back pain and like neck neck pain and stuff like that can just, I mean, I, what it basically does for me is let, lets me go to sleep with it. I ended up with some seeds that are the siblings to the charlotte's web clone or they're somehow in that family i don't know if they're the direct siblings or if they're the nieces and nephews per se um but i'm excited to get into those and see what turns up and then i got another friend that's got right some um, some cbd lines some cbg lines and some CBN lines. So I'm curious to take those. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of I don't even know what the last two are. Right? <laughs> CBG is like. I'm a, sure they're a cannabis something. Yeah, CBG cannabis is like a, is like a make you happy cannabinoid. It's like the euphoric cannabinoid, and then the CBN is the one that. Is like sleepy time, couch lock, knock you out, I think, if I remember right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Yeah, I've got a CBN uh, uh, before and isolate or uh, tincture, and uh, definitely it'll make you sleepy for sure. That's why I think it's meant for his insomnia. And then, uh, yeah, uh, CBD is like definitely more that anti inflammatory, is what it kind of leans towards, I guess. So the combination is really nice for sleeping. It does me, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in working those together, working the CBG with the CBD, and then seeing how that comes out. Yeah, I thought about breeding something together just to you know that's not me. I don't need to do that right now. Our our gardens are so limited right now that you know we can have twelve plants on the property like between me and my cheers Fumi. relative that lives here as well we can have 12 plants last smoke for the night you can do that I know I better call it a night. It's fucking 2.40. Same here.
glad I got to hang out with you guys though and talk and I appreciate all the knowledge. It really helped talking it through because that's some of the stuff that's tough with some of my friends and stuff where, and in chat, you can't really do it. And so to get on that same level, be able to talk it through and hear it from a higher standpoint and from the breeder, even from Fumador, what I just was growing and testing. It was pretty cool. It was fun fun to see that plant growing in your garden and other people's gardens and hear your perspectives on it. So you smoke it. It's really interesting. I'm going to bow out. Have a good one. All right, everybody have a good night. I'm out too. Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll talk to you later. Cheers, dude. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great show. Uh, Bugsy, I guess that leaves you to say <laughs> say your good evenings and your goodbyes. How could people find you? You might be frozen. Oh, I guess I could sign out the right way instead of just just jumping off since I haven't been here before. <laughs> just <laughs> so, like, peace. Uh, how could people, <laughs> peace, I'm outie. Uh, how could people find you, find you, man? Yeah, so just uh, Zoso on <laughs> Cannabuzz and then um, Zoso J on YouTube for my time lapses when I start uploading more of those. And then uh, Zoso J1968 on Instagram. Cheers, dude. Welcome back anytime. Thanks. Uh, thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, and thanks for testing the season. It's been great. Yeah, I'm sure. Have a good leaves, night. Uh, Bugsy's taking off. Cheers, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> pardon me while I cough in all of your ears. Thank you very much for hanging. Thank you for uh, puffing with us. And uh, thank you for enduring probably the many stupid things that we've said. Hopefully some of them weren't stupid and some of them were even funny. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, don't forget to join us this coming Tuesday. I forgot to say, I don't actually have a, don't yet have a firm guest for the show on Tuesday. So uh, I don't know. You guys have ideas? Uh, I had a couple of people kind of uh, nibbles, but whatever. Life's been pretty fucking busy, so I haven't actually, frankly, focused on it enough. So if uh, we don't get a, a guest for Tuesday, we might have another open topic. We'll see. A lot of times people actually prefer those, but sometimes people prefer the guests. So if you have a good guest in mind, please let me know. Uh, other than that, we're going to be here on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, as always, we're going to be uh, talking and uh, puffing weed. Let's see here. Uh, other than that, <coughs> damn, I'm coughing like a freaking weirdo. Uh, fuck, we didn't do a giveaway. All right, I swear we were going to do a giveaway. We're going to do a giveaway. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, we have in front of me, I for sure have Dread Persephone. Okay, we have, I just almost burned myself. The things that we do. I have a bag of Dread Persephone. Somebody is going to win a pack of Dread Persephone. I think there are probably 10 packs or 10, 10, 10 seeds. What do they call them? 10 ball things. Whatever those things are that you grow. Uh, so this is for a pack of Dread Persephone. Again, Dread Persephone is sugar tits. I call her sugar tits number one. Uh, it's not F1. Actually, it is an F1, but whatever. Sugar tits one by Ruby Jack F2. I realize that that's maybe confusing. It's sugar tits by Ruby Jack F2. Uh, you guys saw Zoso growing it. Frosty, very OG, uh, morphologically looking, uh, should be really kind of interesting. Should be kind of a fruity candy, honestly. And I think that's actually what he was saying. This is going to be from, uh, I don't know how many people are here. 100? We're going to go with 100. I could check, but I'm not going to. One through 100 people. Fuck, if there's like 50, then it's going to take forever. I better check because there might be like 20 of you. And we're going to be like, oh my God, waiting, waiting, waiting. We're all hide. All right. Where the fuck are we? Extreme heat wave. Is that us? 
There are 80 watching. All right. So you people should be. Thank you, by the way, everybody, for watching. One through 100. Uh, it's just going to be me looking. So I guess you're going to I have to pick a number. All right. I pick the number. Ladies and gentlemen, after I say boop in the chat, go for it. One through 100. Go. Should already be going. I'm surprised because normally people are already guessing. They're like pink, blue, red. Or maybe you guys don't care. You don't care. Red pill in the house. Should create something. I probably shouldn't say their names because they'll think that I they want. Dang it, that's, that's not fair. Too bad. Yeah, I wanted to say hello. Can't because you'd be like, oh my god, I won. Not yet, folks. You're not even that close, surprisingly. Uh, Locke, you're, you're, you're not close. Uh, what's up? I see you. Welcome. That's what I should do. I should be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I see you. Cheers. Hey, hey there. Uh, still nothing. Still nothing. I'm looking. Have I missed it? I hope I'm not illiterate. Are you sure? Yep. I haven't seen it yet. Keep guessing, motherfuckers. If you're not in the chat and you'd like to win a pack of seeds, just fucking hurry the shit up. Jesus, H. Christ. I mean, technically it could be any pack of seeds. It didn't actually have to be Dread Persephone, but I had that next to me. I really like Dread Persephone. I think it should be really nice. Like, the more people grow it, I think the more people will like it. Like everyone's talking about Morgana. It's a little bit like selective uh, uh, thinking. Like everyone was talking about Morgana. It's a sexy name. It's cool. It's like, oh my God, Morgana the Witch. Uh, I should have just called her Persephone, but really it was like, you know, I was, I was super pissed off. So like, if more you guys, you probably, you guys don't know the whole story. Like, it's fucking kidding. So, uh, I don't know what it's, it's not like I'm doing a big thing, but, uh, I was like, fuck dude, I'm going to name it after the goddamn queen of the fucking Canada bus driver. You are the winner. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Canada bus driver is the winner of the queen of the underworld. I was like, dude, queen of the underworld is baller, fucking baller, man. Dick Teth to listen to her, everybody, all the fucking monsters, everybody. Cannabis driver, dude, you are a lucky motherfucker. I think you have won seats from me before. Well, whatever, that's 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 life. Cannabis driver has won seats yet again. Cannabis driver, uh, email me. I think you already know how to email me because you've done it before. Uh, please email me at uh, Fubiter at Chronic Table. That goes for, by the way, anybody else because we're doing a soft introduction to the seed line. I have, frankly, not yet picked some of the details like the price and stuff, guys. Not making it up, my life has been a little bit uh, jumble freaking uh, take all the dice and throw them out on the table. It's going to kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of that situation. So uh, not trying to fuck around with everybody, but we're going to work on that very, very shortly in the near future. Uh, but if you have interest, please let me know that you have interest. Uh, and, uh, you know, let me know, for example, which strains that you're interested in. Uh, maybe I can tell you which strain I think you might be more interested in or something if you'd like to know. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... Uh, you know, I feel like I know them a little better than... Dude, that sounds really terrible. I know my shit better than you. Dude, I have been smoking all night. Forgive me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to have me respond to you in probably stupid ways, email me right now. I probably won't email you back. Actually. That would be really funny, though, if, like, right after the show, I was like, I was fucking shit. We should do that. Like, once a month, I should do... I should say... Now that I say that, it should be, like, the kind of like The Godfather where uh, Luca Brasi is all nervous and he wants to go talk to the Don on the day of his daughter's wedding. Uh, Cause you cannot refuse a request on the day of your daughter's wedding. Da, da, da. 
We should do like one day a month where I a- answer questions, but exclusively to fucking blitz drop. Like maybe after Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, we'll save like a half hour and maybe like Wes Engine and I will like answer questions, but we will answer them like deliberately wrong. It's like, oh my God, we're so fucking stoned high. Like we don't know what we're talking about. If you guys think that that's funny, let me know at Fumador at Crowded Table uh, and or leave a comment. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you, uh, Justin Bean. Thank you very much for the, the compliments. Thank you for hanging. Thank you very much for hanging. The, the show, folks, is, uh, how do I put this? It's an interactive show. Wes Engine says it's the most interactive show in cannabis. He's not fucking lying. The show is basically about the chat, about the people that come on here. So thank you very much, everybody that comes on, because otherwise it's just be me basically talking to the fucking dark screen or whatever i probably wouldn't do that very much with that said uh cheers bob uh have a good one i hope you're staying safe down there uh actually i don't know where you are maybe you're up there down where left right anywhere you never know where, where bob is uh he's everywhere he's everywhere all at once that's that's bob ladies and gentlemen uh before the show gets too fucking weird uh thank you very much for hanging now i really want that horseradish wine morgana again God damn it. live and learn Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging. Uh, Be kind to each other. Be decent. Be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. I've said it before. You've heard me say it again. Wait. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm going to say it again. And please, don't be a fucking prick. If you were a prick yesterday, we're going to look it over, like, look it over, whatever. You know what I mean? We're going to look at some shit. You see what I mean? I'm not being a prick. Don't be a prick tomorrow. If it's already tomorrow for you, try not to be a prick. If you've already been a prick, there's always tomorrow. Until we meet again, my friends, adios. Thanks for hanging. Uh, return the shopping carts to the shopping cart place. Um, if someone has left the pen cap open, check if it's a camera. If it's not a camera, put the pen cap. No voy negarte, no. La primera vez que tú me la hiciste, baby, quería matarme. Fue amarte Sabiendo que No sientes nada y no sabes querer No sabes querer Esta mi despedida Vete con el que te hundía Suerte que ya no eres mía Yo ya no te aguanto No, esta mi despedida Vete con el que te hundía Suerte que ya no eres mía Yo ya no te aguanto Lo que has hecho Y con interés Pa' que sientas Lo que siento Ya 
sabemos tu corazón estrecho Que es que no lo cabe ni siquiera un sentimiento Un sentimiento y ella se cree la crema porque está tan bella Como una estrella se estrella cuando la dejan de querer Tranqui que eso se me pasa Que yo ando chillin' en casa Que lo que quiero te pasa Más de Sabes que no sabes que eres. No sabes que eres. 